2012, and DC has released before Watchmen. I don't know it yet, but this is an experiment that will lead to more. It's September 2016. And the DC Universe Rebirth was, has exploited Jeff Johns' frustrations with DC Comics line, leading to a promising future. A blood-stained button and, a di- and dialogue from Watchmen reveals Dr. Manhattan's role in the previous Universal reboot. It's May 2017, and DC has revealed plans for Doomsday Clock. It will soon be revealed that the series was, ru- was rushed out due to behind-the-scenes meddling, and as a result, won't be the promising monthly series. The first issue of Doomsday Clock will be released on November 2017, and be released and be finished on November 2018. It's December 2019, and the 12th issue of Doomsday Clock has been re- was released. Time will tell of the effects going forward. Now it's January 2020, and the Fake Nerd Podcast is recording their 174th episode about Doomsday Clock. Okay, I did it. You did it. <laughs> you got through it. <laughs> Woo! I wrote that last night. Barely could read my handwriting. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hey, hey, what's up? I'm with Ben Magnet. Hello. Ryan Eliopoulos. Don't do it. You son of a... I you saw it. it. Had to do it to You readied it like a, like a machine gun. <laughs> Machetes, that's ready. And Sparks Woody. What was that? That was That's me cracking open, open my mouth. This is imaginary. Ready to speak. Imaginary soda pop. Drink in my words. I was re- I was rereading Doomsday Clock last night, and I was like, if I were to do a goofy intro, this would be it. I think I think it was a rather, yeah. rather well done. Yeah. It took me a while to research when those days were. Yeah, I was funny enough, like when I was thinking of the intro, I was like, I'm going to do something like that. I was thinking and the same then, thing. And then I'm glad you did it. All, yeah. all, it's, it's way better than what I would have All done. day I was like, it's gotta be. It's gotta be something. I was like gonna that, be right? like, it's March. It's March six, two thousand nine. It's three six nine, yeah. and I'm watching Watchmen in the theater, and this is the first day of hell. <laughs> <laughs> I had, I had, I had more. I had like the movie, mm-hmm. the TV show, mm-hmm. like all that stuff, and I was like, I should keep it just Doomsday Clock for time reasons. Hey guys, we're talking about Watchmen real quick. There's a, uh, there's a. Uh, a test footage screening of of Watchmen from the early two thousands with um, film, right? with the guy from Game of Thrones, Ian Glenn playing Night Owl, uh, and Ray Stevenson playing oh, yeah, Rorschach, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's just mm. a nice little like like a little scene. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm that that movie should have got made. <laughs> yeah. If man, only, if only, if only, Damon Lindelof should go should now do the prequel to his TV series and just adapt Watchmen before Watchmen. It's <laughs> <laughs> just adapt Watchmen. It's adapt Watchmen. Nah, I'm okay. Um, that's 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 season two. They're just adapting Watchmen. <laughs> no, and then they'll go backwards and do Minutemen. I don't want any of it. <laughs> it's perfect the way it is, just like Doomsday Clock. Uh, hmm. All right. Yeah. Uh, so God, I forgot that Doomsday Clock was going to be monthly. Yeah. Until <laughs> you said it, and I'm like, oh yeah, we were just going to be like hyped through a whole year. That was my, that was my my thing. I was like, I was like, I, I got to wait this. In. It's going to be it's going to be finished on November to, on November 2018. It's December 2019. And dude, there were bets going on, and like, is it going to get pushed to 2020? Yeah. Is this yeah. going to be a four year comic? I book? legit thought it was going to get pushed. It made it by like two or three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. And I, I bought it like first day. Like I was super stoked to, to finally read it. Uh, I bought both covers. I think that's the. The Gary Frank B cover is really cool, mm-hmm. but that A cover with the Bloodstained Superman logo, yeah. Yeah. that's good. That's All good. the covers have been super dope. Yeah. Gary yeah. Frank. Anyway, we're not talking about that yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Hey, but just like Dr. Manhattan, time is perceived at all times. It's so true. We've we'll already just, talked about it. We're, we're going to take this episode once we finish the discussion and just dissect the Doomsday Clock discussion and intersplice it into our news. We're the Can memento. Memento. Can memento do, of do, you think I'm po- do you think I'm good enough to do that? I think I, I don't think you're good enough to do it and have it be coherent. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> I'll take it. Uh, also, I don't uh, think you have the patience to do that. That is also true. <laughs> uh, to, to be fair, I don't think I could do it either. 
I don't think a challenge? it could be. No, it's a challenge. Sparks, you have to be committed to do that kind of splicing and moving and no, all that No, the thing shit. is, the thing is, like, you can't just take that and randomly toss it into no, the news. No, you can't. It has to be thought out yeah. for yeah. it to work. Uh, all right, so how was your guys' week? You go first, someone else. Oh, then they're all staring at me. God damn. No, I mean, I <laughs> oh, I just forgot. Well, no, Ben, you did the cool no, stuff. No, um, so I had, I, had a, I had a decent week. I mean, first full week back at work. I was sick a few weeks ago, so that sucked. Um, I discuss- just this week, Ben. We don't need to know about six weeks ago. Rela- no, it wasn't six weeks ago. It was the other. It was the never mind. So it was I- sick weeks ago. Oh, that's what I, heard. Ah, yeah. I was sick a few weeks ago. So I discovered that Dragon Force dropped an album in September of 2019, and I had no idea. I didn't know until just now. Yeah, it's, it's called Extreme Power Metal, and it's freaking awesome. Is it Extreme Power Metal? It is Extreme Power They're Metal. They're not lying? No, I'm not lying. Good. Recent, recent uh, Dragon Force has been really solid. No, so I- Last couple of years. A few, uh, I think it was like a week ago, I was on, it was late at night, I was on Twitter randomly, and then I was like, you know what, I'm going to look up Sabaton on Twitter. I'm going to follow them. And then I'm like, oh, you yeah. know what, I should follow Dragon Force on Twitter. I find them on Twitter, and it's like, hey, we have a new album. I'm like, son of a bitch. And then I'm like, oh, hey, I'm going to check out Baby Metal. I love that band, even though their page is in Japanese. New album is out. I'm like, god damn it. I'll, Mega I'll, be I'll be honest. Power Metal has become such a deep genre with so many bands doing so many creative things. Could you say it's I'm pretty in, heavy? I'm impressed. No, I'd say it's powerful. Stop it. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> I'm impressed that Dragon Force has stuck around as long as it has. I am happy that Dragon Force has stuck around. Um, you, you, you mean you, you're describing what happened when that, when Avantasia after we saw uh, their concert, they were like, "Yeah, we're just, you know, we're probably not going to do another album." And then new album, specifically <laughs> because Dragon Force started off with songs that they that they were aided with computer instruments they could not physically play. Yeah. Bleep lore. I think they actually found a really good sound when they when they stopped doing that. I agree. Yeah, yeah. It's weird that C3PO is part of the band now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so <boy>. weird. <laughs> Yeah, so my two favorite songs on the new album are um, Heart Demolition, and that is also one of my favorite music video of all time now, because I, I just I love that shit. It, has all, it scratches all my favorite itches, and um, they have a cover of My Heart Will Go On. All right. All right. Yeah. Like, when I saw the song title, I'm like, no, it can't be. It's probably not. They just probably just have the same title, because you know some songs have that. It's the same title, but it's a different the song. The Celine Dion cameo. It's a freaking, it's the Celine Dion cover. Did you see? Did you hear the power metal cover of uh, the Never Ending Story theme? No, I have not. That's I think I have. Bad. I don't know if it's. There's probably a bunch. No, no. There's a specific band who did one uh, that I listened to. I forgot. I, the I name. forget who you're talking about, but I know. Like, there's there's a like you know Avantasia level kind of power metal band that they did one. Yeah. Ooh, nice. It's a band called Atreyu. Because yeah. I band. wish it was. There now. is a band called. Because there is a band called Atreyu. <laughs> I'll look. I'll look it up and send it to you. I, I, still, right. I still. I still have it. All it's right. a really good song. And apparently, Dragon Force is touring, so I gotta look that up. Um, yeah find out if they're ever coming across the pond to the United States. And so I went to Disneyland yesterday, and I have to tell you guys, I had quite possibly the one of the most memorable and magical days of Disneyland of my entire but life. Ben, would it be because there's some of the... Partially. Cool. That was partially because of that. Oh, another reason, yeah. Yeah, other, multiple reasons, actually. Um, Did you get laid? Like, what's no, going on? No, uh, let me Not tell you this. Disneyland. Let me tell you what happened, dude. Seriously, so story I, time. So I got to go because my friend Micah, who's all, who's a cast, fire. who's a cast member at Disneyland, invited me as his guest for the cast preview for Star Wars: Rise of Resistance. No, you keep talking. I'll do the background music. And so we get there. We get to the park around ten o'clock. So we okay. We have some time to kill. We go on a few rides. Everything's fine. Park is filling up. It is a Saturday, so we're like, ah, it's just gonna be a chill day. We're gonna have fun. We go on a Jungle Cruise, and we have a really funny Jungle Cruise skipper. They're, 
he's doing the normal jokes and everyone's having a fun time. And then the, the rock backside of water, up. the backside of water joke. Yeah, yeah. backside of water always gets a, him every time. Always a classic. And people were ch- uh, clapping. M- myself and Micah were chanting O two H O two H. And right when we get to the dock, he's trying to do his, his spiel. Yeah, for wait, what? H two O. H two O. Yeah, because it's the be- it's the reverse. The reverse. Yeah, there you go. So we are going Got to. Got <laughs> So we are heading over to the dock, and he was hey, doing. Hey, he's Brandon, like, gullibles on the ceiling. So we're heading over to the dock, to, you know, to disembark from the boat, and then he's like, and he's going to the part of we've made it to the most perilous part of our journey, the return to civilization, and. I'm sitting. I'm sitting right next to the skipper, and under my breath, I wasn't meant for everyone, anyone else to hear it. I just go, "Yay, we lived!" And for some reason, it broke him. <laughs> he could not stop laughing. He's trying to do the the spiel of getting out of the boat, but he's just standing there laughing. He's not laughing into the microphone. He's he has like his his forehead on his wrist, and he's laughing so hard. I'm like, "Oh my god, did you hear that? Did I do that too?" He's like, "Yes, you did." And I'm like, oh no, am I gonna get in trouble for breaking the skipper? <laughs> what did I do? So we finally get Excuse to the Excuse me, sir. This man told a very good joke. <laughs> so we get to the so we get 10, to ten thousand Disney bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so we do get, not pass go. <laughs> no, so we get to the dog. Everyone else gets, once he puts the microphone down, obviously Mike and I are the last to leave. He turns and says and says, You guys are funny. That made my day. That was hilarious. Thank you for that. I'm like so you're long welcome. Story for a humble brag. Nice. Yeah, yeah I, that's really cool. Yeah, it's, I so you, I I made his day. Do you guys think they call Disneyland's prison the mouse trap? I mm. hope uh, so. I hope no. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So Disneyland has a prison? No, they call it the uh, vault. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they don't. Not officially, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's where the really bad kids go. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's where they go. To go ahead, Ben. To a small world. <laughs> go ahead with your the, story. The day goes on. The day goes on. Uh, Rise of Resistance was down when our boarding group happened to pop up. So we, we didn't go. So to kill time, we went over to Smuggler's Run. And at this point, Smuggler's Run had a 65 minute wait. I was wearing the popcorn bucket that I bought for Fanny earlier that morning, the Millennium Falcon one. And as I'm walking up, a cast member by the door sees it, and she's like, hey, what is that? And I'm like, oh, it's the popcorn bucket. We start talking. We only talk for about three minutes. And she's like, you know what? I've taken up most of your guys' time. Go on through the fast pass line. Have fun. And we're like, what? Did she just go like, F you to every other person in the line? <laughs> no, because the she, line was- She's all- quitting, so she's <laughs> just like, see ya, sucker. No, she was. we just had a nice conversation about the popcorn bucket and like how it opens, how to turn it on and all that stuff. And then she's like, oh, thanks for talking to me. Go through the fast pass line. Have fun, kids. Hell yeah. It pays so no we, people. So we, we were just walking through and Michael's turn. I was like, how'd you do that? I was like, I don't know. She just asked about the bucket. I answered her. You used the force. I didn't. I did not. Maybe I did in, uh, subconsciously. I don't know. There you go. Um, so that was really nice. I gave both those cast members uh, cast compliments too. Um, what, and is that like a Disney Yelp? It's kind of like a it, yes, yeah. It yes. actually is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, and, like, no, it's a, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, that's it. it. That's it, it exactly. It is. Um, but also, I fu- I saw two celebrities I actually gave a, a crap about at Disneyland, and I got to say hi to them for five seconds. I met the Game Grumps. I would um, call them internet celebrities. Yeah, well, they are internet celebrities. I yeah. met. I I saw, like, it's Brad. not Brad. They're not Brad Pitt. I was just supposed <laughs> no. to say Paul. Yeah, yeah. But I we saw uh, I, I saw Dan and uh, Danny and Aaron from the Game Grumps, 
And I saw him. I was like, oh, my God, it's them. But I didn't want to shout at him. I didn't want to bring attention to him. But Aaron's looking around. I make eye contact. I was like, I'm, I, I know you. I know you. And then he's like, oh, cool. So I go around. I go. I shake his hand. I was like, hey, I love what you do. I love your guys' work. I love Starbomb. Then Dan turns around and goes, oh, hey. I'm like, hey, I love Ninja Sex Party, your band. I love Starbomb. Thank you for everything you guys are, done, are doing. Uh, you guys go have a great day. Just thank you. I kind of geek out a little bit because I love these guys' work. Starbomb is one of my favorite bands. I love Ninja Sex Party. And they're like, oh, thanks. And right as they're leaving, Dan goes, hey, by the way, that's a cool shirt. I'm like, thank you. And then I just go back to Micah because they were walking the opposite direction. I didn't want to hold them up. So that was that was really nice. That's cool. Yeah. Always fun to meet a, meet, yeah. meet a celebrity. And then when we finally did get in the Rise of Resistance line, the time <laughs> where we actually get to go on the attraction, uh, we were uh, Mike and I were staying with a bunch of Club 33 members. And we're oh, yeah, those th- bastards. Oh no, we made friends with them. They were once we finally got into like the holding cells to get onto the attraction. They included us in their group, and then after and we just had a great time in line talking to them. And then once we got off, they go. They're like, "Oh, we're gonna go back to the club." It's like, "Okay, Mike and I had plans to go to Ballast Point for a beer, and because we need it." And then right before we leave, they look at us and say, "Hey, do you guys want fast passes?" We're like what? They're like, here, we're not going to use them for the rest of the night. So here are 12 fast passes, six for each of you. So Jesus. these will work for any fast pass line nice. at all for the rest of the night. They're only good today, though. So then, go on it. Then do you know what they call somebody that goes to Club 33 twice call? in a day? They call it an Order 66. Oh. Got him again, good. guys. <laughs> I'm just on it tonight. <laughs> Damn, that's wow. Thank you. I used to, I used to, to, to go to Club Thirty Three. What is Club Thirty Three? I don't. It know. is the come on Club. It's the really. <laughs> oh, it's the really. Oh, oh. It oh is boy! Originally, <laughs> the really rich people. Yeah, of course. Oh, originally, it was. <laughs> <laughs> is it just like a lounge? Brandon's it's son. it's a it's a lounge. It's a restaurant. It's a bar. Really rich people go. Uh, apparently, they, they it's a really exclusive. Yeah, it's very exclusive. <laughs> is there alcohol there? There is. At the, sweet. Um, before when Club Thirty Three was built, it had to have its own separate address so it could they could have a liquor license because Disneyland wasn't able to sell alcohol oh, until Galaxy's sneaky, Edge snake. was built. And there used to be that you had to be on a waiting list for ten plus years to get in the club. Now that's <laughs> what ten years? Yeah, but you now a baby, and then he's 10? let me let me finish. Now that's gone. That's completely what gone. You tickets? just have to have thousands of dollars. You have to have thousands of dollars and a referral from someone in mm. the club because there just are be Brad Pitt yeah. just walk. Apparently, because the so people we were talking to, they're like, "Yeah, you can't go up to Nicolas Cage at a bar and talk to him." And they're like, "Oh yeah, I saw him here a few weeks ago." And I'm like. Excuse me, you saw Nicolas Cage here? Disneyland? I love the Indiana Jones ride. I, uh, yeah, my family used to know a guy who was a member at Club 33. And so mm-hmm. uh, what you used to be able to do before Club 33 remodeled uh, was that you can just make reservations for people you know. So if you knew someone, then you could, on a list. you could get in there. Yeah, uh, and you kind of and you kind of used to pay people for their for part of their reservations for part of their membership. So it wasn't so expensive. Oh, those, these club members were talking about that, and they're saying how some other club members were abusing the policy. So the whole yeah, club so rules got completely redone and remodeled. Yeah, so people like my family couldn't go anymore. Uh, Kevin Smith, uh, on a podcast maybe like a year or two ago, he was like, hey, yeah, if like I'm just going to tell you guys, if you're rich, you just pay $5,000 a person, you can go doing everything you want anytime you want. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's only $5,000 a person, is yeah. it, to Kevin Smith? Oh, my God. <laughs> I would love $5,000 right yeah. now. Yeah. Being, being rich must be nice. I yeah. know, yeah. right? Yeah. Must be nice. Yeah, these people were very... Hey, guys, subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the people we met, they were very nice. Um, they were really cool. They were... They were they loved our reactions when we were on Star on uh, Rise of Resistance, which I have to say, guys, that ride is the absolute best ride I've ever been on in my entire life. I have a similar story that I'm going to tell real quick, Go which for is it. that I made friends 
with uh i didn't even make friends like we didn't talk much but um we just shared some factoids about disneyland because they were visiting from australia this oh, was nice. a few months ago and uh they'd never done space mountain and we were about to do hyperspace mountain and they're Ooh. like so it has star wars on it and, and we're like oh yes it has star wars stuff on it and uh so when it comes up it's just was this when i went with you did you? Yeah, because yeah, there was yeah. a family behind us. Yes, and freaking yes, out. exactly. Yeah. yeah, and so it was. It was the three of us, mm-hmm. and we said we're actually a group of six. Those three behind us are also with us. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool! Aww. Because we just wanted to hear their reactions. That, did, yeah. that, one, that dude. one dude loved it so much. He's just shouting, <laughs> "Yeah, I love Star Wars!" Like, it's so good. Yeah, um, that the, was his. Uh, there is a scene. I don't want to spoil the ride. I mean, I put, I spoiled a lot of the queue on my Instagram already. Hey, man, there are people who who get to go to Disneyland once every ten yeah. years, so don't spoil it. Yeah. Well, also the ride. The reason why I was able to keep my phone on because the ride is open in Florida, so technically it was ah, already spoiled. Got it. Oh, sure, because I'll just pop over to Florida before I go to yeah. California. Yeah, yeah, but um, there's this one room where I yelled. I was everyone was yelling once we got off. Well, that. But once we got off the ride, I was like, "Worth it!" Because essentially we went like total time once we first got in line because we had to leave to get out of line. We got recovery fast passes. Then we got back in line and we still waited over an hour to get on the actual ride itself. Lordy. We must have waited like three hours. Lordy. And we were like wondering if they were going to cut the line at nine o'clock or hard stop the attraction because that's what they've been doing recently. So we were worried, like scared, like, are we actually going to go on this? But luckily we, I did. Uh, Micah cried because it was so to him, it was like so technologically. It was like, how did Disney do this? Just yeah. how do they do this? I saw some Money. of the some of the uh, animatronics on oh. the Imagineering uh, series that that Disney put up on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on Disney Plus. Uh, that Kylo Ren looks awesome. There's there's Dude. like a making of that ride on Disney Plus right now. Well, it's, it's, no, the, no, it's, it's the, the end of the Imaginary story. story. Yeah, oh, got it. Story. Yeah. got it, got it, okay. No, but dude, that yeah, Kylo Ren... The Imaginary story goes from the beginning to the end. Well, to the so most... it's like a little tease? Yeah, so... Got it. Dude, that Kylo Ren cool. animatronic is out of this freaking world. Better than Hondo Alonzo, but... Oh. Oh. Hondo at least has a moving mouth, which makes him better. Yeah. But because Kylo, you don't need a mouth. There's... <laughs> Megan's all nodding in the back. There's a few animatronics on that ride that are, that are amazing. Are those there, real people? What's up? There's... The digital projections on that ride are fantastic. Just everything about that, it makes me want to go again and again and again. Uh, yes, it's very good. I, I try not to overhype it. I'm trying. I'm sorry, it. but it's so. <laughs> no, I know you're in, excited. In my personal opinion, it is the best Disney ride I've ever been on. For sure. Uh, yeah, there, there's a, a good balance of better than Peter Pan versus digital effects. Yes, I don't think so. You heard it here first. <laughs> we'll talk about it at a future date. What's you when guys it's open. when you guys go on it? Yeah, I but that's still not open. Open. We should. What we should do is we should go to the to the um, VR thing at Dis- at Disneyland. The Void. Is it is still it doing the Star Wars or is it still it's Avengers? Doing a, it's doing both. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, so what we should do is we should go to the VR thing and put and do a GoPro so we, people can watch us do it. Hmm. I think that's illegal. But think about the flaw in that. It's GoPro on top of uh, your head. Uh, ben, anything VR. else? I didn't even think about it. <laughs> I'm glad you had a good time. Thank you. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Was yeah. there anything else for uh, you? Uh, did you do any entertainment stuff? Did you do any? Did you do any? Did you set the Witcher uh, yet? Fire Emblem oh. through going. Hmm? I hate you. Which one? <laughs> Which one? Which one did it? No, it was definitely Fire Emblem. <laughs> you didn't start the Witcher either, did you? No, I didn't. That's fair. I was gonna start the Witcher, but I figured I should re- I should finish Umbrella Academy. Hey, this week yeah, don't I was yeah, reading yeah. Doomsday Clock. I'm proud of you. I was reading Doomsday Clock because I knew you started earlier than yes. Saturday. Yes, yeah. I proud started. Er- I started earlier. I was reading Doomsday Clock, so. 
That's what he did. Yeah. He did. Yeah, I got yeah. you. <laughs> I uh, did responsible stuff. Dang it. Proud of you. Good job. I'll go. Okay. Go for it. I don't have a lot because I, I, I had a really rough week. Uh, so I didn't, I just didn't feel like consuming anything. I just mm-hmm. kind of wanted to veg out and do nothing, uh, which put me in a really bad Wait, bind what is veg- financially. What, is veg- veg- what does that mean? You're eating vegetables? No, just, you know, just No, you just lay there like a vegetable. Waiting oh, for I get come, that. Waiting yeah. for someone no, to come along it. and pluck you. Wait, have you it. never heard the term veg out? No. Wow. V- v- V-E-G? Yeah, yeah, V-E-G. No, I think like someone's like, oh, I'm going to eat some carrots. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's a thing. I learned something today. Yeah, you, you, you veg it's out. Kinda, it's kind of taken from the context of like when you refer Being to someone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. And like you're, you're allowing yourself into that state temporarily, which usually the people who are like that, it's not a choice. I feel you. Yeah. Uh, so I just kind of didn't have, uh, just didn't have any motivation to, to, to consume anything. Oh, I get you. Um, just vegetables. Last night, though, I did finish Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, I'll be honest, it was a little overhyped for me. Yeah. But it's still a very good show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, l- I really like I, I enjoyed it a lot more once the comic book elements started to come into more the forefront before it's kind of like this weird alt alt sci-fi and then it's just then a lot more comic book elements start to mold in as the as the more Watchmen uh, store st- as the more connections start becoming clear mm-hmm. to the original Watchmen story that's kind of when I started to really <clears throat> get into it is when it started feeling more like a comic book I feel you uh, I though I just want to say, no, I don't want to say a lot a lot about about the show. I've got some really conflicted th- thoughts that I'm trying to work through on my own. But I loved Lori and Adrian. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, they were amazing. Yes, it's for Agreed. me the standouts. Uh, yes, uh, I think the, the characterization for every character is is on point and like. It's uh, Tim Tim Blake Nelson. Right? Yes, Looking Tim Glass Blake, is my favorite. Tim Blake character. Nelson. This is one of my favorite things he's ever been yeah. able to yeah, do. He's very good. Looking Glass is such is such a, a an interesting new version of a Rorschach type character. Um, that yeah, I love everything about that. Mirror guy, is that you? I yeah. absolutely you know my name. Want to talk to you about this at a later date? Yeah, yes. not on air. Yeah, yes, um, maybe on air. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure so it yeah, out. So yeah, so but other than that, I just did that while I worked last night. So I, up until then, I didn't really do a whole lot. However, I will. Real quick plug to Downright Nerdy. I was on two of their live specials uh, nice. leading up to... I was going to remind you to do this if yeah. you didn't. Uh, leading up to Star Trek Picard. He's doing this 11-part series. We're on the second to last now uh, where we just sit down and talk about a uh, the season or the movies. Right now we're in the Next Generation movies leading up to For sure. Star Trek Picard. The idea is to people, if you don't know who Picard is, you can watch this and get a bit of a primer of who the character is. Is what he's, what the idea is. So I was on two of those for Logan. Star Trek First Contact and Star Trek Insurrection. I watched like 20 minutes of the Insurrection one. Yeah, uh, those bastards betrayed me. I saw the beginning of it like, yeah, I like Insurrection a lot. And then the other ones are like, oh, I don't think it's as good as First Contact or... Yeah, it's not as good as First Contact. Yeah, and then like you're the lone one. Yeah. On one. You're like, oh, you guys... <laughs> and because everyone's just like, yeah, I like this a lot more than First Contact. I'm like, you guys are really... Zephyrin, guys. Come on. Guys. First Contact's a great movie. The First Contact episode was a lot of fun. And then we got into it with Bored and Annoyed about uh, some Star Wars talk a- a- after the fact. And, and so that was fun. He's a cool guy to talk to, Jackson of Bored and Annoyed. Uh, at the end of the... Bored and Annoyed's a great show. At yeah. the end of the Insurrection one? At mm-hmm. the end of the First Contact one, when we got, went off live, oh, we, we okay. kept talking about Star Wars I and liked how he that. didn't like Last Jedi. So, you know. Nice. Oh. How'd that go? As long as it's nice and civil. It's a nice and civil yeah. conversation. Okay, I'm about to say, yeah. we're still friends with him, right? Yeah. Okay. You know, my, Michael Michael told me later, he's like, I was a little nervous. And I was just like, 
nah, I wasn't going to let that get heated. Nah. I'm not yeah. interested in talking about things I hate. Because mm-hmm. all I wanted to do was be like, this is why I like it. And, and they were like, yeah, but it's like, no, nah, I just want to talk about the things I like. I'm good. I don't want to Solid. Solid. But he's a cool guy. He's a cool guy. Yeah. I was really, really I, I know they're not so fans of that movie. They think it's hot garbage. And that's hey, guys, fine. we're all wrong about they also, they also <laughs> They also <laughs> like passionately hated Dark Fate and... But at least they watched it. Um, yeah. <laughs> they also didn't like Rise of Skywalker to, to their credit. So yeah. fair, yeah, fair. Um, okay. I'm interested. I'm really interested in people who are like Force Awakens is so good. Last Jedi and, and Rise not. I'm very interested in those people. I don't well, know see, why. I, I, oh man, I, I not to get into Star Wars, but I think dude, I, Star Wars has been on my mind all day. I do Go think for it. even if you are a fan of of the first one. You could still not be a fan of the third one because of the execution of a lot of things. That's true, yeah. Like, I agree. I yeah, agree. Like, yeah. Again, like, I do not think that Force Awakens translates to, yeah. you like that, you'll like Rise of Skywalker. No, but it's the one-two punch of both that I'm just, that, that I'm just surprised by. Yeah. It's not even like, like Have a, you a listened thing. to the Waypoints episode about it yet? That they talk about Rise of Skywalker and Mandalorian? No. Okay, you really should because they- I'm working my way up. I'm okay. doing their end of the year stuff um, right now. They go through a lot of really good points, but like for a lot of people on the internet, just the fact that Palpatine is back without any 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 ceremony <laughs> is Bless just you. a thing they, they, they can't accept. Yeah. And I'm kind of one of those people. It's just like he's just back through a Fortnite message. Yeah. <laughs> Again, real quick, real quick. Did you, read, so, did you hear the Fortnite message? Yeah, it's a good message. Yeah. It's actually like, it's Would awesome. Would really like to have so been the movie. So here's real quick. Yeah. So we spend three movies. We spend uh, decades of Star Wars lore with with Chancellor Palpatine. He's a person. Yes. He's trying to get power through regular means. Yes. So after he dies, he just comes back and he's like, no, I'm actually evil and I'm the Lord of the Sith. I'm not going to try to do this how I used to do it. I'm just evil now. I don't have a character arc anymore. I'm like... Oh, I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. He went through this entire plot. He's like, oh, I'm just a bad guy now. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that kind of sucks. And like, why is it? Why? Why is it always just like, yeah, kill me and kill me, and you'll be part of the dark side. But it's like, I just killed a lot of people. Yeah. And I'm still. And that's that's yeah. like one of my biggest. No, things but is, like, is that it, I wish that Palpatine at least introduced a challenge of more about the ideology of Sith versus Jedi rather than yeah. just like me power versus you power. Another thing I didn't yeah. realize that was outside marketing. That's super bullshit. Uh, the Lando's message to the galaxy is that is in in Star Tours. In Star Tours, I got to write that yesterday. Yeah, so Lando's message of like, hey, Exegol's bad, y'all. It's Lando, and it's in Galaxy. It's, it's in- okay. I think so. No, here's the thing. It's not good. Here's the thing. Oh boy, I have no problem with the fact that that's in Star Tours because. Like, as far as Star Tours is concerned, okay. I think that's cool. The sure. movie itself sets it up so that it's like, hey, Lando, go tell people about this. Lando goes and tells people about this. They okay. magically show up. There's no preconceived setup before. Spoilers for The Rise of Skywalker, by the way, it's, everyone. We've um, seen it. <laughs> Everyone's seen it. Yeah. Uh, there's no pre- preconceived notion of, like, them having talked to people before. There's some establishing fact. The fact that he says, now's the time kind of thing, that's whatever. And that's basically what the message is. He's like, hey, we really need some help. Mm, I got some coordinates. Lando. Can you follow me there and help us out? Remember 30 and you years go, ago and you go to I was a hero? That part is cool. That part of him telling you and uh, C-3PO and R2's interactions with him and then you going and you're in the middle of that fight and you contribute to it. That is cool. That's really cool. Yeah. I think as the ride itself, that's all great. It's yeah. the movie's handling itself of Lando doing that that I think is messed up. I is there a Star Tours ship in that uh, sequence? Below I wouldn't ship? put it past them, but I haven't seen is it. There, so. Is there a Star Tours ship in it? In the, in the film. No, I know. Uh, guys, nobody has, I real uh, quick, has guys, found it yet. Ned Nub died during the battle. Nine Nub, actually. Whatever. But he's, he's dead. In the he's dead. Of an angel. I was going to say something, but I'm not going to. What? Yeah, no, no. Did, a, Akbar's, did right. Akbar Jr. survive with his big ass eyeballs? Hell sure yeah, he did. he did. Of course he did. 
freaking better. Uh, anyway, so what I wanted to say, <laughs> what I was, what I was riffing on with the with Star the Wars. strike me down thing, yeah. is like if Palpatine really wanted Ray to kill him, why does Snoke, who is revealed to be Palpatine, try to kill Ray? No, he's just a he, Palpatine surrogate. That's what's even worse. It's just they make an ugly middleman. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's worse. Kill her. I, can't I don't. I don't want to do this. I can't right do now. it anymore. Uh, there's <laughs> much more things I want to talk well, about. Right. They yes. There's actually <laughs> transition back to Star Thanks Trek. Thanks a lot, Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> you did this. You started this. Uh, no. Um, going back to to Star Trek real quick. Um, because Star Trek Picard is happening uh, in a couple of weeks, we're doing a fake nerd watch series, myself and Michael, about Star Trek Picard. Uh, this is true. And I, oh, yeah. uh, so. Short Treks, which we know to be the short film, short films on CBS All Access, released a Star Trek Picard prequel Ooh. to in, to introduce what the threat is. That a pre-card? I'm here the entire podcast, you guys. You cracked Damn. out that drink and you're ready to go. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Um, yeah. My hour. It's a, pre, it's a pre-card. Yeah. Um, so, and so I, I was like, I'm, I'm going to... I, I should I should check that out. See what see what the connection is, and so I subscribed to CBS All Access. I did it again, guys. Hey man, no, I I don't. If so if you're going to be watching something, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Support yeah. something, yeah, that's totally cool. So if you're watching it. So I so yeah, I'm gonna watch this. So I so I, so I watched the short. It's this cute little short about these two girls who really don't like each other, who both who parents work at the Utopia Police Shipyards, while they're on Mars. Uh, so Mars has is where the a lot of ships are built. Uh, in the star in the star Star Trek universe, and there, there it gets really Blade Runner. Oh, and I did not expect to see Blade Runner in my Star Trek. Like maturity? No, like like, just like design. So remember, in Blade Runner, like isn't the inciting incident the fact that the replicants rose up and attacked? Yeah, this whole si- this like off world colony uh, on the moon. Yeah, yeah. So. Apparently, these species, synths, which I can only imagine are probably what they've built, what the Starfleet has built off of data schematics, uh, so androids, uh, destroy Mars and the Utopia Planitia shipyards. Mm. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about Blade Runner Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, weird. I've See, that's something that interests me because it adds like a weird wrinkle I've never thought about. Yeah. Because like, they are making androids and what if those androids... But they weren't supposed to, but now the data's dead. You wanted Star Trek timeline to move forward. Here you go, baby. Yeah, that is, is true. This is the future. That is true. Uh, I saw someone share... I didn't read it because I'm not, I'm not there, but... Um, I saw someone share an article about talking with Patrick Stewart about the show and like why he came on to do it. Mm-hmm. And it was someone who's a Star Trek fan and they said that they felt like what he was saying about where the character is going has lost the intent of what the show's supposed to be about. Like Star Trek itself is supposed yeah. to be about. This could be like you, a Luke Skywalker you, Do you know situation. anything about that? Do you feel like that's true? Uh, as far as I understand, it's about the concept of loss of hope. Yeah. It goes against Star Trek. Yeah, right. Fundamentally. Okay, this could be like a Skywalker situation where yeah. it actually ends up like being okay. But I mean, so what? I, one one of the things mm-hmm. I, I'd like to see, if that is the case, then it should be because we're t- we've been talking about a lot on this on the series with Michael with Michael Carls uh, that I've linked down below. By the way, the two episodes that I was on are, are going to be in the description. Um, what I find interesting is real is like learning learning things about his character that I kind of knew, but I didn't ex- I didn't think about all the time. And a lot and a lot of his character is that he is willing to lay down his rank. He doesn't care about his, his rank in Starfleet or the fact that he's on the bridge of the Enterprise. He, w- if he feels that the Federation is not, it does not have the morals it should, then he will just be like, nope, nope, Federation's got to be like this. Not worth it. 
so like he's he's so and then he will do what he can to show the federation that they're wrong and, and why they should be that so if this if it's the whole show of him, just him doing that kind of okay with that okay things got to evolve yeah i like it like but, you know i i would like i unlike i would like the series to be about uh what last jedi is about which is finding hope in the hopeless mm-hmm. because if you want to do a star trek series where you're going to be light on hope but finding the hope, and that's the series. I'm into that. I'm into that because it looks like it looks like he's retired. Yeah, and then like something brings him back in, and it's such a big thing. He's like, I have to get back in after yeah. I thought I was done. I think it. I think it is. I think it is. The Federation is not what it should, and I'm going to show them that they need to be. You lost your ways. So that could that could be it. So I watched that. So I watched that short. Uh, it was all right. But. Guys, did you guys know that Michael Giacchino directed a, a short track? Yes. What? Yes, oh, I remember cool. seeing that announcement. An in the news. animated short track. Mm. It's amazing. Oh, yep. cool. It's really good. Like it's it's the best thing I've seen CBS put out for Star Trek in years. All right. Uh, nice. That's awesome. It's about this new thing called a tardigrade, which was introduced in Star Trek Discovery. Uh, they travel this thing called the mycelial network, which is basically warp travel, like clean warp travel. Um, Plus the dirty warp travel. I mean, it kills the species if we Ooh. if we do it, which is the whole point of season one of Discovery. Um, so this tardigrade is is trying to find a, a nest for her eggs, uh, and she's the cutest little thing you've ever seen. Does it look like a water bear, like oh. a little like actual tardigrades? As, uh, like the tardigrades from um, uh, Ant Man and the Ant-Man. Wasp. Ant-Man. That's yeah, Got yeah, it. like those. It looks a little bit like those. Got it. Uh, just a lot cuter. Oh. Um, and the animation is gorgeous, and uh, and the, he, he the the tardigrade. Uh, finds itself in the enterprise and so when he's in the enterprise it's playing dialogue from episodes so it's like this little tardigrade is going through the series the original series uh and it kind of has a it's a really emotional ride and i was really shocked at how not that it was good i was hoping it would be good but how good it was shocked me that's awesome uh, yeah, i highly great, recommend it good job michael i, I like I, I was like oh man i, I subscribed to cbs all access too early and then i saw that short i'm like oh man i'm really glad i subscribed to cbs all access for that short that's awesome that's really good that's all i did no movies this week no movies this week Ooh. i i just couldn't bring that's myself weak. to do it i just couldn't bring myself I to feel do it. I get it hey sometimes you just need to sit back relax smell the flowers i mean listeners of the podcast take will know that i suffer from a great deal of depression mm-hmm. so take care of yourself do some self-care yeah, this was a couple ham Larrys for the Dodgers. Oh, I'm sorry, that was targeted. It was the Dodgers. I knew it. It was the Dodgers. Dodger Dogs. Goes back to a conversation e- we had off air. It's not even baseball season. We're in the off season now. The, the NFL is the postseason. The right joke now. will mm. never be off season. Uh, right. Yeah, Dodgers. Uh, I'll go next. I do it, right? it will not take long. I worked. Mm-hmm. I played Jedi Fallen Order a bit. Yeah. Ooh, where are yeah. you now? Uh, I just finished the return to Kashyyyk. Okay, so the Shadowlands okay. part. Yeah. Oh, dude, that wasn't that a good a good part of the game. Uh, that's like one of the best part of the game so mm-hmm. far. Um, Did I you won't, finish I won't it? A lot about. Yes, yeah, I. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm only like doing finishing like cleanup. What What haven't I found things yeah. okay. uh, yeah. before I leave? Uh, but I'm done. Yeah. With Kashyyyk. Um. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, being able to fly that giant bird was pretty was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I had a I had a discussion with a friend about the game, uh, big Star Wars fan, and uh, we we touch base about it, 
And he's like, no, I think it's really good. It definitely has its flaws. And I'm like, yeah, sliding's the bane of my existence. <laughs> um, I never had a problem it. with the sliding. Hate it. It doesn't get better. It doesn't get better. It oh, doesn't sorry. get better. It gets more oftenly used than I than I care to deal with. Yeah. Um, it didn't bother I can't, me. I can't tell you how many times I was sliding and I jumped and I just missed the rope by an yeah, inch. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. That, that like, never by happened a to damn me. inch. Here's the thing. Like, the... Use force pull. It, I, I didn't have force pull at the time. Three, uh, is is not a better game narratively, but it is better gameplay. Uh, I will especially agree. with like sliding. Effects. As somebody who's been playing more of that this this uh, week, uh, I agree. I think this. I think that's fun. Um. Anyway, that'll be a talk for another time. Soon for time. Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I'm working on it. Um. Yeah. And the. Other stuff I did. I think that's really it. Uh, I didn't have a lot of time for anything else. Um, oh, I put out a lot of our YouTube content. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Hell yeah! You took a massive dump America. on. <laughs> took a massive dump on YouTube. I did. It was a nice, it was a, it was a nice clean dump. That's where it felt like it belonged mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> on the internet. No, that's that's really it. I haven't had a lot of time for any, anything else. But I know. R- sorry, sorry. Do you guys like think about how much content we put out a week? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I have to. <laughs> uh, Ryan, I know you started something this week. Oh, no. Oh, oh yeah, I yeah, did. Yeah, you did. No, yeah, I'll get to it. Yeah, because that's the, uh, the probably the, my favorite thing of the week so far. Oh, um, nice. Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Damn, this, okay. I uh, know. I, just, I, I, I didn't really a lot. do a lot either. Like, I, I started The Witcher 3 again. Nice. Because I've just had The Witcher on my mind. and Toss I played your Witcher. Just the, just the first couple hours. And just being in that world is so fun. And it is such a truly dense, like, everywhere you go, there's something going on. It's like little conversations, little story moments. And I'm just like, man, this is, it might be my favorite fantasy world. Like, for real. Like, like over Lord of the Rings, over Game of Thrones. It's like, uh, what they establish in that world is, is really cool. And I love the character work. Um... But I didn't get too far because I I'll get sucked in and I got other things I got to play. Um, I played more Kingdom Hearts. Okay. Uh, I beat Olympus and then I went to some dark world and hung out with Mickey Mouse. He's the king of shit. <laughs> uh, that game's goofy. It's fun. Also, Goofy's in it. Yeah. Funny enough. Um, I was about to do a Garsh joke, but I was like, no, too lo- too too yeah. low hanging fruit. Uh, I read. Oh, that was my cat. It was real loud. I read a lot, a lot of comics this week because uh, I'm still trying to catch up. Uh, I read a, I read uh, a lot of X Men books still. Um, I read. I finished King Thor, which I actually finished last year, but I didn't want to start Donny Cates' new Thor run before I finished that run. And uh, I was a little bit disappointed with War of the Realms. Uh, I think that that is his like Secret Wars event where he's been building for seven years uh, to this giant epic, uh, and that was a really fun book. But I didn't I didn't feel the emotional pull that I felt with this King Thor book. This final four issues is is really the culmination of his entire saga. Gore the God Butcher comes back and he's the villain for this arc. Um, it's really cool and it's 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 really epic. And I, I showed you guys a picture of yeah. like, the crazy like Judge Dread ways that this comic goes. Like it's super bonkers and wild and goes into the multiverse. That's really really cool and. Like I've never cared about Thor until I realized I've actually cared about Thor for a really long time because of Jason Aaron. The run's been going on a long. It's time. been going on for eight years yeah. and it just ended. But um, the final thing of of the Thor run that really got me was there's this character called Shadrach and he's a librarian and you meet him in the very first issue of of his Thor run and he's at the very end of this book and he's like, oh man. He's like he's being kicked out of the library because it's it's past curfew or, or whatever, and uh, he's like, but I have so many I have so many more stories I want to read. Like this can't really be the end, can it? And it's Jason Aaron saying I don't want to leave Thor. Yeah. And then he writes this huge like five hundred David Tennant moment. I don't yeah, want to go. hundred. Uh-huh. It's exactly that moment, and you feel it in the writing and the art. And then he and then the, the final page is this like five hundred word uh like 
essay about like what this has meant to him and how it's it's really crafted his journey to it through Marvel. And it's like, man, it's it's not often you get a run that's this this long seminal. and seminal and like one complete arc. Uh, and like there was news. I don't think we're gonna talk about it this week, but there's like there's uh, Thor casting news, and I'm like, man, they're going. Thor is still alive and Jason Aaron is alive in the movies now because like the mighty Thor Jane Foster is going to be in the next movie and I'm just like man he he really changed Thor for the better uh, so that book's dope fun fact Donny Cates also writes a dope Thor did anyone pick this book up yes yes but I haven't read it yet. okay have you read it no okay it's cosmic and farting cool guys <laughs> it's it's not what i didn't know what the book was and i don't think you guys are ready for how cool the book is oh i had I, this spoiled for me okay. i was yeah. seriously it's, debating on making a trip out to the comic store just to get my comics today then you live so close to the comic madness i there. know i probably i probably just should do that. i probably should just the, change my to wait an hour. just go there baby. i probably should uh but yeah i'm really excited i also read the end of guardians of the galaxy which is the end of kate's run uh and that is i all, still have one more issue left of that and then yeah. uh, and then that is also a Excuse me. Uh, it's not just a ending to his Guardians of the Galaxy run. It's a much like Jason Aaron's King Thor. It's a culmination of everything he did with Silver Surfer. He did with Thanos, mm-hmm. and the last couple pages are really, really beautiful. And it's basically Rocket going like Rocket's been dying the last year in comics, yeah. right? Uh, and he's like, "Hey, what did I miss this last year?" And it's just four, uh, s- uh, four, four page spreads of everything Donny Cates has done in Marvel. Yeah. And it's just this in beautiful, beautiful spread after spread of just look at what Donny Cates has done in only in a couple years. That's and awesome. It's like really, and I'm like, dude, this. This guy really is like it's, next level. It's really exciting that you can definitely see that we will have another seminal Venom run. Yeah, Venom, and maybe the most seminal Venom run. Yeah, like none of us cared about Venom. No, not a lot of. I coming. mean, like I will say, Remender had a seminal run. Yeah, but like nothing like this. Nothing like. This. And I'm the Remender guy, but like yeah. this is like taking the, the character to like a, a standards. I love I love talking about like uh, they're just like why did you go to these stories with Venom on on Twitter? Someone asked him, I was like because I wanted to get him out of Spider Man's shadow. Yeah, and like talking about like he talks about it on Segment and Friends is like Venom should be the the Batman to Spider Man Superman. Yeah, yeah, like not not no no longer just the villain. Actually, that's, like, yeah, that's cool. Batman and Superman. Yeah, that's a good yeah, comparison. I'm into that. So yeah, I think so I read a lot of a lot of those comics. Um, and then I took a venture into a galaxy far, far away, and I watched an entire season of My Friends on the Ghost with Hera and Zeb and this makes Ezra me so happy. I know. This makes I know. Me so happy. And did you say Chopper is your favorite droid? He became my favorite. droid. Okay. Um, spoiler alert for Rebels: Chopper is a sociopathic, uh, crazy, <laughs> yes. uh bat shit droid that will kill you yeah. even if you're his friend and then laugh about it. Yeah. What? And yes, he is now my favorite droid because He's a really old astromech. And like and he's had like he's had his like they said like yeah his his parts are fried but we love him. Yeah. Uh, he's, scene, he's practically senile as a for droid. Real. There's a scene where Ezra is training on the ghost and they're way hype in the air. Uh, and they're throwing things at Ezra so he can hit it with lightsaber. And Chopper is throwing them way too fast. And Ezra <laughs> falls off the ship and Ezra is going to die. He is going to die, and Chopper's laughing. Yeah, <laughs> and then what's the left? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chopper's he has, like he has the best <laughs> voice. He sounds like an asshole. Yeah. Everything he says, he's an asshole. <laughs> and when Kanan has to use the force to bring Ezra up, <laughs> Chopper starts throwing things at him again. <laughs> <laughs> what? And that's the moment I realized, like, what the hell? Did 
I can't believe Disney allowed this character to exist because he's a straight up murderer. <laughs> he's just a crazy droid. And put him in Rogue One. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that makes me appreciate that even a little bit more, even if he's in it for that little bit. Yeah. Uh, I think that show is really fun. It is definitely a kid show. Uh, there are moments when... It, you, you will grow out of that quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I watched episode one. Of of the of, of season two and it's already got Vader and it's yeah. already got Ahsoka and I'm like shit this is but what the, I want. By the way, this is where the Inquisitors, Inquisitors first show up. Yeah, so this uh, is where we, we meet the 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 first brother or something like that. No, he's in the first season. The guy. Uh, with the, no, yeah, I mean the first season. But he, oh, okay, he's saying in the show. Got it. Um, yeah. but yeah. Uh, besides like the kitty stuff, like uh, I think Zeb's an awesome character. But oh, Sarah Michelle Geller's character you're gonna meet soon. Oh, She's yeah? a cool character. Okay. Um, Sarah Michelle Geller has a voice in Rebels. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, She's Jesus. one of the Inquisitors. Yeah. Um, what? Yes, yeah. she is. Oh, I'm behind. Burping. Excuse me. Let it. Whoa. Hey, guys. Alcohol. Yeah. What's going to do to you? As we've said with uh, Dave Filoni shows, this, the first season's always kind of finding its footing. It doesn't mean that there's all the episodes are bad or anything. It's yeah. just definitely finding itself. Yeah. But then, I will say, I think, yeah. and again, not that the show's bad. Wait until you get to the Bendu. I, I don't think so I don't think it's bad, you. but I, I, I think maybe like people are going like, oh, like don't expect a lot from the first season actually made me like it more. Because yeah. like, sure. I kind of was expecting a bad show, and I, for the most part, really enjoyed it. I think that Inquisitor is truly awesome. Yeah. Yeah. How many episodes evil? in the first season? 15. 15? And, they're ha- and they're 22 episodes. Oh, that's 22 minutes I each. I can get those through that. Yeah, I burned through it this week. Um, and then Thank I realized you, Disney Plus. The, re- the rest of the seasons are like 22 episodes. I'm yeah. like, shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think all the cameos are like well done and fun. I think the droid episode's really, really fun. I think... Um, Is Tarkin in the first season? Yeah. He's at the end of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All, the, the last half of the season's dope and like all the... There's like a Rise of Skywalker moment at the end of the first episode or the first season where like where Lando comes with a couple rebel ships. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this is like a different part of the rebel set. Lando voiced by a visibly older Billy D. Williams. Yes, <laughs> very much. But it's, it's cool that he's there. But um, uh, the the guys on the ghost didn't know that they're part of the rebellion because yeah. Hera was hiding that from them. But this is the first time we're like, oh no, we're part of something bigger. And I'm like, oh shit, now the show's oh, good. and then at the end of the season, this is such shows up. Yeah, wait, hold on, I watched it like two days ago. Remind uh? two lightsabers. It's Ahsoka. Oh yeah, she shows up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, she shows up last episode, and then I watched the first episode. Uh, like actually a couple hours ago before yeah. we started. But um, when when Ahsoka first shows up at the she's end, she's fulcrum. That, that's, yeah, she's fulcrum. <laughs> I flipped. I was like, oh my god, Ahsoka! I thought <laughs> it's it's so there's like there's a, a spy character in a robe who's giving them information, and I'm like, it's Obi Wan, or it's like I thought Obi Wan, or somebody, but then because he has a vocal cameo in the beginning of the series. Yeah, right, and it's yeah. it's the same message From that we Jedi see Fallen Order. in Jedi Fallen Order, yes, and I'm like. Oh, guys, the world's connected. Voiced cool. by the same uh, voice actor. Yeah, it sounds yep. pretty good. Yeah. Um, I think the art, um, I think the humans don't look great, but everything else is awesome. Yeah. I think the aliens look great. I love the designs of all the vehicles and the alien worlds. Me too. We- but, weirdly, um, I think Sabine looks the best of the human designs. Yeah, she does. I um, love Sabine's design. Ezra, I think I think Ezra kind of sucks a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think he's a very traditional, generic, like, oh, I got to learn my power kind of anime character. But uh, I could see where he's going to go and I think he'll be better. Lightsaber's cool. Lightsaber is cool. It's a gun lightsaber. Yeah. Oh, I never thought about that. They were that. selling that at a, um, what should we call it? At Disneyland. That yeah. shocked me. I was like, whoa. Well, it is a yeah. shotgun. But like Rebels, yeah. the TV series has a toy yeah. line There's now. a Well, not just that, they also have Ezra's name on his lightsaber. They yeah. have like the other lightsabers, like the, it's over by, it's right when you get off of Star Tours and you see the lightsabers um, up on the wall, it says Ezra's lightsaber, and it's like, nice. oh, hey, that's I the wish, guy from Rebels. I wish they would design him a legacy one, though. Me too. Um, I was just thinking that. Yeah, I think that show is really, really fun. I'm and, so glad And if I got over the, the quote-unquote worst season, then 
Yeah, you're good. Then you're I'm gold. Yeah, you're um, golden. It, it only gets better. Then I'm very excited. Only I better. need to watch that show. It's on Disney Plus. Actually, there was one show I helped uh, Fanny watch the end of. Uh, we finished Gravity Falls together. Hey, nice. nice. Well, she nice. finished it. It was my second time through it. Uh, remind me, I need to show you an article about Alex Hirsch talking about the Fez thing. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just remind me. I... I mean, I guess this can't this can't not be spoiled. There's not like any cool rebels stuff in Fallen Order, is there? More than you'd think. Okay, that's that that's because like it's around the same era, isn't it? It's a little before. A little yeah, before. Fallen Order's a little earlier than. Oh, okay. Rebels. Yeah, yeah, because okay. never mind then. Yeah, because they're not rebels. <clears throat> Souls people on Kashyyyk are called the Partisans. Because I know it's 15 years after Return of the Jedi, because it's yes. Empire Days. God, it's and Empire he's, 15 and years. he's in that, too. I forgot. Wait, Saul Gerrera. You, yeah. you mean Revenge of the Sith? Man, he's everywhere. Sorry, Revenge of the Sith, yes. Saul Gerrera is the connective tissue of of the Star Wars <laughs> really universe. really is. <laughs> <laughs> he's in everything. Right uh, so I think I think that's it. Uh, I, 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 Multiple I, shows, a movie. A oh, The game. Inquisitors. The Inquisitors on Fallen Order, they came from Rebels. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, the the second sister was introduced was created by Charles Soule in the mm-hmm. comic, but the Inquisitors as a, as a concept was Dave Filoni and Rebels. That's awesome. There's a lot of cool aspects that I see, like I've seen in the comics or, or in yeah. the movies, that I'm like, it's cool. I, I now kind of now wish that Kanan and all the Force Ghosts did show up at right? the Rise of Skywalker because I'm like, oh, now I know who this character is, and he like he is important and he is cool. Uh, and good on you, Freddie Prince Jr. Still for being stand cool. by my. I, I was talking to somebody recently who. Enjoyed Rebels and all this, and I'm like, I still stand by. It would have been cool if Ezra had turned out to be Snoke. I'm just saying. I'll stand by that theory. Damn, I'm very early in the show, so where's that character go? Can't wait to see. You'll find out. Ooh. I, I, I think. I don't know. I don't. When I he came up with this th- theory, Ezra was in a very different place than when he okay. ends the show. Got it. Uh, he was in season three. It wasn't that different. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I have seen a, a like still image from one of the episodes where Ezra gets a haircut. Mm-hmm. Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Ezra, Ezra really grows as a character. Good. Um, Kanan's so cool. Anyway, sorry. I love that show. Yeah, right, so I, like Freddy Freddy Prince I, I like Freddie Prince a lot. Yeah. 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 Uh, shall we get into our a- bread and Agent butter? Agent Callus. I've never seen an Imperial like officer, also a stormtrooper, and he has like a helmet I've never seen where you, his face is exposed. Yeah. That's super gladiator and really and cool. He, he's taking it off, right? Yeah. And then he has the beard the, that the bur- perfectly matches. He looks like Wolverine. <laughs> Shit. I love him so much. Yeah, he has the. He takes off his helmet, and his beard is exactly lined where the helmet would be. He's got, he's got the burn. It's oh, so yeah. good. There's a. He's a right asshole. I'm watching there this. is a moment in Rise of Skywalker that they steal for Rebels. Mm. Uh, I'll tell you about it. Oh, later season. Got it. Yeah, later season. You you haven't seen it yet. I'll I got to start soon. watching the show tonight. Man, it's it's, it's good. a good show. Yeah, it's a good show. Okay, shall we get into our bread and butter? Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. And here is your bread and your butter. Here's your bread and butter. Hey, okay, not in my ear. Thank you. Did you guys know that Alex Kurtzman is doing a Silence of the Lambs sequel series for CBS? Can you not? Called Clarice. About Clary Starling after the events of Silence of the Lambs. I, I don't even want to talk about this. Can we move on? <laughs> yeah. Neither is do this I. real? This is real. What happened to Hannibal? I, this is what I have to say. Can we not? Hashtag not my Hannibal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just. Uh, and then and I also. Uh, oh, that's it? No, no. That's yeah. That's actually. That's just all it is. Oh, gross. There's a movie, by the way, that it's called Hannibal. I've seen it. It's a book. It's all the, there's it's, a sequel yeah, to yeah. Sounds of the Lambs. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're we're not talking about that. No, we're talking about the dope TV show. No, I know. We're just like 
dumb. Alex Kurtzman is dumb. Hey, Did man. you watch Hannibal? Only the first season. Oh. Yeah, I really want. I own. That I own show's the, so good. I really want to watch the rest of it. I, I really hope they come back and and, re- and do one more. Clarice will be a sequel series to Hannibal, and they'll bring just bring back Mads Mikkelsen. No, it's a no, <laughs> no, no, no. I haven't even watched Hannibal. No, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Damn, Sparks. <laughs> I don't want Kurtzman to have anything to do with the Mads Mikkelsen Hannibal. God, no. He can make his own dumb BS. He already stole one Brian Fuller show. I don't. <sighs> It's true. It's true. All of it. <laughs> wow. We've on the better news. Is this better news? Tell me about it. Uh, sci-fi is doing a Chucky TV series. Hey. Uh, it's with the original creator, right? Yeah, it's yeah. with the original creator. The, well, mm. see, we talked about this before, but now it's. I see that it's officially being picked up. I don't care. Because <laughs> <it's just> <laughs> I'm reading up the article <laughs> in front of me. <laughs> I don't I don't care. I don't care. I can't say I, I, I care I either. I don't care either. Uh, I, think, I think Chucky is a concept that you have to do something interesting at this point to I make like it that work, remake. especially especially with a TV show. Well, that's what I was going to say is I like that movie so much that I kind of don't care about a TV show. I can't imagine a TV show being very engaging for it's just very like, long. I well, the, the TV series was described as like they're, uh, the, the, someone finds this this Chucky doll in a small town and weird things start happening in the small towns like the, the revelations of the small town are coming to the surface because of it. I'm like, that's... What? A serial killer doll movie that spawned this. I mean, it's like, I know, then, I know some people are interested because the original creator is involved. And as weird as those sequel movies got with having children and, and making it turning into like a comedy, uh, it has its fan base. So I'm just curious if the show is going to be like the comedy version or it's going to be like the old movies. Can, can I, uh, I'll put it in like the context that I'm thinking of is that it wants to be Ash versus the Evil Dead. No. No, but I'm saying, like, I, I think it wants to be that. Oh, no. But it can't be. It's yeah. just not that interesting of a concept. No. <laughs> no. no. Superman, no. Superman, no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of Seth MacFarlane. Oh? It's a good segue, actually. Oh, sweet. Seth MacFarlane has been, has, is moving to NBC Universal from Fox. Really? What does that mean for the Orville? We don't, we don't know what it means for any of the Fox uh, shows currently. Uh, Orville should be fine because Orville's now a Hulu production. But put on by Fox, which is Disney still. Yeah, so it should be fine. Yeah. Because he's moving off of Fox Channel. But Disney it. still owns Hulu, yeah. So he's probably fine. Carry the five. Well, I, th- I think I think his current shows, <clears throat> Fox will keep on the air. I mean, it's just you just renew them. I would assume. I have no other ways otherwise. But he's going to develop new program for Peacock, uh, uh, the, Joy, the NBC Universal streaming service. Hmm. Uh, I have no problem with what he himself is making. Yeah, yeah. me too. I I, I want to quickly. The rest of the news was basically. I can't that believe he, Family Guy is still going. Have you guys seen a clip from any recent episode? Yeah, yes. no. watched They're a new Family Guy. Terrible. It's awful. Ten years. Was, well, uh, I, I saw not? I saw it on in passing and, <laughs> and like a, a newer episode, and I was like, "This is terrible." Hey, yeah. Lois, remember the time that I got my butt stuck like people, in a lawnmower? Like people give Simpsons crap for like not being as good as it used to be, and I'm like, Simpsons mm-hmm. still has like some kind of thought put into like. The way it's making its current episodes, whether you like them or not, there's some kind of thinking there. Family Guy's just a mess. You think that's think bad? Family <laughs> Guy is almost itself YouTube poop at this point. Okay. You know what? I think the only clip of recent Family Guy I saw was when Peter f- goes up to President Trump and they break out in a fight. And I didn't know. That's. I think that's the only one I could remember watching from like. I have not watched a Family recent. Guy episode since bef- since when Obama was president. <laughs> so uh, so. Uh, 
ba- basically the 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 rest of the news was that uh, Seth MacFarlane Fox tried to buy, tried to tried to give him more money to be like no stay with us, but NBC Universal just outbid them. Good. Uh, now I'm kind of wondering like. Perhaps he was just ready to not do the kind of things I think he's he doing was. on Fox. I th- he's wanted Family Guy dead for so long. Yeah. He's only on board with America. He's happy American Dad moved to TBS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's the only one of his animated shows he even cares about Is anymore. American Dad still going? Yes, and yeah. it's okay. still good. Good. I, I hey, you watched a recent clip of both of those? No, There's I've a quality seen, No, I've seen um, a few... Cl- I've actually seen a few episodes of American Dad on TBS, and that show's really funny. American Roger. Dad... I, I didn't... Think American Dad was as good as it was when it first came out, and I now realize that it's the best of Seth MacFarlane's animated shows, mm-hmm. and maintains that and only got better as. What it about went the through. Cleveland show? You know, the Cleveland uh, show figured out how to be bears good. for neighbors. Cleveland show <laughs> figured out how to be good in its very last season, and it's unfortunate it took them that long to figure out what yeah. they were. Damn, but they did, and then they were canceled. So yeah. I mean, uh, I think the reason why Second Fallen stayed on Fox is because money. Well, they also they were giving the, him a lot yeah, of they're money. They're giving him money to do the Orville, and that was his passion project. And it's like, hey, you can still. No, do he Orville. traded Family Guy for the Orville. He was like, I'll keep doing Family Guy, but you it's gotta true. let me do the it's, Orville. It's yeah. true. Like he, he he was gonna be done, uh, but they let him make the Orville. Yeah. I think the Orville will. St- Will survive. I hope so. Yeah. Um, I, I think. Unfortunately, I think Brandon, I'm still behind on Orville, but the episodes of Orville I have watched, I love that show. Yeah, that's a great show. He's 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 now him moving off of Fox Channel does I don't think condemns the Orville to death because NBC Universal and Disney can ultimately decide its fate. Yeah, yeah guys, but we're this is the real question. Where's Ted three? What? I didn't even see Ted two. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> what the hell? It's got a man to safe read in it. Did dog. you? Yeah. Oh, Ted. Yeah. Oh. I enjoyed I, the I first forgot. one, but the first one's great. To be honest, the first one won me a lot because I'm a big fan of the Flash Gordon movie. <laughs> yeah, dude, that movie's <laughs> radical. That they tied uh, that in. Won me that over. movie needs a big budget Taika reboot. Yeah, it does. It had the sci-fi show already. No, you heard what I said. <laughs> <laughs> you heard me <laughs> with uh, Whitney. Yeah. From Smallville. Yeah. Dang. Oh, somebody say. Who's me. been wiped out? Yeah. Crisis spoilers. Jeez. He's dead. Comic book news. I read those. This is the this is the news I actually wrote down. Cool. That was just that popped up today. Oh, oh, that's new. That's new news. That was new news. Yeah, oh. I was like, oh shit. The new news. Breaking news. news. Uh, so this is the stuff I wrote down <clears throat> three days ago. Uh, comic book movie news. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is lost. Yeah, it sucks. Scott yeah. Derrickson. This is a real bummer. Uh, I'm not so attached to Scott Derrickson that this bums me out, but I am bummed out because I feel like. This creative difference thing means they were really trying to go for something ambitious in yeah. the horror department, and they said no. Yeah. And now I'm like, Kevin, I was hoping I was hoping we were in a new age of Marvel series where they were going to get more riskier. You think after like Ragnarok and, this and discourages stuff like that me. and Black Panther. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, Scott Derrickson, <laughs> when this was first announced, he's like, this is going to be Marvel's first real horror movie. And then Kevin Feige very quietly was like, no, it's not. Don't say that, Scott. <laughs> and he's Don't been very it. subtly going, it's not going to be a total horror movie, you guys. Uh and I think that's really what this is. A hundred percent. I think Marvel can't This is yeah. Scott, Der- Scott Derrickson wanted to do something different, wanted to do something bold, and Marvel is just Comedy and it. horror are very different things. You yes, can do comedy, but horror is, is a different field. Uh, Get Sam Raimi then. Oh, shit. Yeah, he nailed it. Yeah, yeah. that's right on the head. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Mike just, Flanagan, baby. More, more than anything, it bums me out that like, we're, we're we're still at this. Stage. We're post Avengers Endgame being the highest grossing film of all time, and we're still afraid to take risks. Yeah. yeah, and and I'm like, really? 
we're here, we're still afraid. Yeah. There's a tweet <sighs> from December that Scott Derrickson yep. tweeted that was like, uh, release dates are the death of art. Yeah. yeah. And he's people, not wrong. And people are like, oh, what do you mean, Scott? And then a month and a half later, <laughs> oops. Well, the, the whole release date thing, it, re- setting release dates like years in advance, is, and then having to hit those release dates is how we get the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Like, it, look, this is a this is a bummer. Uh, it doesn't quite worry me as far as like Marvel Studios goes yet yeah. for the Phase Four. I but still think Ant Man's a really good movie. If Taika leaves, if Taika leaves for creative differences Ooh. because he wants to do something bold, then I'm going to be like, okay, well now we got a problem. Man, yeah. I feel like I feel like especially after Mandalorian, like Taika is their guy. Because like I think the comedy route is a lot easier. Again, a lot easier to do. It's, uh, it's just like how come everybody else can't be given as much control as James Gunn? Yeah, I, that's d- true. That's d- so true. Guardians is such. When you look at it as like a Marvel movie, it is so different, and it is and and it's. But it's, it still works. It still works. Yeah. I just I don't understand why. Did, do they not believe in Scott Derrickson enough, like they do James Gunn? Maybe I mean, like Doctor um, Strange wasn't there, wasn't one of their higher grocers. No, really dumb wasn't. question. But um, what's but the thing is, Scott, they gave James Gunn that control he did, from uh, the get-go. He did Sinister, mm-hmm. and he did The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Like who he, directed the first Doctor Strange movie? He did. He did. He did. Okay, that's no, what yeah. I was about to ask. Yeah. Nope. Did they pa- did, she, did my cat pause the recording? Nope. Still <laughs> okay. we go. Still go. Oh, we're good. Sorry, we haven't cat cat Nicole. Um, okay, so. Scott Derrickson said this, Marvel and I have mutually agreed to part ways on Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness due to creative differences. I am thankful for our collaboration and will remain on as EP. So yes, that is a very public public uh, uh, PR statement. 100%. If you've looked at his Twitter, I don't think that's how he feels. Yeah, no, I, I don't think, think so he's a little sad about it. Yeah, because I would be he's too. tweeting a lot of I, sad I shit. I didn't think we would get another another like Edgar Wright yeah. or another Josh I thought Whedon. we were past this. I thought we were past this. For real. I, I, did, thought, yeah. I thought the issues were Baba. We're, we're not, we're not mm. Kevin Feige. Yeah. I thought the issues were like Ike Perlmutter. I'm just like, Kevin, man, you have faith in this franchise. Dude. What are we doing here? It makes, uh, and again, like we don't know any details. It could, could be, have been like Bob Iger's like, don't do horror. It is also, this is supposed to tie into like WandaVision. So like maybe, yeah. like, hey, they I want to make my own movie. They moved WandaVision up. Yeah. Which is interesting. Um, and uh, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna like go back with Kevin Feige, but like this yeah. could be like Bob Iger just being like, "Hey, we're not putting out a horror movie. Yeah, we're just not doing that." So, we, we got we got a movie coming know, out. I soon. don't know. Like, I mean, it's impossible to know. I don't feel like it's it's that fear of of that kind of kind of thing. I don't know if Bob is necessarily the person coming down. I, I think it. I, what worries me more is that it's this. Everything has to feel. The same, yeah. yeah, yeah, homogenized, and and I think that's the Milk thing I man, fear more. Man. I fear that more than this, like, well, don't do a horror movie, and I'm like, I, I don't care how horror movie it was. Yeah, that's not the point. The point is that I don't want it to feel like it has to be a certain thing, and the directors aren't allowed to like play with it. Yeah. they have point. to conform. Yeah. That's what the that's thing, what fears me because. If you guys remember, Scott Derrickson... That's what fears me. That's what I said. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, if you guys remember, last... I mean, it's it, it, last year was a, was a month ago. But in 2019, Scott Derrickson was... was he left the Snowpiercer project as well. Yes. For creative differences. So he is a... He seems to be like a very like, yo, I'm an artsy dude. I want to do what I want to do. James Gunn and Taika Waititi are yes men. They can give you their own vision while still relying in the Marvel formula. Maybe Scott Derrickson just can't do that. Maybe he's too to like, I want to do my own thing and he just can't, he can't do what Taika does. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's possible too. Because like, yeah. weaving in like I a mean, sequel, the, to be fair, I think the, four, I think the, uh, to be fair, I think the yes men are the Russo brothers. 
Yeah, but and, they gave us. I think Endgame's good. Uh, no, I, th- yeah. I do too. But I, I think I think the Russos were very were very easy for uh, Kevin Feige to work with because, yeah. and you know what, they they just just fall in line and are yeah. willing to work and are willing to compromise and are willing. I think they're far more willing to compromise than like Taika Waititi, for example. Yeah. I think Taika Waititi has a lot of like I want it this way. Uh, so but it still feels like Thor Ragnarok still feels like a three act structure with like a big villain at the end yeah. kind of thing. But he makes it work for his type of movie. Yeah. And I just like I don't I don't think that everyone could do that. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Uh, that's why um, so many other directors have left. So I don't know. True. Uh, I'm sure they're gonna get a great Ron Howard esque character. Um, <laughs> I just I just want to see us push the line when it comes to Marvel Studios films. I don't want us to just stay where we are and say that's good enough. I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. True, true, true. Uh, also, move the release date because if you don't have a director, you're not filming in six months. I, I really <laughs> like Captain Marvel, but I would like Captain Marvel 2 to wow me as much as the trailer for Wonder Woman 84 is. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a vision, baby. I want to feel like it's unrestrained. I agree. And move that release date. Um, <clears throat> don't they're hire... Not, they're don't, not doing it. God. That movie's coming out in a year, baby. Hawkeye... Uh, from a site called Murphy's uh, Murphy's Multiverse. Definitely never heard of them. And I haven't either. And apparently they have had some good scoops. So I'm taking I'm taking some some other sources into consideration here. But take this with a huge grain of salt. But Hawkeye has joined the uh, indefinitely put on hold list of Marvel Studios, which only consists of Inhumans and now Hawkeye. All right, real quick, because I forgot to talk about it for two effing weeks now. Hawkeye Freefall is a new comic that came out. And it is a truly stellar first issue. You guys should support this comic because it is a really fun comic. Um, we did the, mention that last week. I, I did? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm mentioning we it again. About it, I'm mentioning it again because Hawkeye Freefall is doubly great. <clears throat> Continue with the Hawkeye news. That's it. It's uh, on hold uh, I, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think that they are finding a way to move Jeremy Renner out. God, so that'd I, I feel be like, awesome. Like that—that's the thing is, I, I Jeremy Renner is more or less going to be done playing Hawkeye in the near future, mm-hmm. and they want to move that character out and bring in someone Kate new. Bishop. Well, Kate Bishop's exactly. in the show anyway. I know, just make it about right. Her. That's what I mean. Is like it, this is going to happen. It might not necessarily happen as the Hawkeye series that they were planning at the moment, but I'm—it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. They're going to move that character. Get out. Renner out of there. He's too busy doing music. <clears throat> He's too busy being Nickelback, the Second Coming. <laughs> oh my God, quarterback. <laughs> And now oh. to some t- untitled worlds of DC <laughs> movies. <laughs> if it's like if it's like the second coming, would it just be Dimeback? I was I messed up the joke, but you still <laughs> left anyway, so I win. All right, worlds of DC news. Oh, the untitled Flash movie. Uh, Andy Muschietti took the opportunity to finally confirm that he is in fact directing the Flash. We've heard rumors for for months, but never a confirmation from Warner Brothers. This is our confirmation. He is directing Flash, and. Uh, will be a different version of Flashpoint than you're expecting, is what he said. No, no, no. See, I'm, no. Okay, see, I'm, I'm okay with this. If it's if the movie is straight up just like Flashpoint happens at the beginning and it's just an alternate world where you have, oh, you have crazy Wonder Woman, crazy Batman, and it gets fixed at the end, that's fine. Just make it a uh, solo thing. You don't have to make it a big epic event. Like, if you're going to do it, uh, whatever. So I, I've slightly changed my tune about Flashpoint. Um if I, I still don't think it should be the flash, first Flash movie. Oh yeah, but but we're so deep away from from where Flash movie was supposed to come out. Um, here's my thing. Uh, I think right away saying like it's not the Flashpoint you're expecting. I don't want to see that comic as a movie. Okay. I'll put it that way. I don't want to see that comic story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the idea of Flashpoint, an alternate reality. Yeah. I'm kind of okay with because I'm like something needs to happen to fix the cinematic universe right now. <laughs> 
because if they're going to connect anybody into films again, they need to make some things very clear about what makes sense and what doesn't. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, Because I'm like, we're we're, we're existing in this weird nebulous where they're like running with everything that's worked. And it's like, yeah, that's great. Where where are we? Like, where's Batman? Who exists where? Do, are they all connected? Do they not all connect? Who is I don't Batman? know what's happening. Who is Batman? <laughs> is, is Batman old? Is Batman young? Yeah. No, that's true. Um, I don't... Uh, him saying this to me says that they're not going to do any continuity fixing. It's just going to be an alternate reality tale of the Flash. Let me tell you, the thing that I remember most about the Flash is the war between the Atlanteans and the Themyscarians. Because Aquaman and Wonder Woman were going to get married... And then I forget somebody does. No, no, they're they're not gonna get married. Um, Aquaman and Wonder Woman are having an affair, mm, and then Wonder Woman go. kills Mera. There you go. Thank and you. And then she t- steals her crown. Is like, look, I'm the the better woman here. And then Aquaman's still pissed because, dude, yes. you kill my wife. There you go. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Ben. Uh, basically, I want that's what I want the movie to be. I want that. to okay, be... Okay, that's perfect. Yeah. Because Jason Momoa and, and Gal Gadot are, oh, yeah, the, two are the two established stars that and are working right now. Evil just versions. put them in it. And this have like, and oh, I'm in this it. conflict. And then say, oh, by the way, Batman's not old anymore, and Jared Leto's not the Joker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Robert it. Pattinson shows That's up like, it. hey, guys, I'm here. And you have Henry Cavill's Superman still. Uh, don't bet on it. No, you just, you just don't. Enough Flashpoint. Just, so what, who's Superman? Who? What? What's a, what's a, what's a doomsday clock situation. You move the, the thing six, six inches or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that'd be interesting. I'd be, Superman, uh, never heard of him. This <laughs> is Black Adam. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus! Oh yeah, Shazam dies by uh, way of uh, Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah, because yeah. Shazam was a successful DC film. It's true. Flashpoint's a cool comic. They had the it po- has great moments. Okay, in it for so sure. here's my. Uh, when I hear Flashpoint, I'm like, that is the lowest hanging fruit you can go to. It sure as hell don't, is. Because my whole thing is, if you're gonna do a Flash movie, do something else. Do Mirror Master. Don't do Reverse Flash. Do. Um, uh, Weather Wizard, someone else besides want, the damn. I, I think if I think Rose. Reverse Flash, yeah, for the first villain, I think Reverse Flash. That could works. be cool as well, but yeah, be I a mean, TV show. But okay, or but Sparks, you kind of did. Yeah, uh, you kind of did. Uh, just convince me, like, yeah, maybe this Flashpoint is a good idea, especially to f- help fix continuity, especially in this universe. But I'll put it that way: like, if it's not going to be exactly what that comic book was, which I don't mm-hmm. think it should it be, can't be. No, it, it, right? Uh, if it's not going to be that, and we're not going to get the dumb, the dumb D- Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Thomas Wayne oh. bullshit that I don't want. If we're not going to get that, then great. Um, but if you are doing something with Flashpoint for your first Flash movie, use it to fix it. Like, at least help your audience. Help your yeah. audience understand what's happening. Because I, I don't. I like. Neither we're going to talk about it in a bit. The Birds of Prey trailer. And I'm like, it's really cool that we're all just kind of like existing in this weird nebulous where they they're putting out good movies, but none of us know what's happening. Yeah. In the larger universe as a whole. There's actually a lot of more D- DC news than I anticipated this Heck week. Yeah, baby. Untitled Batman movie. Also called The Batman, maybe. We it's, don't know. Guys, it's The Batman. It's got to be. It's finally confirmed. Matt Reeves has finally gift on Twitter. Yes. Colin Farrell is The Penguin. Yes. Yeah. Finally confirmation. Wah, wah, wah. Contract signed. He is on set. Oh, he it's going to be so, so good. So good. Um, there was an actor who was cast a couple weeks ago. Um, Peter Skarsgård? Is that right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So with this, like... Uh, um, Wasn't he like Dent? No. So here's the thing. This is why I bring it up. So every, we don't know who he every is. Every GIF. Right. No, here's the thing. So every GIF that he posts of an actor, it's the character's name. 
So he's like, oh, hey, Oz, or look, it's Selena, blah, blah, blah. The character's name was Pete for him, and there's a detective named Pete something in the comics. Yeah. So he uh, might just be playing a random ass detective guy. There's nobody named Pete that's well, super important. He is sure is, he's probably going to be a good character then. Probably. But, I, but, but isn't his name Pete? Peter Starsgard? Yes, but yes, like that's but, that's why but, it's but like the, decoy. Every it could just be decoy, but yeah. every time he's referenced, and an actor, not, it's who the did character he? Name. And not ev- and not everyone. The 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 African American girl who we think is playing Barbara Gordon, uh, not named. Also, J- oh. uh, John Turturro, who's no, he, they called him. They like, call him no, Carmine. They, they no. call him. Yeah, yeah he's but, for the most part. But his gift him. was the Jesus, though, right? Well, yeah. Yeah, the gift doesn't oh. matter. It's the okay. name of the yeah. name on. It's the name he's attached. But I'm just like everyone's like, oh, that guy's Harvey Dent. I'm like, I I don't, I'm not sure yet. Yeah. Uh, I think he'd be a good Harvey Dent. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. All right, Hundo. Ryan, I've heard you like a com- you like a book called Dune. The spy. I like a I like a book, and I kind of like a movie called Dune. Yeah. Well, are you gonna like a comic book called Dune? <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't know about this. <laughs> Tell me more. His face. <laughs> I've been waiting all day for this because I checked the news earlier this morning. And I'm like, oh damn, <laughs> who's Dune? What? Okay, so Tell Dune, uh, published by Abrams Book, okay. uh, Abrams Brooks. Oh, I don't know who that is. Or Books. I might have misspelled that. When it's you said books. Abrams Books, I'm like, wait, Gigi <laughs> Abrams? <laughs> no, it's, it's probably definitely Abr- keep Abrams keep your hands books. away from Dune. <laughs> <laughs> Written by Brian, Brian Hubert and Kevin J. Anderson. Oh, okay. With art by Raul Alain uh, and Patricia Martin. Okay. Uh, so apparently Brian Herbert and Kevin J. Anderson are the people who are currently writing the Dune books. Uh, Brian Hubert is his son. It's a son, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's the creative team behind the, the current Dune novels. Um, Children of Dune. And it'll be in a, a three-part adaptation of the first book, three uh, three graphic novel volumes, yep, yep. Uh, with covers by Bill S- uh, Sienkiewicz. Sienkiewicz. Oh, baby boys. Uh, that will connect to Foreign Triptych. Oh, my. When they're done. Farts, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think Ryan's excited. Yeah. It's out October 2020. The first one. That's this year. Yeah. Good news, guys. Um, well, just in time for that movie. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, Herbert said, um, uh, I am pleased to present this faithful graphic novel adaptation of my father's masterpiece. This is the first time Dune has ever been published in this format and will introduce many new readers to Frank Herbert's fantastic universe. Hell yeah, this is amazing. And it's like, they got the people who you want involved. Like, you got the guys who are writing the new books. Yeah. So, uh, sweet sour sauce. This is great. This is super duper. You all still have to read the book. The comic will not be a substitute. Because Ryan has already demanded a Ready Player One situation for us. I haven't. I have not. But that's you did. You did back did back I? when the movie was like pushing forward. Damn. You said we're going to hey do guys, that because that's we did it for really, Ready Player One. Really long book. <laughs> it's a really long. You book. hear that, Ben? You're yeah. starting next week. The movie <laughs> comes out in December. <laughs> How long are we talking? It, bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's long and dense. You might have had to tell me last year about this. <laughs> it's yeah. January. <laughs> I'm glad I'm bringing it up now. You have a year <laughs> to read a book. Or just wait till October and read the comic. <laughs> no, because that'll only be part one, no, so it won't I know. even be the whole book. And no, we're just, classifying just now. Like, no, hey guys. you have to read it. We read Ready Player One. You just do that and you'll be like, hey guys, uh, the first third every, is good. A book hey, every two years. You know what? In all fairness, I have forced you guys, or I made you guys read Ready Player One. I, I think I can read Dune. That's one of my more fun episodes, doing a Ready Player One special. Uh-huh. That was fun. You yeah. know what? I do. We wanna. should read more novels. I like. We books. should. We should. Hey, I you like books sh- with words. So. Hey, you guys should read Chronicles of Royal No, you don't get to name the next <laughs> one, Ben. <laughs> I know. You went first. I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. Oh, Dune! This is great. 
Dune's great. It's <laughs> year of the Dune. Year of the Dune. Well, the, the, I think I saw a copy of Dune, a really cool copy at Barnes Noble that had blue edges. I'm going to do just all the think, Ryan news, actually. I think I might just get what? it now. Might There's get, a lot of news. I might just get that. That was a really cool copy of Dune. Your yeah. name's Paul Atreides? For, for comics, I'm just going to do your news real quick. Okay. Sean Gordon Murphy, you like him. I do. He's doing a Catwoman series. <laughs> really? Yeah. Is it in the Dark Knights, uh, Dark Knights, whatever his universe Unclear. is? Okay. Unclear. He's doing a Sean, he's, so he's doing a he's doing the art uh, only. Okay. And the covers. Uh, Blake Northcott is writing it. Okay. And that's all we know. I have to imagine if he's doing the art, it's probably not the White Knight universe then. Oh, see, I, I would think it was. Yeah. Because the the, the Victor Von Fries book came out, he didn't dr- he didn't write it, he just drew it. Oh. Or I'm sorry, excuse me, he wrote it. Uh, Van Jansen drew it. Oh, okay. So um. I, I'm, if he's involved, I can't help but wonder that it's probably involved. Right, yeah. I think so. But that's cool. Yeah. Um, him. Ryan, what can you tell me about Marvel's event Outlawed? I don't know. What can I tell you about it? I was hoping Is you it, would know. I just know it's a, I don't new, know a, whole it's lot. a new It's a new. books books coming out. New, that's all I know. new books are coming out. Four new books. Um, I didn't know four were coming out. It's like Champions of the First... Champions oh, okay. is getting like a relaunch. That's right. I didn't see a little bit of this. I didn't under Outlawed. It's like, uh, I guess the United States government has said uh, nobody under the age of 22 can be a superhero. Yeah. Um, so that, so a lot of the young superheroes are now Outlawed. So I, I like to see, I, I like this idea a lot. One, because the Champions was first founded by all the young teenagers like Miles Morales, uh, Ghost Spider, uh, Miss uh, Miss Marvel. Uh, because the Avengers suck, right? Yeah. And and the teenagers are like, why do we have to listen to these old people? Why don't we just make our own team that's called the Teen Titans? So they're they're the champions. Yeah. And uh, that book's that book's. I haven't read a lot of it, but like I like the idea of the young team. Um, but out of this is Power Pack, a new miniseries of Power Pack. Yeah, dude, lots of guys are coming back. Um, this is awesome. Hold on, let me pull up real quick. I've Everything old is new again. So it's going to be called pa- uh, Power Pack Outlawed by Ryan North. Yeah, he and did Squirrel Girl. This is perfect. Yeah, and Nico yeah. Leone. Yep, good artist. Uh, with the cover by Ryan Stegman. Mm-hmm. Cult of Cates. And then a series of uh, New Warriors. New Warriors, baby. Night Thrasher. He has a skateboard. Uh, by Daniel Kibblesmith. Yep, Daniel um, Kibblesmith is dope. The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. He wrote that. He writes that, apparently. He, he's, a, he's one of the writers on it. And uh, Lucia, Luciano Vecchio, Vecchio, who's the artist on Ironheart. Yep, that's a really good artist. So, yeah, so so that is kind of cool. Eve Ewing is writing the Champions one, and she's the writer of Ironheart, so I'm definitely picking up that book, at least, because she is a tremendous talent. Um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, this is uh, like a ushering in a huge new generation of the young stuff, that's the young characters that have been missing for a long time. Uh, the New Warriors have been missing for a long-ass time. They're the reason that the, the Civil War happened. Because a uh, stupid uh, Nitro blew himself yeah. up and killed a bunch of kids. Damn it's, it! It's crazy to me how how Marvel has been like really pushing their young heroes, even like some that just don't work. Yeah, uh, they just keep they just keep pushing them so hey, they man. work. Um, and then like DC is like, who? Who? We got rid of Wally West Rick, for a couple years. <laughs> Rick Grayson. Yeah, I no. love Rick Grayson. Oh, don't talk to me about Drake. My name is Drake. Drake. Oh, yeah. Drake. I got you guys like that. my outfit? I don't. I got to that part in uh, Young Justice. I don't like it. Well, he's like, oh no shit, it's I dumb. Like it. I'm, like, I'm Drake now. I'm like, can you not be Drake? But that's your name, bro. Like, even <laughs> Impulse goes, this is Red Robin. Yum. And then he's mm. like, no, I'm I'm going by Drake now. And they're like, wait, what? And then it's just there's Naomi. What up, girl? Yeah, Naomi. Speaking of Marvel, speaking of uh, pushing young characters that don't necessarily work. I well, to be fair, I have not given Naomi a chance. Uh, that being said, I have not heard a lot of th- anything, anything about anything yeah. about her. Um, yeah. Sorry, girl. 
But she pops up in all of Bendis' books. Yeah. So. And uh, he just retweeted something. He's like, hey, I love the art that I get everyone for the series. And yeah. I looked at a little bunch of Naomi art. I'm like, man, that book looks really good. Yeah, the art's really good. But uh, uh, I'm really sad that I don't read the Power Rangers books because that art is amazing. Yeah, there's a new issue today that I looked through because I'm just like, what's going on? And I'm like, man. I went to the comic store today. Yeah. Real late. Um, that art, like that art sells me on that book hard. Yeah. They just introduced like Green Ranger Shredder, which I retweeted on my Twitter. And it looks awesome. Yes. Anyway, I look that up on TMNT, baby. So yeah, that's cool. Uh, Marvel likes young heroes. DC doesn't. No. Nope. Anyway, talking about uh, now, now my news, uh, news, if you don't mind. No, uh, not at all. From the world of Black Hammer. I like that. One of my favorite comic book series, Black mm-hmm. Hammer. Um, uh, Jeff Lemire. That's who writes it. Uh, it's coming out with a new miniseries called Colonel Weird. This is my favorite character from that book. Cosmogog. This, this, is, the one I'm wait- this is the one I'm waiting for. It's going to be a four-issue miniseries with Tyler Crook, released on April 22nd. Uh, Lemire had this to say, Colonel Weird has been my favorite Black Hammer character since Dean Ormstrom and I created him. Uh, I've always wanted to do a series where the storytelling would echo Weird's unique mind and unique perspective. Tyler Crook's work more than lives up to the, to the challenge. This is a deep dive into Colonel Weird's past. And his future. Whoa. So this will be set partially because of how Colonel Weird perceives time. Dr. Manhattan. A little similar. Um, it will be partially set after the last issue of Black Hammer. I love it. Which is really exciting. Um, Colonel Weird shows up in the Quantum Age book, uh, which is their Legion of Superheroes book. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's so good. I love this. It's so oh, cool that, that Black Hammer is so good. His little universe is just keep, keep it works. It, I was keep just so happy. It's, so, it's, it's good and successful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Later on, you you always make the comparison to like Hellboy, but I think soon we can really just look at like two seminal Dark Horse books, Hellboy and Black Hammer. I just meant in terms of its release schedule, and yeah, how miniseries but, and stuff. But I think like we'll we'll definitely look at like this as one of the great Dark oh, yeah. Horse books. Just wait for that eventual movie, TV show, whatever. Yeah, th- there's a TV show in the works. Mm. It's actually a multimedia movie TV series. Oh, okay. So which would be exciting. Um, all right. Uh, we all like Mission Impossible. I really do. Yeah. Uh, Sparks is not in his head. Yes. Yeah. This is uh, an audio podcast. Nicholas Holt has been cast as the villain. As a villain. That's weird. <laughs> as a villain in Mission Impossible 7. seven. I don't think he can cock his arms as well as Henry Cavill Dang, does. There's seven Mission Impossible movies. There, there yeah. will be eight. And only one of them isn't good. Can you believe it? Yeah. It's, yeah. The only one, it's one of the two I've watched. Oh, I keep forgetting this conversation we have. <laughs> Um, yeah, so so Chris McQuarrie is doing the two part of seven and eight. Hell yeah, um, cool. that's really exciting. And he 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 asked Nicholas Holt on Twitter, "Hey, want to raise some hell? Well, want to raise a little hell?" And uh, Nicholas Holt was like, "Why does that have to be a little?" Oh, I'm edgy. So everyone's like, "Woo!" I like Nicholas Holt a lot, and I I don't think I've ever I don't remember seeing him in like a really villainous role besides Mad Max, but he's not really a villain. No, in I don't think he's really um, done something. So it'd like be this. cool to see him like unleash because yeah. I like him a lot. Yeah, I'm really, exci- I'm really stoked for this. Uh, just really stoked for the movie, really. I just can't wait to see what dumb shit Tom Cruise almost gets killed Haley for. Haley Atwell's <laughs> in this one. I'm so excited. <gasps> really? Yeah. Oh, hot dogs. Mm-hmm. It's hot it's dogs. It's a private screen. Oh, my. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my. Uh, Parasite. We all Man, like Parasite. you really got her pegged on that one. You stop uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon just threw his little, uh, was that a Kindle or? This guy's all as well, that Atwell. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> he threw his Kindle again. <laughs> this podcast over. You don't need to cart away, man. It's fine. No. Oh. Shut up. Parasite, guys. 
Parasite's a really good movie. It, it's my favorite movie of last year. This news, I don't know what to think of it. Bong Joon-ho yeah. and Adam McKay yeah. are currently in talks with HBO for an adaptation. We don't know what it is. Creative, Apparently, the words creative details are still be still being ironed out. Uh, we t- we heard about rumblings of a uh, English language remake. Uh, this could be that. This could be an adaptation of just South Korea movie. Could be a different family. Could be anything. <sighs> this movie Who just knows? Came, this movie just came out. Uh, Bong Joon Ho gave a great speech when uh, Parasite won uh, an award at the Golden Globes, and he's like, "If only people would get over the little one inch border of words at the bottom of the screen, they'd see so many new movies." Yeah. Uh, and that's not even what he said. That's what his translator basically said. Yeah. She made it a lot worse than it what actually was, which is funny. But um, uh, if he's involved, he's attached. if he's actually attached, then good. Yeah. But otherwise, this literally came out less than a year ago. Yeah. This is like super. If it's, if it's like something that isn't the movie itself, like it's set in that same world with something else. That's complete. That's it's it's not that it's not a shared universe kind of thing. It's a very just this is about a family. That seems very weird. But it could be about just another family. Because the whole point is that it's a class structure. No, the class I know. structure still exists even though these people are It aren't just right now it. just seems like, hey, it's really hot. Let's do it again, but in American. And I'm like, that seems lazy. There is a, there is a lot of that. Uh, I, won't, I won't deny it. But yeah. he's attached. Because I, I haven't seen it, but I like I fundamentally am against, like, oh, make the same thing, but, you know, longer. American. Yeah. But I just American. hope, yeah. I, as long as he's attached, the second he leaves this, I, I, I drop it. Yeah. Because that movie is truly awesome and original, and like, it's very South Korean. Like, there's reasons that remakes of those movies don't translate well. Right, I agree. Um, so oh. many people don't see a really good Death Note film because they think the only Death Note film they can watch is the Netflix one. But uh, you put on some subtitles or just watch the dub. Nate Wolf, why? Mm-hmm. That guy's doing a <clears throat> Godzilla versus Kong. Sure is. All right. Oh, um, yo, do you see those toy leaks? They're real bad. Real bad. Oh. For Godzilla and Kong? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, NECA doesn't have the license this Spoilers year. Spoilers for stuff. Yes. Um, oh, boy. Do you have Uncharted news? Because I just want to say it real quick if you don't have it. Oh, I forgot it. No, it's okay. It's it's So Uncharted has its seventh director, and it's the director of Venom. Yeah. It's it's Ruben Fleischer, who directed Zombieland as well. So they have run out of ideas. <laughs> yeah. they that project, have, that they project's have dead. Ru- they have run out of directors, and I wouldn't be surprised if he takes it because it's a big movie. And like he's not doing Venom too. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, wow, your seventh director is gonna do it. It's gonna be amazing. <laughs> so just between you and me, Ryan, I downloaded, I put the Nathan Drake collection on my uh, library for PlayStation. It's free on PlayStation Plus right now. I got, th- is it really I got halfway. I got all the way up to Uncharted Three, and then I stopped playing. Damn, dude. Really then shouldn't. Have. You, you know that we're on a podcast, so nothing you say right now is just between you and Ryan. Uh. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Brandon Sparks, hold on a minute. What'd you say, man? <laughs> um, so yeah, no, because it's something I know uh, Ryan would probably appreciate because you played all the Uncharted games, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Nathan Drake collection. I played is two for- and a half. Okay, you well then the. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Well, the Nathan Drake collection for the PS4 is for free for PS Plus members, so I put I also on my own it. Mm. Well, good for you because I, I don't. I, now I, would I do. Say you. Uncharted 2, 3, and 4 are truly excellent games. I think the first one's a totally fine game. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate it's the only one like, I've played. It, what? <laughs> That's the only one I've played. It's it's fine. Like it's yeah, not it was bad. fine. It was it's fine. Just fine. But like, you have to know who those characters are to play two, three, and four. So like, you have to play the first one. Mm-hmm. But man, two is like one of the greatest games ever made. Man, like holy shit. So it's like a Mass Effect two situation. No, but Mass Effect one's really good. Okay. <laughs> no, that game's actually good. <laughs> really good. All right. Sorry, Uncharted news. No, Sorry. that's good. I totally forgot about Eighth it. Eighth director. Well, eight times the charm. Yeah, Seven yeah. times the charm. All right. Uh, trailers. 
guys, oh, trailers. One actually bit of news that's Google that bummed me out a lot this week. No, we're only in trailers now. You can't say it. Okay. What up, Ben? I'm what ready for you. Uh, it's Neil just between me and you. Uh, comfy cast comfy cast we're all in our pjs oh it's so late i yeah. am going commando oh <laughs> what's up ben uh, legendary drummer of rush neil pert passed away i from was gonna bring cancer. it up and i forgot thank you from uh, this week yeah, maybe yeah, the greatest yeah. drummer alive yeah, yeah. um 67 67 he Did died you? from brain cancer um yep rush is it's one of those bands that if you know him you'll love them obviously you've heard everyone's heard tom story you also have limelight um um, Spirit of Radio, which is my Dude, personal favorite song. 2112 is one of the greatest Dude, albums of all YYZ. time. YYZ. Did you see my favorite tweet related to this? No, I which did was, not. Uh, which was, I like to think that he's he's laughing somewhere right now with all the bands oh. that are playing tonight at gigs just trying to come up with one easy, easy rush, rush song. song. Spoiler alert. Tribute. Just one easy Spoiler rush song. Spoiler alert, they're not easy. <laughs> yeah, None I, uh, of them are easy. That's actually really funny you bring that up because on youtube right now are literally dozens of of like youtube clips of bands playing rush songs the last couple of days mm-hmm. so that's been really cool to see yeah. like a yeah, bunch yeah. of modern bands playing I, rush songs. i was actually <laughs> in my car listening to klos when um KLOS. the dj marcy she stopped a song dead in the middle of the song which is something you're not supposed to do especially in corporate radio that is a big no-no and she's like i'm just getting word that neil part died so she started playing Rush, and it's a tradition, especially for KLS, probably for a whole bunch of other classic rock stations all over the country, that when a big-time musician of a big-time band like Rush passes away, everything stops dead, and they're just playing tribute songs from their band, their solo work, every song that they've had hand in for the rest of like a week or two. It's a bummer because he died from brain cancer. And um, I think Tyler Higgins, uh, Foo Fighters, the drummer for Foo Fighters, said it best when he said that Neil Peart had the hands of God. Oh, yeah. That is next level good. Yeah. So rip to an amazing artist. He's in the limelight. He is. On that happy note. Sorry, trailers. Sorry, trailers. (laughs) I just wanted to talk about it before. All right. That's fine. Uh, All right. Let's try. Let's um, Let's try. No, let's do. Do or do not. There is no try. Kippo and the Age of Wonder Beasts. Oh, it's so cute. It's yeah, cute. I like, I like this one a lot. Yeah. This I, had, I like the animation a lot. This is DreamWorks animation, a 2D animation style. It kind of feel the kind of felt a little Adventure Time ish uh, emulating yeah. that style. I felt mm, I don't know if it Adventure I Time I understand but, why hmm. that's your go-to. Yeah. yeah. Um I think I would probably liken it a little closer to um Weirdly, I think Craig of the Creek, as far as animation style, at least, um, I've never heard of that. But as a but as a show, I think it's actually uh, tonally a little more in line with Star vs. the Force of Evil. I was just about mm. to say that, yeah. but uh, but once again, toned down a lot. It's like a it's like post apocalyptic, but um, but uh, not. It has, but it has like a lot of imagination and like yeah. a lot of really creative stuff going on in it. I think it looks really pretty. Yeah, uh, yeah, it looks good. What is it on Netflix? Netflix, oh, cool. Yeah. Oh. Did you guys hear? Did you guys hear? The, uh, C- CBR put up a listicle about all the ways that speed uh, that uh, speed racers, spy racers ties into the Fast and Furious franchise. A listicle. A oh. listicle. The first one was like Don Toretto's in it. Uh, <laughs> yep. Thanks for the update. Wow. I'm so happy you had to write four hundred words on this. Sibur. Oh wow. Appreciate you. Good job. Goodbye, Sibur. This definitely looks better than that show. Yes. yes. Oh, That's 100%. True. Yes. Uh, yes. Crisis on Infinite Earths had a trailer leading up to this, the next two episodes. Oof. Which I didn't see it. Hope they're better than the trailer. Oof. Well, the first three episodes were better than their trailers, so. Yeah. True. Yeah, but still, oof. It definitely felt like a fan edit. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, uh, 
The prosthetics real bad. I still think the like the like the the demon looking guys. They look the like shadow beasts. Shadow beasts. Oh, like, the dementors. Dementors. They don't look great, and like no. I don't ever feel threatened <clears throat> when any of them are fighting. I them. still. I I now that we're where we are, I wish that they hadn't done a break. I wish they'd just done the week. Yeah, it seems so weird. Because I'm like, uh, you lost. I I want to be hype. You lost some of my hype. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Like I I'm. I'm mad, crazy, happy about what you're doing, and and you still lost my hype. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm still waiting for that. Hopefully, a surprise cameo. <coughs> I'm sure was, there's a couple more surprises. I'm sure. Let's hope. Um, speaking of bad trailers, October Faction had a trailer. This is the this is the Dark Horse IDW IDW uh, IDW adaptation on Netflix as well. Uh, yeah, Ben Templesmith did a series called October Faction. Uh, he has a very very Ben Templesmith went on to do Gotham by Midnight. Yes, he has a very like very dark, like very moody atmosphere in almost all of his comics. They are they're not a lot of colorful comics, and that's not a bad thing. It's just his style. Gotham by Midnight. Yeah. uh, So when I saw this trailer, it seems like a generic CW looking show about monster hunters, and I'm like, I did you read the comic? Yeah. (laughs) Why is there so much color? Speaking of reading the comics, no, I'm kidding. We'll get to that later. Uh, But yeah, they're about it's a they're monster hunters. Like it looks like a generic monster. Yeah, I was I was surprised at how bad this looked. Yeah, uh, it's compared to some other Netflix shows that are like that are like the came out around the same time, have the same idea. The yeah. visual design of some of the monster stuff looks like it's it's nice. Yeah, but um, past that, this I can't tell. I cannot tell if this is a bad show or a bad trailer. Yeah, but I yeah. think it's a bad show. Yeah, yeah. but I'm definitely going to watch. Definitely it. a bad trailer. <laughs> I'll definitely mm-hmm. watch the first episode because I'm interested. Um. All right. I, I will probably sleep on it for no, a while. I'll let you know if, it's, plenty that, if of other, it's actually good. Because there's plenty of other stuff I'm way more hype about. Oh. Like? Better IDW adaptation. Lock and Key. Hell yeah. yeah. That trailer looked dope as hell. Yeah. That trailer does look awesome, and I really want to watch the show. The the, the road to getting this adaptation Shit, has dude. been long. They had, a, they had a pilot that they canned and reshot. They had a movie like, at one time. New cast, new everything. I'm yeah. like, mm. Just like Game of Thrones, and that show turned out pretty yeah, good. Yes, so uh, I'm I'm hopeful for this. This yeah, looks man. really good. This trailer looked awesome. This it's, looks promising. It's a it's a Joe, it's a Joe Hill joint. Stephen King's son. So Ben, you know all about this. Tell me about the story of Lock and Key real quick. There's a no. He's ah. a Stephen King fan, not a Joe Hill fan. Sorry. He doesn't care for his son. Yeah. He wishes he was his son. <laughs> More like Joe Prince. Oh boy! Anyway, guys, Lock and Key. <laughs> it's about the key house, and it's about this family that comes to the key house. And there's a lot of locked doors, and they don't know why all these doors are locked, but it's a secret. Shh. And then they find keys, and they open the doors, and oopsies, it goes to the ghost world. So it's like a lot of Lovecraftian Danny ghosts. Danny Yes. Oopsies, it's insidious. <laughs> Oopsies, it's insidious. Yeah, kind of. Um, but like you saw, like the kid goes to a door and his spirit goes to the door and his body's left unconscious. Um, that's like the first aspect of going to like a different world. But there's a lot of different dimensions, almost like a Monster Zinc, but with para- uh, paranormal stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the show gave me like a lot of the comic and like the girl in the well who speaks, who's like a demon. The tone of the trailer is so good. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I think the music's rad. I'm like, all right, this looks because like it's very like discovery, but like with with danger and yeah. menace and and terror. Almost like a sp- like a Spielberg like, kid. Are you my of, echo? Yeah. Yeah. Like a spooky Spielberg. Spooky yeah. Berg. Yeah. Like, like a spooky like, Berg. A, like um, scary stories to tell in the dark or Ooh, Ghostbusters. Yeah. 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 Not um, too scary. Yeah. Spielooky. 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 Yeah, but um. Yeah, this looks really good. I was really excited about this. February, January. February. 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 Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was gonna say something, but I totally forgot. Maybe another fake nerds watch. No, we have to. Finish Let's Dark not get Crystal. crazy. Dark. <laughs> Let's finish Dark Crystal first, and then we'll figure it out. We got a month. Oh boy. Timmy Failure, mistakes were made. This is charming. 
This looks wholesome. Pull I'm it. so excited. This is the Disney Plus I original movie. I saw a different preview of D23, and I've been excited ever is since. Is this a book? A, 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 what, what is this based off I have of? no idea. I don't think it's a book. I think it's an original production, but I'm going to okay. do the quick Googs right now. I have no... No, Googs won't know. Hey, I'm over here. Hey, <laughs> I'm Mark Hogan. I'm still here with the anti-wonder. Um... Uh, I think this looks charming. I love polar bears. They're my favorite animals. Um, I wonder what's going on in this kid's brain. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. probably some sad stuff going on. Probably, yeah. but it's still, the whole movie looks very wholesome. Yes. Gotta, yeah. It is based on a book series. Cool. Uh, seemed whimsical, like a book but series. But still, it looks wholesome, and I'm definitely probably going to give this a watch. Yeah, yeah he's definitely. like a snarky little kid. He's a detective. He like has, a, no he like has a, 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 a unlock or a, a phone that's disconnected that he answers, and he's like, Mom, and she's like, no, we're not doing this now. Oh, son, you real crazy! Or when he gets his he gets his mom's most prized possession, which is a moped? a Segway. A Segway, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Stolen. His, it's like what is it? His failure mobile or whatever. The failure mobile. Yeah. There's also, there's the polar bear's name is is Top. Uh, top top failure. Topo. No, Top failure. Wow. What that? No, I, was, I forgot what I was gonna say. Damn. Uh, oh, I remember because it takes place in Portland, and then <coughs> Portland is famous for being "quote unquote" weird. Oh, yeah, and I like weird. how they're taking the the "quote unquote" I live, weirdness. I of live Portland. in the shadow of a water tower. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I I like it so much. Um, yeah. I'm I'm very excited. Looks, I think it looks, looks really really good. I think that there's a lot of. Doesn't the code name kid next door live under a water water tower? They live no, in a giant tree house. Those giant tree house. Right. Uh, Man, I, I think there's show. a lot of. Uh, quality on the screen craig uh, robinson's with, uh, there with production oh, yeah. and uh and it just looks like it's nearly like this looks like a really solid kid show yeah, yeah. it does uh, and it's movie. a show not a movie yeah movie sorry, sorry. It's, a movie. it's a movie it's a movie Got um it. i i love his uh just response of like yeah mistakes were made yeah. um i like to say that too yeah it's, i think it's gonna be very good i hope so yeah uh we'll do this one next birds of prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one harley quinn I think this movie. I think it. I think it's gonna be a good movie. I didn't really like this trailer too much. I think the tone of it and like the structure of it's kind of weird, but everything in it I liked. If that makes sense. Yeah, I, I get you. Yeah. Um, I really want to quick quick to say um, the joke I said to you before. Uh, if the Comics Code Authority could see us now, oh, yeah. there is cocaine in this. Co- Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn <laughs> snorts cocaine in this movie. I mean, I'm I'm into that. I mean, that's all that she would do. She's a crazy lady. I know, but it's like. We couldn't get away with this yeah. shit before. Yeah, couldn't get away with ten years ago, twenty years ago. Yeah. yeah. So, so I um. Where she snort cocaine in the trailer? I don't remember seeing. She she's getting when shot when at. She's getting shot at. And the, the it's powder all is her. all around her, and she breathes in. Oh. And then her eyes dilate because oh. she's. I That's why they got away with it. Oh. <laughs> children know. won't realize. Yeah. Hey, it's also <laughs> if you didn't realize, children won't realize. Well, I mean, it's also rated R, so children wouldn't be in this movie. Oh, it is rated but R. But they will see the trailer. Is it rated R? It's rated R. Oh, I'm actually way more excited for this but movie But some now. of them will see the trailer. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Oh. Um, yeah, I think Black Mask looks really cool. Uh, I love the I love the mask. One of my favorite my favorite tweets so far has been like, man, the more I see a Birds of Prey, the more I'm interested. And the more I'm baffled by their interpretation of Cassandra Kane. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It's and, not. And it's weird because Margot Robbie's going like, she's not You should read the comics. Like, but she's like, yeah, I'm an executive producer. Like, you guys should read the comics. And then somebody tweeted like, yeah, but did, did you, Margot? <laughs> did <laughs> yeah. you? Because there was just, the, the, tweet was, the tweet I saw was just like, Margot Robbie, uh, you, you get, you guys should, people should read more comics. Looks at Cassandra Kane comics. Yeah. Looks at Birds of Prey. Looks at Cassandra Kane comics. Excuse yeah, Margot, they should. <laughs> it's unfortunate, uh, like because bes- besides Cassandra Kane, uh, I'm I'm kind of I dig everything else. I think Huntress looks awesome. I, just Again, I think it's just because we're all big fans of Mary Elizabeth. Mary Elizabeth said, "Yeah, she's killer." And like she's constantly just like always mad or angry, and I'm like, I think we should I'm team gonna up. Like you. Shh. 
sure. Yeah, I uh, I think she's going to be the standout. I feel yeah, like I, I so feel too. it too. Yeah. Uh, Margot Robbie looks like she's having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is really nice. Okay, real quickly, I am I am I'm not a huge Cassandra Cain fan. Uh, I do I do really enjoy the other Batgirls, though I'm not crazy about Barbara. I'm more into Cassandra and Stephanie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as Batgirl. Um, Cassandra Cain is a is a almost mute assassin. Yeah. What is what? Maybe it's like a weird origin of how Maybe she. Maybe we just wait mute. to see it. Yeah. It's just weird. We'll be reviewing it. We'll talk because it's not. It. It's not even like. Look, we we went through like how many years of X Men movies? Character assassination is not nothing new. It's true, and you could and look at the X Men movies for proof that you can still make good movies. Hundred percent. Mm-hmm. So 100%. like, it's not something that's going to to which it. ones? Days of Future Past, First Class, Logan. I heard one. Shit. Oh. X two. <laughs> yes, dude. damn right. Um, <laughs> two. I like the Wolverine. I'm alone. Whatever. No, I like Wolverine. No, I like too. the Wolverine. Hell yeah. You just didn't name it. Deadpool. You know, I'm just giving you crap. I know. Deadpool. It so, is. It is again. It is funny. Like, where is this the DC universe? <laughs> yeah. Is there a going to what you were talking is, about? Is the Joker did blown she, up in the nice chemical thing, is or Jared, was he just Jared Leto pretending to be the Joker? Because if she kills Jared Leto, I'm totally like, cool with it. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> did you see the Morbius rumors? No. I saw the. I saw the the image. It looked. It looked of his, of his face or the yeah. other image. I don't know what the other image is. We'll talk to you about that. Oh, shit. Show. Well, there, okay, uh, real quick, there was a Morbius leak of what he looks like, and it is literally an image from the comic. So, like, he looks like Morbius, so, like, whatever. Yeah. It, it's good good on them. Oh, you know, it's a, it's just a rumor. I'm not going to, I'll just say, I'll just say it. Um, there are wanted posters with Spider-Man. Oh, if we're talking rumors, baby. J.K. Simmons? J.K. Simmons is apparently a supporting <laughs> character in the movie. Yeah. And apparently, uh, shit's going down with Spider-Man. So, I, so, the rumor I heard, and again, take all this with a grain of salt. Yeah. Um, is that the? I'll get to the image in a minute. But it, it's that the Sony films will be influenced by what happens in the MCU. The MCU will not be influenced by what happens in the Sony films. Yep. So it's a one-way street, much like the TV shows Agents of Shield. And, mm-hmm. and wow, that like worked that. so well last time. I love one-way streets. Right. Um, the image I saw could have been from any other movie. Could have been Photoshop, but it was of Jared Leto walking uh walking next to a spider-man uh wanted poster however the spider-man on it was raimi's spider-man i definitely do not believe that so like so i'm just saying like you want to set these movies in the raimi verse oh my god i'm into that that just i still stand by that i think sony should just establish its own spider-man that's not peter parker there's plenty of spider-man characters i know not a lot of people are a fan of him but i am just make ben riley and like he doesn't even need to be Ben Riley as he is in the comics, but keep that costume look so he stands out, and just make him the Spider-Man of your Sony films. Scarlet Spider, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, he becomes Dude, Scarlet Spider. They, yeah. they absolutely. I mean, if they want to be, you have re- you have access to all this. You do not have to have the same Peter Parker. Dude, you they, do not need to make it this confusing. I agree. If they want to be super weird and just give Tom Holland double the money, he just plays Ben Riley, but he's blonde because <laughs> he is a clone of Peter Parker. <laughs> no, I still I, I, like leave it alone. Just leave it alone. And so, so but they're not. It's so now, money. now here's so now here's the thing. All of these things are contingent on Faggy's mm-hmm. approval. So it is entirely possible that, like the rumored uh, Peter Parker cameo in Venom, that it's just let's just cut it and we'll just not do it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, back to this trailer for <laughs> Birds of Prey. Yeah. I was gonna say that. Yeah, I think it's a, a an interesting. It's an interesting cut trailer, but I kind of liked it for that. Kind of liked that it didn't feel like a lot of other 
comic book movie trailers. Yeah. And I, I rather enjoyed it for that. Yeah, I did like mm-hmm. that. And I like that it's manically from her perspective. I yeah. did enjoy that. It kind of gave us like a very brief reason of why all these people are wanted by Black Mask. Yeah. It's like, you did this, you did this, you did this, so we have to team up. Cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I like that I, part. I like that too. It looks like you and McGregor's having a ton of fun. It's very Victor colorful. Zaz is in it. He doesn't have enough scars, but this is pre him being a total psychopath. <laughs> yeah, yes. all right. Very, very colorful. But he still yeah. looks like Victor Zaz. So yeah, I'm he like, still looks. I'm, I'll take it. Like a, like a like a nut. Yeah. Like a guy who has who cut himself when he, he looks like a guy who could become Victor Zaz. I yes. wouldn't say he looks like a guy. He looks like Victor Zaz. Well, Listen, could, I still remember Arkham Asylum. If you told me it wasn't Victor Zaz, I would have 100 percent believed yeah, you. Yeah, because when you go to Arkham Asylum and you, the first character you meet is Victor Zaz, and he has literally hundreds of scars. I'm like, yeah. oh, this guy's crazy. Yeah. yeah, and like that's what I think. Hey guys, remember it's because Batman's still young when Birds of Prey happens. Is this before or after he meets Joaquin Phoenix? There is no Joaquin Phoenix. There is no spoon. <laughs> <laughs> the Matrix Four is filming right now. You guys, can you believe it? I can't. Believe can you believe this? We're one day closer to Keanu Reeves Day. Um, oh, the best day. <laughs> What kind of Keanu you want? You want Matrix Keanu? You want John Wick Keanu? We got all your Keanus. Just wait. Just wait. That's when uh, Bill and Ted Three comes out too. <laughs> the next day. If if they if they have any smarts about them, they yeah, will. They will. So we Did didn't think it was happening, mm-hmm. but it is. The new mutants trailer dropped. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, real I, again. I always believed. So before before we talk about it, um, on Disney's official website. When they put out this new movie, they took this thing. down real no, they, quick. No, they did, but they called it an MCU movie by accident. Yes. <gasps> which caused a lot of ex Twitter, myself included, to freak the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, five minutes later, Disney's like, nah, real sorry. <laughs> really sorry we even put that in your brain. And we were all really disappointed. That being said, this movie looks really good. <laughs> I'm okay with this being a standalone for now. 100%. I want it to mm-hmm. be. Um, uh, Ileana. Uh, Anya Taylor Joy. Taylor John. <laughs> so good, dude. That is some. So that is some good. perfect ass casting, dude. So good. The first thing you see is like, yeah, I murdered eighteen dudes. What of it? I'm like, of course you did. Her sword, soul sword. It's gonna look awesome. Ooh, that yeah, looks. Dude. That does. Uh, I'm so ready. I can't believe, yeah. like, again, it's so weird. Like, the X Men are dead, but we're getting a new mutants movie. Yeah. Like, they're this is this like, is the last. This X-Men is like movie. the Guardians of the Galaxy, like the small group of like youngsters, like, oh yeah, I've heard about them before, yeah. like. I, I, there was they, some controversy. They, they, they whitewashed the character. They yes. whitewashed two characters, and it really sucks. It is awful. Um, I think the movie looks good, but they really messed up. Uh, uh, Sunspot uh, Roberto da Costa is supposed to be black and Latino. He is in the comics. He is a dark skinned black African Latino character. Yeah. He is very white in this. Uh, same with um, um, the evil doctor. She is also a very dark skinned character in the comic, mm. and she's very whitewashed. Um, yeah. It's a problem in Hollywood. It's always going to be a problem, uh, unfortunately. Uh, there's nothing we could do about it. Yeah, I think, luckily, the movie still looks kind of good. He is still a Latino character. It's just he, he could have got someone a little better, probably. Yeah, I think the movie looks scary. I think this looks really good, and I'm I'm really really interested in Josh Boone being like, no, this is my cut. Yeah, this is the cut of the movie I made. So I'm like, so per, so maybe Disney was just like, just put it out. Yeah, I I, I truly feel this is just gonna be, it's gonna be like a fifty million dollar small movie, which is part of why I go back to I don't think Bob's necessarily afraid of a horror movie. Yeah, I don't think that's what this is. Yeah, I, just yeah, think I know him, it's not MCU. I like that you call him Bob. Yeah, yeah, my friend Bobby. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, I don't think he's afraid of that. Yeah, I I think that this that's it's more a fear of 
letting the universe spread too far. This trailer in the movie reminds me of Glass, where it's a superpowered people trapped in like a prison area. Mm-hmm. But um, it's about characters I actually like care about and stuff. But uh, I, I got to tell you guys, like, it's really something special. Like, the X-Men movies are dead. They're gone, unfortunately. And we're going to get the new era. But to hear, like, hey, Danny, Ileana, Rain, I'm like, holy shit, that's, this is a movie that's really happening against yeah. the X-Men. I'm like, it's it's... I'm just glad it's not dead. Like, they're allowing it just to exist. Even if it's, you know, if it's on its own, it's good or bad. I like that you went into, like, Timmy voice from South Park for a moment there. <laughs> Holy shit, you guys. Oh, my God, you guys. Oh, you <laughs> Don't do it, man. No, I'm not going to do, do it. it. Um, but I think this movie has, I think the trailer has some genuine scares in it. Um, I think it looks really creepy. I think yeah, like, those faces from the walls. That was I. I did not like that. There's a scene where Rain is in a church and something giant comes and eats at the church. That is something called the Demon Bear. That is from the Bill Conce- uh, Bill uh, Sankiewicz run from the '80s. That's like the most prolific New Mutants run. It's about a it's about a psychic demon that takes they takes shape of a bear that comes and like haunts your dreams and kills you and stuff. And like it's like uh, the villain from James and the Giant Peach. Oh shit! Yeah. You're not wrong. Almost. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the like, rhino. Like like a like a Freddy Krueger esque type of psychological like um like uh, uh the Shadow King Legion kind of uh-huh, stuff. Like yeah. it affects you psychologically. So like it sees your fears and like I think that's what this movie is going to do really well is like the psychological fears of all these mutants. I'm mm-hmm. excited. Yeah, I'm yeah, me too. I'm I'm shocked and I'm like damn. I hope and all of X Twitter was real excited too. Like yeah. Ileana, woo! Because uh, she's real cool in New Mutants right now. The comic. So uh, we we made it. Hell yeah. We made it it's just happening. in time to get rebooted. Yeah. Man, this is hey, like... if some, it's special, it's special. Dude, yeah. yeah. Also, like, not all the casting is perfect, but, like, Ileana and, and uh, Maisie Williams as Rain, uh, they use her image in the New Mutants now. Rain Sinclair looks like Maisie Williams. Like, like it, that's this is, good casting. This is a cool-looking New Mutants movie, and embrace the fact that it's probably going to be better than Justice League, and that's a truth. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> this trailer is better than Justice gonna come League. going to out and probably be better than Justice that League. That should have came out three years ago? Hell yeah. yeah. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. All right. Speaking of things that should have came out three years ago. <laughs> Let's get into our topic. What do you mean, Brandon? We've already talked about it. All right. Well, now, a discussion. Three years in the making. I remember Sparks saying, like, I'm so excited for Doomsday Clock. We need to do an episode on it. And we we're like, yes. It was a, it was a most anticipated for yeah. the year it was coming out for 2018. Yeah, little did we know. No, we didn't know. Oh, boy. But yes, uh, this is Doomsday Clock. Um, Jeff Johns, Gary Frank's follow-up to Watchmen, um, where Dr. Manhattan infl- is revealed to have influenced the DC Universe. So, let's get into it. What do we think about this overall? All right. Okay. <laughs> Nobody go first. I'll go first. Um, so, I am the, I am, I'm in a very special place because I have a Watchmen baggage. Uh, I like Watchmen a whole lot. Some of you might know. I got a tattooed on me. So um, the inherent nature of this book, just the inherent nature of what it is kind of just bothers me, but I, I'm putting that aside uh, to focus on the qualities of it and just this is the book. I think it's a tremendously well-made book. I think the art's outstanding. It's the best that both these guys maybe have ever done uh, in terms of writing and, and, and art drawing. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I think the ideas that it presents are really awesome. I find the further it goes, it gets a little muddled in some of the things it wants to do, and some characters get thrown to the sideline that kind of bother me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, like I think it's it's a really impressive comic. I, on the flip side, it bothers me that it's coming out and ending when it does, considering where DC is at right now, mm-hmm. right. because 
this book should matter. And yeah, it I don't want to get I don't want to get too much into that because it really bugs me. Yeah, um, that's more just to do with the state of DC right now. Yeah, I want to definitely just focus on the book yeah. itself. Yeah, I think I think we'll have to get to it by the end of this. Oh but, yeah, um, yeah, we don't have to start there because uh, it's real sad. <laughs> uh, ben, yeah. I really liked this book. Yeah. Um, I, I I agree with Ryan on that. I think this is Jeff Johns and Gary Frank's best work to date. Um, I love Gary Frank's art. I think the art is. Uh, it, obviously, it's not Dave Gibbons, but there are the scenes that where it does take back. Oh man, to, sometimes it fools me. Yeah, there are, yeah. there are pa- there are panels where there are that are taken from Watchmen. That I was like that feel. Like, I know this isn't Dave Gibbons, but this is even, really good. And some of the ones that aren't that are brand new, and it's mm-hmm. like this still kind of feels like Dave Gibbons. It does. Yeah, it does. I do like it as a sequel to as a pseudo sequel to Watchmen, and at the same time, it's. I mean, I'm trying. I was obviously. I had I kept the show out of my mind. I kept that all that stuff out of my mind, um, but I still really enjoyed this. The, my one big critique is I remember when Doomsday Clock was announced. They're like, "Yeah, this is Doctor Manhattan and Superman talking." There was none of that. What do you mean? It's at the very, very, very exactly. Very, very end. It's at the very, very, very end. I was hoping for more of Doctor Manhattan and Superman talking from like issue five on, or something to that effect. But the, when Clark and well Superman and Doctor Manhattan do meet and they do talk for the first time and everything unravels, it's like okay, that's still good. I could have done with a little bit more of that, a uh, little more convincing uh, for I Superman. Kind of agree. I will say that I think once we know that the meets meetup's going to happen, it's like three issues of building mm-hmm. up that I yeah. think I think is almost unnecessary. Yeah, and I do agree because there are some characters that do get thrown by the wayside a little bit. Um, Mime and Marionette being one of them. I think it, but, I think a good a good way to look at this is that it it towards the end it did get muddled and i think a lot of that comes from the fact that just after a while jeff wasn't able to do what he initially set out to do Mm -hmm. so like i i think the first half starts off as a really compelling sequel to Watchmen, and then the second half turns into a thesis on dc comics that's where my problem comes in yeah, yeah and i think that that's it it works for me uh on an emotional level Mm -hmm. certainly but on a narrative level it it is a little bothersome um i don't know if more time was but i would have been i'm interested to know what the book was supposed to be i'm sure wally west was supposed to be in this book somewhere yeah i mean he technically is for a no but like a character yeah yeah the whole point of the button is not in this movie is not in this book yeah i forgot about the button Uh, actually sparks real quick what is your like your your first like overall impressions uh yeah uh overall i'm i'm pretty pleased um yeah I I have some some minor gripes, um, but oh, for the most part, like the the core concept of what this book is about is what I was always like excited for, and I think the delivery of that specific notion is he- top to bottom incredible, mm-hmm. um, and and we'll dig into that as we go through it. Um, y- did you want to say any more about your overall? Feelings well, that was or? my that was my okay. whole thing. Uh, I, before we go into it, I do want to just talk about the slight comparison to the show sure uh, because i it's minor and i don't want to spend a lot of time on it so i just want to get it out of the way i do think it's utterly fascinating that you have these two both i think exceptional in their own rights follow-ups to watchmen for different reasons that still wound up taking similar thematic or character choices uh and i won't get too specific um but I, I, uh, I have dozens of notes about it. Right. Yeah. Full spoilers. No, no, no. Doomsday Clock. Yeah. Full spoilers for Doomsday Clock. Um, let me see. What's here that I, I don't mind saying. Um, uh, the marionette imagery, the fact that that me. comes across in both, is 
really incredible. I think you know exactly what I'm referring to, uh, guys. The the fact that uh, it's only on a cover of Doomsday Clock, so I don't even think this is that spoilery, but Dr. Manhattan is visualized as a marionette right. himself. Oh, yeah, yeah. And oh. the fact that that played a role in the HBO show, I'm like, that is so fascinating. Like, you could write a comic book about how these two things are co- are different interpretations of paralleling each other uh, just just the way that these things have formed in their mind because neither was based off the other. Yeah, yeah. and they are they were created like completely separate, so it's, it's um, not like stealing from either the, one or anything. Yeah. The new Rorschach type character being a person affected psychically by what Vite did in New York, mm-hmm. common thread between the two, which Indeed. I think is is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, all uh, th- exploring the history of a former Minuteman. Mm-hmm. Though not the same one. Yep. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, Bri- uh, Byron. Uh huh. Byron. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mothman. Yes, exactly. And then the show did its own I didn't ver- even take think on about that. that. Right. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like it, it took interesting, like similar notes, and then ultimately what uh, what it does with Doctor Manhattan, I think, uh, for both without being spoilery. I um, totally didn't catch the the um. Oh goodness gracious, Mothman. <laughs> yeah, well, the similarities between the show and the book. Because when I was reading the book, I was keeping the show out of my mind. And when I was going to reference something, I'm glad I, was... I read the book before I saw the show. Good. That's awesome. Because um, the only other reference point I had was the original Watchmen. Sure. Was the book. That sure. was it. Whereas the show, whereas even though the show is still fresh in my mind, I'm like, this is not, this is like, um, oh goodness. It's like a, a separate, like, quote unquote timelines. Uh-huh. Like, you have Watchmen and it could diverge into the show and it can yeah. diverge into Doomsday yeah, Clock. Yeah, you have the Completely. original comic and then yeah. you have the movie they're, and they're the comic. They're two totally... Yeah, it's, on the comic. Yeah, it's literally yes. like, pick, uh, pick your own adventure. Do you yeah. want this or do you uh-huh. want that? Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and I think that they're both solid. Oh, they in, are. In their they're own totally. rights. Um, uh, but I do find it just so fascinating and like I think it shows a lot of attention to like how much thought both uh, Johns and the team working on uh, the show put into thinking about Watchmen Mm-hmm. And uh, really trying to absorb like what, why is this comic so important? What's so impactful? What's so meaningful about these characters? And you can see where like similar conclusions were come to. Uh, th- this is only related to the to the comic, but um, it, the the fact that uh, I thought where it would really stand aside from the HBO show would be the way it handled Vite, mm-hmm. uh, based on how the comic starts, because mm-hmm. it shows him as a man of remorse. Mm-hmm. I regret what I did. And then ultimately it's like, nah, he never becomes that dude. No. <laughs> like, he See, ne- that's he where never... I, I uh, at first, I, di- I did not like this version of Adrian, because he For was sure. he was like, this is not Ozymandias. He would not be remorseful. He would not be this. And then it turns out, oh, he's not. He's been using all these people. I'm uh-huh. like, thank you, Jeff. Right. I was so <laughs> worried you were going to drop the ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, that's not an aspect I mean, of at comic, first I was like, yeah. huh, that's an interesting turn, because the Nukes were gonna fall down on his world right. anyway. Yeah. So then, as but then when it's revealed that he we'll, was just we'll pulled, get there. Literally, yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll get there. Uh, we got a lot to my, talk about. My last button uh, on the yeah yeah I, uh, on the HBO show and this is um, I think what what stands out to me is I I kind of see. Uh, the show is very much a sequel to that world and those characters. It's very much about everything in that world, how it's affected over time and, and that kind of thing and how it moved forward. This to me feels like a story that in some ways I needed in a different way coming out of Watchmen because I always felt like, not that I needed the solution to it. I didn't. Uh, I always felt like John's story was unresolved at the end of Watchmen, purposefully. Mm-hmm. Um, but that he is a man still caught up in the situation of like what he has become and lost and has not found himself and in a way that the hbo show was incapable of doing i think this explores the sequel of that specific story john as dr manhattan trying to understand his place 
what this all means, what he what he represents in the universe now. Uh, and as an exploration of that, I think it's incredible. And I think it absolutely follows with the Watchmen logic to a T when it's zeroed in on that. I agree. I agree with that. <clears throat> um, I, I wanted to I wanted to put my own little button, as sure, it were, sure. on the, the comparisons um, with the Rorschach's journal, how that affects both the, wor- both the worlds in different ways. Yeah. I think it's such an interesting kind of place because Watchmen yeah. is... Watchmen has an open ending it is a it is a, a open and shut yes. book but it does have an open ending dr manhattan says nothing ever ends um and it's left open-ended just to like will this Veet's plan work did they publish the the thing it's the new who frontier knows? so who knows so one thing i appreciate about both the both doomsday clock and watchmen is that they are both standalone stories that are open-ended mm-hmm. right uh, i agree i think that's very important for the Watchmen I, universe i think so as well i think i think that um in a way that the before Watchmen writers didn't take the time to, I think, understand. I'm being general here, and I'm being a little reductionist, but uh, that they didn't take the time to understand the the themes mm-hmm. and what was so valued in what the story was trying to say. I think both of these attempts seriously did. Yes, and I'm really excited to talk. Before about Watchmen this. is is despite having an incredible amount of talent, is a cash grab of hey guys, we got Watchmen now. And this didn't feel like that. No, it we didn't. were. I, I know we were all kind of nervous the very first day that like the blue hand appeared on the rebirth thing. Yeah. And we mm-hmm. found out what this was gonna, what was happening, and we're all like, oh. When a bat, when Batman finds the the button in yeah. the Batcave, uh-huh. yeah, bring, Wall- bringing watch, and Wally says we're being watched. Yes. See the thing, the thing. So one of the things that bugs me about 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 DC and, and the place is that the button is unnecessary to the story. Mm-hmm. It was just a tease. Well, but like not even that. It, at reverse flash. None of the flashes are in here, and they were such a big part of Rebirth and the button. Like they should have been in there. Yeah. And I think possibly because they were just like, well, we're doing Sanctuary with Wally. You can't use them. Yeah. I think that's. I think that's what. <clears throat> that's what happened. I I agree. Like uh, it, it, I'm gonna probably be contrarian a lot because I'm gonna say like, oh, I didn't really think about the other DC comics while I was reading big chunks of this, and then there were I other times either. where I'm like, I absolutely did, and it's very relevant, and I thought about it a lot, and it's a big yeah. problem, <laughs> and so like, it's it's tough, but uh, certainly with the button, I just kind of was like, for me, the button just at a certain point became a tease yeah. for this event, and like, I just cared that this was good. Even though I enjoy the button a lot, yeah. I think it's a great comic, and it is a bummer that none of it like directly connects here in well, the way that it feels like it should on an emotional level for the characters that were yeah. involved. Uh, I agree. It, I still just wanted this to be good, and overall, yeah. I I feel it is. I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. So you wanted to do issue by issue. I would prefer it, um, because uh, I feel like there's a lot to unpack, uh, and I I don't want to be jumping around too much. All right, let's if do it then. It. Issue one, Doomsday Clock, came Issue out in 2017. One is called uh, That Annihilated Place. I have the titles. Ooh. Uh, and uh, this this is the one that is uh, feels the most truly Watchmen to me. This of is the all one the comics yeah. because it mostly takes place in their yeah. in their world. This is the one that w- that when I when I read this issue specifically, I was like. Oh shit! I think I just want Jeff Johns and Gary Frank to just do a Watchmen sequel. Yeah, me too. I was kind of really into yeah, that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, because yeah. uh, like, uh, I, I, I think uh, how do I how do I say this? I think when he tries to ape Alan Moore, I think it works for the most part. When because Alan Moore is a very very wordy, very descriptive, heavy uses a lot of like guttural words. Uh-huh. Um, and I, and I think for the most part, it works. Uh, with Jeff Johns doing that, um, I will say oh, we're on issue one. Shit. Um, I mean, you can you can jump a bit. I don't 
I, I we'll, don't, we'll we'll like go issue by issue, and then we'll do like a look back. I thing. I'm just thinking of like when like when he when he's doing the Rorschach voice, the Rorschach voice does not work for me as well as when he's just doing other characters' dialogue. Interesting. I I think first of all, I I think it's super kind of weird that Reggie. I love Reggie's story. I don't like the fact that he adopts Rorschach's mannerisms and he basically becomes Walter Koufax. He doesn't have his own personality because he was stuttering at a time and I would rather his character be his own personality than think he's a different character. Does that make sense? Because he turns into Rorschach and he talks he talks with like the shortened speeches a lot of the time. You know what I mean? When right, he but has I read the mask that on, he's a different person. Yes, but he's not a different person. He sounds no, like Rorschach. I'm, I'm saying, I'm talking to your point. Yeah, that it, yeah. But, it's, but it's, he, he sounds like Rorschach because we know what Rorschach sounds like. Yeah. And I don't think that's a good character choice because I think that lessens the things that he went through. He's like, oh, I'm just another Rorschach. I'm like, you're not, though. You went through so much more than Rorschach did. Mm -hmm. That's one thing I, I kind of have a problem with. Again, this is me coming from, this is a, you are making a sequel to Watchmen. So that's what I'm looking at. And sure. there are a lot of aspects that I'm like, Alan Moore wouldn't do this. Uh, <laughs> he would not do this. Right. Uh, I, I latched on to the, uh, the concept that Reggie is damaged from the the event yeah. and that causes him to latch on to the personality uh through the connection that that Kovacs had with his father okay. like what amount he's aware of it you know that's what i mean he has no awareness um, of what rorschach sounds like but he his mannerisms he sounds but exactly he's read like the journal yeah okay i just don't think y your entire you would not sound like mm. excuse me but uh, to 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 the point he starts speaking in the shorter sentences when he's been psychically broken Okay. Rather than yeah. it just being an affect of him being Rorschach, yeah, yeah, it's also attached to the fact that he's psychically damaged. He no longer forms complete sentences. Okay, because that is when it starts. And so yeah, I feel no, like yeah. I, I do feel like that's kind of a cheat way to make it so that when he first appears and you don't know who it is and you're like, "How is Rorschach alive?" Which is where we are in issue one. Yeah, which is an awesome good, introduction. Good segue. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, uh, that you're meant to go. How is this possible? Kind yeah, of thing. Because he's dead. Um, and I think that it, it, it that can be kind of cheap, but I do think that the fact that it is him having that kind of broken speech immediately after the New York incident is meant to kind of be a feed into, well, that's kind of why he sounds like this. And maybe more that we're reading him in Rorschach's voice because we know Rorschach's voice, but that's not necessarily the tone that he'll sound with or things like that. Because even when he's speaking in short sentences, like a later part when he's speaking to Vite and he's saying, no, you're sick, uh, you, you've been trying really hard. That doesn't sound like Rorschach. Well, he doesn't. Even though it's in the he doesn't always sound like Rorschach. Right. It's like when he goes into his most feral state, sure. and he just reverts to like, oh, I'm just gonna lose sentence structure. Right. Like Rorschach did. Yeah. And it's like, like you don't have to do the exact same thing as that character. Sure. But again, like everything else around the character, I love, and I think his struggle is super intense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 1992 uh, sucks in the his, world. His yeah. introduction is awesome. Yeah. Uh, going into. I think, I think Mime and Marionette are two of the best characters. I 100% agree. agree. I want an entire series of them. <clears throat> yeah. They're awesome. I, I mean, I was never kind of, I was never one to, to agree with this decision that's like, we have Watchmen, we don't touch Watchmen. Yeah. So I'm totally like on board with more follow-ups. I was no, thinking I, like, that's fair. Things like that. But now that we've, like I was on board with like, hey, you want Tom King to do a Dr. Manhattan miniseries? Do it. I'm sure it'd be great. Um, but one, but like, now that we've been introduced to Mime and Mary, and I'm like, can we get more? Can they be on the Suicide Squad? Because there's left yeah. in the DC universe. Like, yeah, they are. Give me more of these guys. Their skill set is 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 pretty unique. Um, Mime and Marionette, I feel they're they're a great additions. 
They've got a great backstory. They do. The ba- tragic backstory too. But a I lo- Watchman backstory. Yeah, they, exactly. Yeah. But also, I love how um, Mime's guns and all of his tools are still physical. There, you just can't see through them. That's such yes. a good payoff. Like it is. issues <laughs> later. Yeah. Yeah. Like when yeah, he that's finally, really good. like when they throw the joke. I mean, oh, jump ahead a few issues. Like when he finally fires off his gun. Like at first, when he's pointing at Rorschach, the first issue, he's like, "Don't point invisible guns at me." It wasn't funny the first time. It's like, what's there? And then yeah. he fires off around, and you see that's just reflective paint or something. It's like, oh, the way, the way Gary Frank uh, draws how insane he is when he's yeah. just like crazy. When he's doing his mind's expressions, like his first moment when you see him in the prison and, his, and he's blood bitten his a chin. piece out of the guy and he oh, yeah. turns and he's got the smile. Yeah. Oh, I mean, so they're good. They're, they're psychos, but they're psychos in love. They're it, they're you know what? You know what? It's a, it's a Joker and Harley relationship that everyone who said Joker and Harley relationship goals, like when Suicide Squad came out, that's what it should be. This is the real goals. That yeah. is, well, those are real goals. It's not what that relationship should be. This is, but yeah. this is a that's good what, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm trying sure. to uh, compare it to. People who thought what the relationship was is what my memory and have. Yeah. Uh, I think they're incredible. I know yes. I might have been I reaching I, for... I love them so much. And I know yeah. I might, might have been reaching for straws for that one, but that's the only thing so, I can... So issue one is entirely focused on Rorschach breaking yeah. them out and uh, because he's getting Marionette which is the only one he was supposed to get he winds up getting Mime yep. mm-hmm. and all this is for Adrian Veidt yep 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 Ozymandias mm-hmm. it's me I'm uh, because he wants them for a plan he's going to fix the world again because they're in 1992 yep. and they're on the brink of nuclear war again again yep. because of Veidt because uh, everybody Rorsch- found out that he's bullshit Rorschach's <laughs> journal was yep. was in fact published mm-hmm. um, many years later as we find out later in the supplementary supplementary material, right. I do really like that they went <clears throat> full on Watchmen and did the supplementary material. Oh yeah, baby, give issues. me pages to read. Um, Tell I me all about the dumb Bubastis clones. I want it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought all that was super cool and really yes. informative, and mm-hmm. not necessarily important to the plot. But you got some really cool nuggets. Well, that's the whole point of it. It's like right. it just adds to it. It's uh, important. The, yeah. mm, sorry, Ryan, I didn't read the ancillary material. I only read one. I read one ancillary Again, material. Again, it's not important, but if you right. do read it, it just adds to it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I had to read. I had to read this off my phone, unfortunately, and I'm like, I do not want to zoom in because you know the website that we read stuff off is really. Mm-hmm. But there was one ancillary material I did read, and this is going super forward in the book. It's the letter from uh, the actor's mom. Yes. Mm-hmm. That one is like, okay, I need to know what ha- what the, happens. The payoff in the final issue with the supplementary was material was great. So good. Yes. Oh my so god. So good. We'll we'll get there. We'll, yeah. We will we um, will get there. But issue one of Watchmen is it or <laughs> issue one of Watchmen? Wow. Doomsday issue Clock. one of Doomsday Clock is really good. It's very Watchmen. And also, it I love how my fa- I, I think one of my favorite parts of this issue is when Clark has the nightmare. That's why I was about to bring up. Yes. And then Lois, first nightmare. Yeah. They wake up and Lois is like, I don't think I can't remember the last time you had one. He's like, Lois, I don't think I ever did. He recreates Grant Morrison's pages so well. Yes. Like pages that I honestly only had a vague memory of, but yeah, that's how the the Kens died. In yeah, Grant Morrison's uh, run. Mm-hmm. The, the, the early days of the New Fifty Two. Yeah. So oh, God, uh, yeah. I was confused. He has the same history as the new 52 superman okay oh man we gotta do is this the time where we talk about superman reborn oh boy okay you gotta do it quick man you have one minute okay so in superman reborn it is revealed that that uh the new 52 superman is superman blue and the rebirth superman is superman red Mm -hmm. and so they're doing the the riff on the superman red and blues uh saga mr mix mix has has uh has realized the problem uh 
Anyway, long story short, it's confusing as hell. Yep. But long story short, at the end, both Supermans have been fused together and their timelines meshed. The only thing that remained constant, as so far as I know, was that the Ken still died. Yep. Okay. Did you guys see Superboy Prime's coming to one of the comics soon? Wait, what? Yeah. He's in Watchmen. Where? No, I mean like he's like it's it's he's in Doomsday Clock. Sorry. It's just no, conf- I mean, but like he like not this version. Like yeah. the, like it's yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. just confusing because Superman would like reference remembering different versions of the other heroes and yeah, they they got rid like of that. that after so they got rid of that. Uh, they did a, li- a bit after Superman Reborn with yes, Tomasi, they did. but not as much as they did in the in, in the initial run. Sure, because they were trying to make the two timelines meld. Like I could, but read Superman Reborn. they completely dropped it when Bendis took over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So it, it's it hasn't. So it's sure. <laughs> it is uh-huh. confusing. It's. It, I mean, truthfully, it's. Be, it's. This book was supposed to be out before Bendis took over on Superman. No, I I got you, but I so. mean, even even without that context, I still was like, uh, hold on. And so, like that. <clears throat> by the way, <clears throat> that is one of the plot threads that I was interested going into this that they don't do because you could have had the Wally. We could have the Wally West, uh, because the most the most famous instance that's been going around online is that. Uh, Superman helps with the Titans and recognizes Wally, and then they talk about their life before. So they, so they, as, as refugees from the strand, on the stranded world. Right, right. So it could have been really cool to see that payoff in this book. But again, the the flashes aren't in this book, what and I, that's so tragic. What I don't understand is that Rebirth started with, with Wally flash. West. How is he not in this book at all? That was a Jeff Johns book. Yeah, I don't. And I think it's because of Sanctuary. No, yeah, uh, Heroes in, Heroes in Crisis. Yeah, Heroes but in Crisis. Like <clears throat> that, this book was still in development before that book came out. Yeah. So like, there's there's some somewhere along the way. We'll talk about we'll talk about timeline stuff, but I just want that particular yeah. moment cleared up because yeah. I I never went back to like New Fifty Two stuff. Yeah. I just stayed with as far as Rebirth. as far as we know, the only thing that's remained constant was that. Uh, the and some of his history is still the same, uh, and some of it's still uh, some of it's different. Yeah. Like he was still the angsty Superman as a boy, and like a lot of this is just referencing before Superman Reborn took place. Yeah, just referencing like this is what happened when I first when I first messed with the timeline. Um, but right, but the, I was asking was specifically about that part because this is the post Superman Reborn Superman yeah. having a nightmare about the night his parents died, which means it is canon yes. to him. And I was like, wait a minute, I thought that wasn't his it history could, anymore. It could also just be this is the version he wanted to tell. Johns didn't remember sure. Superman Reborn. That, <laughs> yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, okay, moving on. Issue two: Places we have never known. Yes. Uh, this. So this is actually where I have a similar issue that Ryan had with Rorschach. Yeah. I don't think comedian should be in this book. Man, uh, uh, I agree. Uh, like, why? Okay, especially yeah. with how he his his situation ends. Yeah. It's like he was literally pointless. Yeah. Yeah. Man, he serves, it, it, it he doesn't, doesn't even, serve the story at all. It doesn't even. He's just he's a wrench. That's all he's. He's yeah. a wrench in the. It plan. doesn't even seem to have any reason from John, and that's yeah. the part that's the most baffling. Is like John seems to have no actual reason to have done this yeah. yeah yeah and that's and that's where take comedian out of this book and i'm much happier and yeah. that's where my again like uh watchmen like again like it <clears throat> it's nothing is sacred anymore you can make sequels to things you can do more things and things that's fair uh but watchmen is is like a citizen cane of the comic book world right so if you're going to do a story do something that that honors its characters that's why I like the show a lot because most I think of it, this, most of most, this book is that. most of that is that I will argue for Doctor Manhattan stuff later on 
but that's my own deal. Okay. I think the comedian, man, I don't understand the point why he's in here, how he got no, here. No, I agree with like, you. Like, it's, it's such a disappointment that he's even in this book because, like, the comedian is such a cool character. He's not just and, a bad guy who, th- who shows up to get in your business. And I remember, like, the hype that I felt in that moment when he's there and it's yeah. like, this is impossible. I'm like, what is this? Yep. And then, like, I kept reading I'm like, Oh, it's it's totally unimportant. Yeah. yeah. So uh, obviously, when I first read it, because uh, I when I first read Doomsday Clock, I was borrowing off a of brand, and then I just stopped because I, I figured I just trade weight. And when I was rereading it, I was like, That's keep right. waiting. Yeah, I'm going. <laughs> I'm still go wait for that whole co- complete collection. You bet keep your butt I am. Keep waiting. I'll. I'm a patient man. You should know this by now. Um, when I first saw comedian, I'm like, holy crap, they did it. They're putting comedian back in. So what does he guy do? Once I got to the end. I forgot he was in the damn book. So he, did the book. I yeah. literally <laughs> forgot. Like when uh, Mime and Mary didn't have him, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. And then what happens to comedian? I was like, wow. He's just like hanging out in the back of the car. You literally like, did not need he to be here. Serve any purpose in the story. He shoots the Riddler. He interrupts a meeting for no reason. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, but one thing I did really enjoy about issue two was that we get the, uh, how this becomes a DC version of Watchmen with um, anti-metahuman status. Like, people are protesting Batman. The Superman and theory. The Superman, Superman theory, theory, yeah. Theory. Oh, the Superman theory. Thank you. There are, there are sorry, Ben, real quick. There are a couple of concepts in this, that this book introduces that I love, and the Superman theory is honestly one of them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, holy shit. It's and called also, that Wonder Woman's <laughs> the first superhero now, isn't it? Yep, and also yeah, it has yeah. one oh, of my mind. favorite... Um, <laughs> but it's goes in, it goes against literally everything this point is trying to do. No, it, it's... Wonder Woman is the first superhero. Wonder Woman is the first superhero of the timeline, but this, but the metaverse still revolves around. Because it's not Superman. like that hasn't b- happened before. There's been timelines where they've redone things. The that Justice Batman Society was the first or before Superman. That, no, that's true. But like in 1938, he is the first superhero. That's like that's like the thing. Yeah, but right, not, but, but in not that in timeline, this, but in that time that it existed. Like the the whole point is that the metaverse keeps forming around Superman, but not okay. that he is the first superhero. Okay. Yeah, and also because this the has, Justice Society are the no, first or before him. This also has one of my favorite. Um, panels that Gary Frank has ever done it's um the that's a good panel the bat- yes I made a note I specifically made a note that Thank I'm like you, that's an incredible because piece. I just love how it's the bat signal Archie's eyes light up I'm like oh that's freaky and then they burst th- and then Archie bursts through the clouds and that- cannot stress enough how great the art is throughout yeah. this comic so Gary good. Frank you beautiful person you I love and also that we get um uh, the adjournment the um Carla uh, Carver Coleman thank you the Carver Coleman Mm. All, everything gets wrapped up oh in I, I love, really I like the Carver thing. Colbin stuff yes yeah, I, I love the Carver uh, Colbin stuff as so well issue 2 because uh, I did, uh, jumping back to the beginning of issue 2 it's opening is the bank robbery with uh, Lyme and Marionette yes. when Dr. Manhattan yeah. shows up which is awesome is this when we're introduced is this issue when we're introduced to Johnny Thunder Yes. We see John. Yes. We see, this yes. is when we see him because this is where he's watching the Carver Coleman. So no, we, not him. He's in the home. He's in the where home. They're watching. Carver he's waiting Coleman. for his family to pick him up. So when I yeah. first saw Car- when I first saw Johnny Thunder, I was like, oh, the JSA. All right. Uh-huh. One of the things yeah. I have to t- talk about. Um, I know it's it, we're gonna get a big payoff later on, but I love how John's incorporates both the JSA and the Legion of Superheroes in the story. I always loved it when John's had a hand at doing something with the JSA, particularly in Smallville, and every time I hear something of JSA, JSA or, or, 
His JSA run is incredible. Hey guys, we did a book club about the Legion that he and Gary yeah. Fink did a couple weeks yes, ago. Yes, yes, that. His Legion book. Oh my God, I love the Legion. I would never be able to. If his name wasn't attached to both those books, it feels like a different person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His art has gotten. Like, his art's good in that To be book. fair, that was like 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and it's uh, good, but like, holy shit. Yeah. Also, Babes, um, Babestus has creepy eyes. Babestus. When Babestus. Oh, yeah. when Ozymandias meets Lex Luthor for the first time. Ooh. Ben's just going through all my notes. Um, <laughs> oh, I didn't know I had you no, had it's notes. Okay. Oh, he has a lot of notes. He's been talking about. You didn't know I nights. had notes. What do you think he was doing? I know you had notes. I know you had notes. I did. I did. I know. <laughs> I know you had notes. I didn't know what notes you written because <laughs> you're like, oh, you're going through all, all my notes. I'm like, oh shit, are we? Issues. Am I doing a ESP thing right here? Damn. Uh, I uh, when Carver Coleman the Carver Coleman pieces started showing up, I was really trying to figure out like, what the what the hell is this going to be? What is this about? Why is this important? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was uh, his but, anchor. Yeah, but we'll get there. It uh oh, I love the car. I love the Carver Coleman piece, and also I just like when Batman and Rorschach meet. He's like, "You ate my breakfasts." Yeah, I think I both did. of the meetings are bo- are really good. Yeah, yeah. but then the freaking comedian shows up, and I call bullshit on that. Yep. Well, I now get, when we first saw it, it was cool. Issue two, comedian, as just as it's written, as showing is, up is cool. Is awesome. Yeah, the mm-hmm. whole thing where he's trying to shoot him out the window. He's like, "Damn, strong glass would have been poetic." Yeah, yeah. you know, because of the. And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I get your point, Blake." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, all that was so good. It's a shame that that was the last time the comedian was interesting in this entire. With run. so many, with so many yeah. alive Watchmen characters, like why, why a comedian? I don't know. And like again, it probably goes to there was there was a. It different feels story. like shock. Yeah. It feels like it's there for shock. It could just be like this when the story started. It was a different story than when it, than when it was. Man, you really could just like pluck him, pluck him out of story. Yeah. And they did, ev- <laughs> <laughs> and it would be like the same thing, except uh, uh, Batman sixty six. I would have given any. I would have oh, given Lord. anything to take him out and dedicate more time to to literally anything else happening. In this I mean, it's book. been a few days since I read the first few issues of Doomsday Clock, same. but I forgot that Ozzy and Dias actually yells "Hi ya." When he's trying oh, no, to yeah, chop oh, hell yeah. oh yeah! I'm like, oh wow, how he's, pulp- gr- he's he's the greatest, smartest martial artist on this planet. Yep, mm. yep. I I do like Le- Lex Luthor. Uh, kind of, so like, I'm from a parallel world. It's like, all right, you got five seconds before yeah. my <laughs> yeah uh-huh. before the security gets here. That's mm-hmm. a, it's a good conversation. They have a good no. They, a good they they both sizing each other up is really good. Rorschach eating the pancakes. Yeah. Oh yeah. And Alfred's, Alfred's and then uh, Batman Rorschach. Doing their whole thing. I don't know how I feel about Batman reading the whole journal and being like, "Okay, you're in Arkham now." Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I like have that. a note about. I it. don't like that. Well, yeah. yeah, I like that Reggie ends up in Arkham and like what he goes through. But like Batman, you literally saw so, the dark multiverse. Uh, that, what are you that's doing? reaching into issue three. So let's move on to issue three. Uh, not victory nor defeat, mm. um, which opens with showing that Doctor Manhattan for some reason plucked Blake out of his dying moment. Yeah, Whatever. in the DC universe, in Gotham, make, it doesn't or make Metropolis, sense. Metropolis. Yeah, it looked Whatever. like Metropolis. Um, but why? I have no idea. And he just like if oh. I were if I were to like try and reach, it's because he was in the middle of something. I say in quotations, and uh, he put out Blake there because he knew Vite and the others were there, and he wanted a deterrent to keep them away from him for longer. So you get the comedian second. But to I'm not saying it's a good excuse. No, yeah. It's just the only thing I can. But think But Manhattan's of. been there since 38. Also, why, why do you get yeah. the, the, a 70 year old comedian? Why do you get the, the peak 30s comedian when he can actually take people out? Especially if you're going <laughs> to put them back where, where they were. Because he doesn't want to alter the Watchmen timeline. He doesn't have to. He does the exact same thing he did with old Blake. Yeah, but then Blake would remember. <laughs> I guess. I guess a good point could be that yeah. it's not Doctor Manhattan who who returns Blake to his timeline. It's Luther. 
It's right. who? It's Luther. Luther. Oh, yeah. yeah but the oh, with, with the, the, vibra- the plot gun? The yeah. vibrational gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, or a the fla- plot that's, gun. A, that's a flash element. I appreciate that. Flash uh, fact. I really enjoy Rorschach being frequencies. impatient, waiting for oh, yeah. Bruce to finish reading the journal. He's like, what page are you on? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Four. Also, I when, go upstairs um, and also the up. quick flashback scene when he's in the shower and he sees a squid for the first time and he's rubbing his scalp so hard it starts to bleed. That's a good yeah. See all the stuff with Reggie yeah. like dealing with a psychological trauma is dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that is like an aspect I think, I that think I think is really great. I think he's a really interesting character. Yeah, especially oh, yeah. when you learn who his especially, dad is, and especially stuff, because yeah. of the Watchmen characters brought in. Uh, he's, I think, probably the hardest to sell because he's new. But he's filling an older role, yeah. whereas my marionette are just new. He's a yeah. legacy character, right? Yeah. In a sense, yeah, yeah, yeah. Watchmen only had Silk Spectre as legacy, right? And Until now, Silk. Well, well, because Watchmen isn't really known for having legacy characters from the Minutemen to the Watchmen. Oh, I see. What you, I'm sorry. Well, I see what you mean. Yeah. Silk Spectre and Night Owl. Night Owl too. Two, yeah. But they're two yeah. different so, people. So this just adds Reggie along to that, yeah. to that yeah. legacy. Yeah, I think that's cool. Um. I think uh, Thun- Mr. Thunder's, Johnny Thunder's uh-huh. uh, story being paced in is really well handled yeah. Yeah. as it continues into this issue, just like when we visit it and when we're not. I think it's just really well worked in. It's it's a slow burn that I think works really well. I'm going to say this now and get it out of the way. Jeff John uses the word retard twice in the series. Unnecessary. I didn't catch Un- that. Unholy necessary. He uses it twice. Unnecessary. I, I didn't catch any of Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I caught it. it. Happened. I yeah. saw, uh, the second time bothered me even more because yeah. it's just, it's it's an orderly being mean to Johnny Thunder or something, calling uh-huh. him. And I'm just like, John, you're better than this. Yeah. You are better than I this. I mean, like, I get the, the, I get the, the hateful speech you're you going can, for to you make can us have dislike all them, of but that. like, you don't we have to use Watchmen it. We watched Watchmen and they didn't use no, it. No, I know, I know, like, I know. It, it, really, it really bothered me, especially in like a, a new comic where I'm like, are you trying to be edgy just to be edgy? Yeah. Like, dude, you're so much better than that. I mean, this is this is kind of outside. Outside, I bit my tongue. Outside of Jeff John's wheelhouse, because it's a lot more cynical than he's than he's used to writing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so a lot of this could just be him trying to channel something. You know, he's I just did not feel. With. Sorry, I did feel a lot of cynicism because obviously Watchmen is a cynical universe, and the DC universe is a hopeful one. But there is well, it is now. Yeah. After after Doctor Manhattan's the reason that it's bad. Yeah. Well, it's the it's the whole it's the whole idea that Manhattan is Manhattan is the one who is just like. Uh, can can what what will I do to like get hope to go away from the universe? And, and yeah. this whole book is big. So like, the the DC universe is becoming too cynical. I mean, look, this is not the first time Jeff Johns has dealt with this. Infinite Crisis is this. Infinite Crisis is the Superman from Earth Two being like, oh my God, why is that Earth so dark and and dreary? <laughs> we need to go save them. And so it's 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 basically Infinite Crisis but darker. That's what I wanted with my Watchmen. Um. Thing. I Fun really fact, Watchmen was almost in Infinite Crisis. I really love oh. the mime and marionette uh, scene at the bar. Oh, the yeah. On the wrong side of the Joker gang. Yep. I yep. think any time that oh, they do yes. the art perspective where you're the person that mime is attacking is so good. Yeah. Seeing her come at you with that smile on her face and the wire. And her, yeah, dude, the oh. wire that goes cuts to blood. Is, oh. yep. And this is where we it's revealed that mime is holding physical weaponry and it's just painted in a way. That's so cool. That's, that's Invisible refl- paint. Yep. Invisible paint, yeah. 
the same thing the invisible jet uses. Uh huh. Mm, fun fact. Is it invisible paint? I thought it was, I was magic. Ki- I just made that up. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> it's probably magic. Whatever it is, it's well, it's kind of like that. It's like quote unquote advanced technology that makes Rorschach's mask constantly uh, move. Yeah. Reggie Reggie has a nightmare where he's re-experiencing his moment of the New York incident and the alien mm-hmm. appearing in front of him in the car. And I yeah. think that art is so good. I mean, yeah. this comic's full of good art, but that moment is so good. I mean, oh, Gary Frank yeah. does great like facial expressions. Yeah. yeah, that scene with Marionette coming at you yes. with the string and her. Anytime, just, anytime ooh. it does like the perspective of watching another character, oh. art is is really really effective oh yeah. man I, yeah that's the way they do the progression panels I don't remember it, which issue it's in I think it's one of the earlier ones but Reggie's talking to to somebody and then a character has a alien eye appear on top in their forehead yes. uh-huh. and like and it's like Reggie starts to freak out because like he's going through something uh, like, it's the it's the next issue next issue, issue four got it, okay. uh, because that's when he's in Arkham got it okay so yeah yes. that was real good yeah all well, he's talking to the, psych- the like a cyclops eye no, no, no. Oh. you see it's weird it's all connected anyway um, it's all connected yeah, because uh, this is when Batman and Rorschach are breaking into Arkham. Because Batman was looking for a Mad Hatter, and then he locks Rorschach in Mad Hatter's he, cell. He was looking. He was. He said, "Look that for Doctor Manhattan." Manhattan is in Arkham. Arkham. Yeah. So he tricks him into going Manhattan's yeah. cell. Yeah. Sucks. I still don't like Batman doing that. Because don't. So my Batman's biggest thing about so it. Much. My biggest thing about it is that at the point that he does it, I'm not convinced he's read all of the journal yet, regardless of if that's true or not. Reggie hasn't done anything to make himself appear as a threat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Bruce could have just sussed this out and had Reggie there. It's not like he was in any danger. And if he had to subdue him, he could. I'm like, why is your go-to throw him in Arkham? Because yeah. that's what Batman does. You throw After people you've already found the button and been suspicious, Mr. Bruce. Oh my Bruce. gosh, he did find the button, so he should know about crazy shit. Come on. The comedian. Yeah. Oh, you're right. This bothers me even more. Yeah. No, I, I think that him putting him in Arkham is really dumb. Again, I, d- I think it is purely there to motivate the the way they tell Reggie's story in issue four, which, to be fair, is, awesome. is one of my favorite issues in the run mm-hmm. uh, with the backwards telling of his story while he's in Ar- Arkham, the time after the New York incident and the stuff with his family and the stuff with Byron mm-hmm. is all so good oh, that yeah. I kind of let it go. Uh, but I do think it's like questionable why Batman would jump to Arkham. Okay. It yeah, doesn't I, make a I lot agree. of sense. I will it, it feels more like someone else should have taken him before he could get to Batman and sent him to Arkham, and Batman was trying to figure it out. I, uh, Some detective. Funny enough, much like how you started to like the show more, the more comic oh, book stuff There's added. a Cyclops eye you're talking about. Yes, yeah. Yeah. That's so creepy, Excuse me, the alien eye. Yeah. Um, I think the first, because it's funny, I stopped reading Doomsday Clock before issue seven came out. Um, so the first six issues are very are very pretty tight about a, uh, a bunch of characters, and there's not a lot of cosmic crazy stuff. And then the further we get into that, it's kind of when I lose interest and it becomes less Watchmen to me. So I think these first six issues I really really like, except for the minor stuff that I mentioned. But uh, uh, like the storytelling and the sequel so, stuff to Watchmen, I like. Y- yeah, I uh, unless Brandon has a note on issue three, I'm ready to go on to issue four. How does issue three end? Is that locked up? Uh, that's locked him up. getting locked up. In Arkham. Yeah, issue three is Rorschach getting locked up in Arkham. Um, Brandon. There was there was a line of dialogue I've, I've totally forgot about that I wanted to talk about, but I don't think it was in this issue. So let's move on. Uh, so it, issue four is called Walk on Water. Um, mm. It's if honestly it's it's in my top now. top two or three uh, of this run mm-hmm. uh, for sure. I think that the way that it cuts between the now and the before on Reggie's timeline was I was fully entranced. And this is the stuff going through with this his issue. dad. And this is the yeah, stuff. This, this is yeah. probably this my is favorite all issue. of Reggie's history. I think this stuff is incredible. This is a Watchmen ass comic book. Right this here. is uh-huh. this is 100%. an excellent piece. He, uh, uh, yeah, this is where he meets the, uh, he bites Zebra's ear off. 
Oh yeah. my god, guys! Suicide Squad number one came out by Tom Taylor, and it's awesome. Zebra Man's in that comic. Really? Uh, the the oh. the use of Byron uh, as the Mothman being yeah. there, and uh, the imagery of the bugs being attracted to the lights in Arkham. That's uh, paralleling to this and everything. The yep. moth attracted to the light. I was uh, the mosquitoes. Uh, sorry, they were mosquitoes that are attracted to the light. Uh, but he is the Mothman, and and the art for that is so incredible. The art piece when he flies off the roof the first time and Byron's looking at him uh -huh. is so good. By yeah. yeah, it's like a nice nice night for a flight, eh? And he's just like naked wearing so, wings. Uh, <laughs> speaking to your point, like Reggie. Uh, speaks completely in in fractured sentences he meets byron he starts speaking a little better yeah, yeah. like the, um, when he I'm, loses byron he goes back to speaking broken yeah, i'm yeah. looking at the like he's right now i'm looking at a page where he's talking to um the psychiatrist which is bruce wayne yep, while yep, in right. arkham hell yeah and he looks sees a rorschach death and he's like please i don't want to look and it's he, what he sees is his parents bodies and then finally he just closes his eyes and goes i see I see a moth, mm -hmm. like completely fine, straight. Like I, I could tell you what I see. I mean, obviously, he's, yeah, obviously he's lying. And then it goes to another scene with him and Byron. I and really, I really want to just say I really like the uh, nine panels of Reggie reading Byron's letter. Yes, to him. I think that's mm -hmm. really sweet. Uh, and then the supplementary material with Byron's letters to his sister. Mm -hmm. Those are killer. Um, Those are if sad you, If as you hell. read all the way to the end uh, where yep. um, everything goes goes horrible, uh, that's the... Uh, that's the New York incident, correct? Yeah. Or is that, or is that the stuff starting up in 1992? It, it is a New York incident. Cause, okay. Because he's already uh, locked up. Yeah. Right? So uh, it, it hits that, and everything's going crazy. And so he says, "Please just send me any kind of signal that you're you're out there. I just I just want to know you're all right." Because it's and the day sends, after 11:2. And she sends flowers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. The Aww. supplementary material adds. Uh, a, a bit. All, all the Byron stuff at the end of that issue is really good. I can't wait to read this again when it's collected in the This is oh. the one where we see him die, right? Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's all yeah. He walks, he walks okay. into the fire. I read this all at once. It was uh, awesome. uh, it's all in my brain. Drawn to the light. I really appreciate the touch of the... Of Angela, the, don't touch the light. Yeah. Of the red... Uh, yeah. Uh, dripping, uh, of the red dripping down. I was going to talk about that later. The back of the issue uh, when we hit issue oh, yeah. issue eleven, and you find out what it really is. Yep. Oh, I love that. I want to talk about that so much. We'll get there. Um, yeah, so issue four uh, has all that great Byron stuff. Um, I thought it was really interesting, just interesting, uh, that it spotlights Freeze twice. Yeah. yeah. Which oh, has yeah. walking past Freeze twice. I think it's just because uh, part of his gang joins the Joker gang later. I thought, it's, I it's thought, like, oh, it's I thought it was meant up. to parallel some amount of imagery, like he's the only other blue man that Reggie would ever have uh, seen. Yeah. I, I don't I'm like, think that. I, I, I don't feel like it's meant to tie to the Freeze Gang th thing, though. I'm like, there's there's some kind of sense of, like, a connection through isolation and loneliness that Jeff Johns, I think, is trying to hint at. Um, not not connection. Connection's any, the wrong word. Uh, parallel. Parallel oh. of uh, of the isolation and loneliness. Issue 4 is also... Uh, oh, sorry. I, I think that there was no natural place to draw that parallel between Mr. Freeze and Dr. Manhattan himself. So he leaves it on the on the plate of when Reggie is in Arkham, uh, for there to be a moment of like Reggie's also a person lost and in, in, in isolation. And I don't think I, the material saying, gives us. I'm enough saying to had it that. been once, I would say, uh, yeah, it's it's just like that. It's just like oh, there's freeze. It's twice. It is twice. It's yeah. it's twice, and it's very purposeful. One it, one is going in one direction, and one is freeze looking more melancholic, holding the uh, little. Uh, globe piece yeah. that he does uh, and the second one is him turned facing the other way watching Reggie very angry um, 
it doesn't feel purposeless. I just don't entirely know. It doesn't the feel purposeless, but I don't know what the purpose is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know entirely the metaphor it's going for. I just find it really fascinating. Freeze being my favorite Batman villain. I really want to dig into it. Maybe just because it looks um, cool. <laughs> but it's like, but it's like, ah, oh, there, there's something. I mean, you, but you're you also see here. like it does like a zoom in and you see like you see Killer Croc's cell and you see other cells too. So like, uh, uh, I, I, I don't know why it's there. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, this is also the issue where we meet uh, Jane Doe, yes. who turns out to be Saturn Girl oh, right. of the Legion. Yes, and then um, I always I uh, going back to what we said earlier about how things wrap up and how everything's connected. This is the first instance where we see the photograph of John and Jeannie. Mm-hmm. Yes, just out of nowhere. Correct, because it's in the cell that um, that Reggie was in. Arkham guards are trying to find where he went, and uh, the picture just falls down out of nowhere. It's like. Where did that and come a bug from? gets zapped and leaves behind a symbol in and the, the light. D- yep. the just for symbol. a moment. Yep. And because also, they, they so they escape Imra and Rorschach at the end of this mm-hmm. issue. Heck of this yeah. Issue. And also, I love how every how just like with um, the show and the original comic book, every, the they there's a quote like this one's the miracle is not to walk on water, the miracle is to walk on earth. They leave a quote that's the title from for every issue of the book. Oh, I feel you. Um, yeah. Uh, Brandon, any more thoughts on issue four? No. Okay. I think uh, this is my favorite issue. Uh, I, it's, it's definitely a contender. I haven't really decided between it and one other issue. Yeah. Um, but, but it's definitely for, for me, when I think of Watchmen, I don't think of like, I, I don't think of big action scenes. I don't think of like big cosmic stuff. I think of these characters going through some shit. For sure. And this is the most that I got from, from what I wanted, basically. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think that there is anything in this book that betrays the characters of Watchmen. I w- except for Comedian. I will, I just don't think I will go into some Doctor Manhattan stuff that I doesn't fully work for me, but no, I agree with that. Yeah. Again, like me being negative is just like it, it, this is not the sequel that I that you're I being, would you're want. being mildly protective yeah. of your desire. Yeah. And yeah. like I think like for something like Watchmen, like it's not it's not a random all star western number seven. Like it's for Watch- sure. It's, it's Watchmen. Yeah. Um, and I know that doesn't mean every a lot to a lot of people, but uh, to me it kind of does. So like I'm a little protective. I think it does mean a lot to a lot of people. I yeah. think I think it did mean a lot to Johns, and I think most of the time that comes across. I agree. Yeah. So yeah, I, I am. I might be being negative, but I am still very positive it, on this comic. Yeah. It's it's cool. Um, I I'm ready to move on to issue five if we all are. Take yeah. Yeah. Yo, I just okay. read the last letter for um from Byron Lewis, and then you can see there's tear marks yes. on it. Yeah. Yep. That, that that hurts. Yes. You you definitely should go back for that material. Yeah. Um, issue five, there is no God, uh, has my favorite cameos of the entire run. See if you can guess it, Ryan. It's very important. I love them. It's Hawk and Dove. Yeah, it's Hawk yeah, and Dove. They Hawk get arrested. Yeah, they do. Hawk and Dove again. Their asses kicked. <laughs> God bless them. <laughs> is this the first time that we're starting to see more superhero stuff pop up as an issue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is where yeah. the Superman it's, theory stuff I, it's is really too late. So, so this too is late. What, so this is what, this is the issue where where we, it's revealed that Ka- that Kondok is going to be housing refugees of it's Krakoa because the superhuman because the Superman theory is beginning to gain a lot more traction and mm-hmm. a lot of metahumans are being put in danger and Firestorm is being accused by his former nemesis uh, the original Posar uh, no no the original Killer Frost oh right is saying that oh Posar hasn't said it yet yeah that's saying, right sorry yes you're correct yeah the original Killer Frost is saying that I was part of the Superman theory and so was he and Ronnie's like. No, it's not true. No, it's not, not true. Experiment. Yep. That's impossible. In okay. the supplementary material, we uh, we learned that the metahuman affairs. It, we don't know who's running the metahuman affairs, which we find out in the supplementary material. But we find later. out they're definitely talking about some stuff. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Typhoon. Some stuff that means the Superman theory might have some validity to it. Typhoon. Yeah, we start to really s- start to question, like, well, wait a second. What is real about their um, origins? We open up with Ozzy in a hospital. Yo, I love that uh, scene. Because he took a nasty fall from the a comedian. Building? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so uh, right off the bat, this is when I started to go, okay, so he doesn't have cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Because they don't say anything about it, and they're looking directly at an X-ray of his head. Oh, right, right, right. But there right. is that white dot, which is the on same, it, which is the same white dot, which I think is implying that like that white dot was never anything. Okay. Because they're looking right at it, and they don't think there's anything wrong with oh, it. Oh wait, yeah. Mm, it could be the X-ray that Ozymandias showed. I mean, he doesn't Reggie. have cancer, so. I mean, I, I know because because it, it goes. I'm looking at the panels right now because it's going like the X-ray and then the white dot turns out to be a doctor's flashlight and then. Oh yeah, 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 for X-rays. sure, for sure. Like so it could be, it could be just reminding you as a reader that like, hey, hey remember. remember that? Well, <laughs> why aren't they bringing it up? Surprise, bitch! Yeah, and it's also when we when we see uh, the original Alan Scott Green Lantern. Yeah. Yes. yeah, and I thought that was really cool because mm-hmm. I love the Justice, the Justice Society. A lot of my favorite stuff in this book comes from the JSA stuff. Yeah, yeah. and um, also I just love how um, Osmond Dice breaks out of the hospital bed. Yeah, that's, that's and, good. And then when he finally finds it, he's like, "Ah, so you do have my clothes and my cat. I like uh, them both back." Yes, I, I really like that moment. Um, I uh, will say that my the only other moment I like the comedian in this run is here. And it's when he's in the bar where Mime and Marionette were. Mm. And the cops come in. And he's like, I didn't do this. Yeah. But if you don't let me just walk out of here, yeah. we're going to pro- kill you. Yeah. That's like, that'll be it. So maybe you guys didn't see me. And he just walks and out. And he just walks out. And he's yeah. like, good job, boys. Good job, boys. <laughs> yeah, that, that I do like I that. really like that. Okay. Where, they're, where they're like, they've never heard of this guy before. But they're like, hell no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Batman meets uh, Vite um, in this issue. Yes, Batman, Batman outwits Vite uh, and shows up yeah. in his uh, airship Archie. Not his airship, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's some, there's some cool art that happens around that. And the Joker shows up in this issue. That's true. Yeah, right he does. Uh, uh, we also find out that uh, right right off the bat, we find out when Reggie's with uh, Irma that she's Siren Girl. Mm-hmm. Woo! Um, speaking of the Joker, I also don't think he is a character that needs to be in this book, personally. I don't think he needs to be in it, no. but I had I a lot of think, fun with it. I don't it. think yeah. he harms it the way the comedian does. Yeah. I'll yeah. agree with that. Because um, the Joker, ju- he's only in it for a few issues at the end. He does, no. He, no. He goes away. Talk to the dog. We're talking to the dog. We're, <laughs> we're talking to the puppy. Uh, yeah, it does kind of feel like almost like a side quest, like everything the Joker's dealing with in like the Legion, like the the League of Villainy or the Villains yeah. League. Uh, it's kind of oh, like, whatever. oh, here's a departure. Or whatever name du jour they pick come yeah. up with. Uh, and yeah, I don't think it harms it. Like it's not necessarily like needed, but I think. But the, I don't think I don't he, think he overstays his welcome. I do. I I think his interactions with Lyman Mary. I really plenty. like. Yeah, I like the interactions, and like eventually Joker's like, ah, you actually seem pretty all right. Joker, Joker has some of my favorite art moments. He, dude, he's drawn uh, so well. well. We'll talk about that uh, oh, yeah. as we get a little further. But I, I don't I, think I've ever seen Gary Frank draw the Joker. I really like it. I, don't um, think I, have I, I, I entirely think that he, the moment Mime and Marionette ended up here, I was like, well, I obviously want to see them interact with the Joker. Had it been anybody else having to deal with this, I wouldn't have been as into it. But it's them and him, and I think that works really well. I do think he and Batman have a good have a good moment in the second. I agree. I think that him and Batman also have a good moment. Um, I I think that the Joker's part is is perfectly well timed. And handled well. It it's it comes up early enough in the run that I don't feel like it's shoehorned in, and it ends early enough that I don't feel like it overstays. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Lex knows whoever was part of the conspiracy about the metahumans was also 
uh, a part, a member of the Justice League, and Superman overhears him tell Lois this. Um, Batman plummeting from the airship into the crowd of protesters is some really great imagery. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That is awesome. And it's all paralleled with... uh, with uh, Giant Thunder. Thunder coming up upon the land. Speaking lantern. of Giant Thunder, um, I'm at the I'm looking at the issue where he's at this. He just gets to steel mill, the steel factory. Yeah, yeah. And these guys are coming up to him. He's like, oh, he's he's like, hey, give me what you got. Even before that, I think it was in issue three. He's trying to get a, a train ticket, and no one would help him. Yeah, no one would help him. About to yeah. get mugged. Mm-hmm. I think the bit. I think the bit where where Batman is falling into the crowd exemplifies just how well this uh the characters of watchmen feel not necessarily at home in the dc universe but how well they've incorporated them to interact with the dc universe in the way that they do i will say in this story when the tone is trying to match watchmen yes but like rorschach showing up in batman 80 number 87 would not be the same thing no definitely not no yeah because it's going for a different thing though yes this is a event quote-unquote event comic being a sequel to watchmen this is the only time i think the watchmen characters could interact and it actually makes sense right yeah i would never want to see the watchmen characters interact and honestly i don't ever want to see the watchmen characters interact again i I agree like just have the watchmen characters appear and like hey next week in flash 75 here's what i mean like (laughs) yeah no i agree no but i i think this book specifically does a really good job of yes. making them feel like they belong in not not to not to the world but in the story. Yes, I think 100%. I think to do stories with the Watchmen characters you just at least have to put some some thought into it. Yeah. There has to be some amount of like taking into consideration what that original was was doing and applying those lessons. If they, lot, yeah. if they ever do a sequel to Watchmen, I would rather it just be a sequel set in the Watchmen world and not in, in Yeah, that's why I think the like the first half of this works really well for me. Um Oh, I had a thought. It's gone. Never mind. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say that um, our regular DC Comics heroes are so much more adult here because of that. Yeah. yeah. What you're bringing up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because like Saturn Girl saying, it's okay. These guys would die from an overdose anyway. Yeah. yeah. It all evens out. And oh, I'm that's like, what I was going to say. Yo. Yeah. Th- <laughs> okay. I respect DC for giving this the maturity that it that, that Watchmen has. And like right. they're swearing and it's not bleeped out. And people like, there's real violence. And I'm like, uh-huh. there's Thank dick you for not in this ma- comic. Yeah. Yeah. You see it. Like, thanks for not making this PG. Like, I, I appreciate mm-hmm. it. I mean, this would have been Black Label if yeah. Black Label Before, had existed yeah. back then. Yeah. I'm then honestly would, surprised that it wouldn't it. have been main continuity. Yeah. 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 Well, Three Jokers, Black Label, and it may or may not be main continuity. I mean, continuity. Is, this still, is, this, is this main continuity? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Not a You know what? If they reference it in next month, which is probably when the repercussions are going to catch up. Yeah. Uh, they've already said that uh, Wonder Woman 750 is going to be exploring some of the stuff about her being the first superhero. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, we'll see what the repercussions of this book are in the yes, coming we'll, months. Yes, we'll, 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 I do want to set, some, set aside some time for that at the end. Um, any other thoughts on issue five specifically? How does it end? Uh, that is, uh, that is uh, Joker showing ends, up for the first time. Yeah, it ends Joker, with Joker showing up for the first time and, and uh, Rorschach, Rorschach being like, explain this lantern. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's get to issue six. Okay, so issue six, truly laugh. Uh, this is my second favorite issue of the whole book. Nice. Uh, I really love seeing my marionette's origin. Yeah, yeah, yes. and I think yes. that's. I think it's really well done. I think it's truthfully. Uh, it feels very at home in the Watchmen universe. It's brutal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 brutal, and it's beautiful in a way. Seeing these two fall in love and become. So close it's like together. Vil- it's like the movie villains. Like these yeah. two bad I, people. Hardcore. Very just much like, that couple. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was just like, like this you is, hate to love them. Yeah. This is Jeffrey Donovan and um, Kira Sedgwick. Kira Sedgwick. Yeah. Uh, 
so this this is but it's real love there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so this is this is definitely my my second favorite issue. A lot of the, a lot of because of the my marionette stuff. I just think that stuff is so well handled. Um, yeah, anytime there's backstory for the Watchmen new the new Watchmen characters, I'm all oh, about. That's actually yeah. thank you for reminding me. Um, I think this book does something really well that a lot of books uh, are afraid to pull off. I think, um, and it's just because tradition. I think. Uh, that whenever there is a flashback sequence, there is text on the corner saying then or oh. years oh, from now. Yeah. You, you can't trust your audience. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this book, trust that you will know what time period these pages are set in. Especially at all times. in the previous issues where like Reggie is dealing with like multiple timelines and it's just Reggie being young, then old, then young, yeah. just pant right next to each other. And, yeah. the, and you just have to know that it's different. The visual transitions are so well yeah. crafted. Yes. Um, yeah, I just think like it works. Show, yeah. I, I think it works really, really well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really love their history. Um, mm-hmm. I also love them meeting up with bats. And Joker, <laughs> and then bringing them that having real Batman cute. in the wheelchair and walking around with Joker. Oh no, the whole like thing where it goes down, and he makes the joke about not losing their heads, and she's like, yeah. "Seriously, that's why they call you the Joker?" Jokes like that while she's holding it to Captain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I love that. And then that. he's holding, and then Mime is holding the other guy, and he's like, "Let him go!" And then he shoots his own guy, and he's like, "Oh my god, that's so embarrassing!" I'm just kidding. And the well gang members are just. Horrifying, yeah. especially yeah. the new Mister Freeze one who got a tattoo, yes, on yes. a Joker tattoo. Yes. On his I don't think face. that needle was clean. Yeah, <laughs> that, that whole exchange is so good. I They're like, "Oh my clean. god, it's the Joker! He's coming over." What do we say? Is this is our uh, stormtroopers from Mandalorian? Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Like crime boss gangs. When they see Freeze, is like, "Oh no, Freeze is here!" Oh no, oh, Freeze <laughs> is good. Not gonna be happy about these tattoos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I thought that I thought their interactions in the sewer was really was yeah. really the, the art the art on Joker when he does the oops that's so embarrassing yeah. the the way he crafts the Joker <laughs> Again, through the, visually is one so of the best yeah. looking Jokers honestly I've ne- I have never seen Gary Frank draw the Joker yeah I'm sad that this is the first time I've seen it I should be seeing this for years now yeah uh-huh. this is a really like a good melding of a bunch of different types he of reminds jokers. me yeah. of that cosplayer. That mm. that really good Joker's cosplayer who's who's made the rounds on the line quite There's a, a bit. lot of Joker cosplayers, my man. Oh god, Sorry. it's the it's the Joker one. He reminds you of a really good Joker cosplayer, and yeah. I'll agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What, what's if you might have seen him? What's I don't I'm sure I did. I There's think, a lot of them. I think mm-hmm. this issue ends. I think it's this issue or previous issue. They all run together for me now. Um, but Joker's like, oh, do you know? He's talking about Doctor Manhattan. Oh, you know a dentist? It hurts when I smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, that and is I'm like, the Wait end of this minute. one. You're always um, smiling. <laughs> Uh, Sad. The Riddler is trying to own the moment, dude. He of looks the like before 19, the Batman nineteen sixty six before the yeah. Joker shows up. This was my moment. Yeah, yeah, that is good. Oh, uh, again, like I don't, uh, it doesn't like harm it, but like I like that it was there. It's like seeing this Gary Frank draw all these villains. Uh, who's Typhoon? Typhoon? I've never heard of Typhoon. Good because he's dead now. Because he's he got shot <laughs> yeah. in the face. Oh, did you get? I so you, you didn't read the supplementary material at the end of this one, but th- this is his villain who is his ex wife. Uh, go t- writing a recommendation to the Department of Medical Human Affairs, who who he claims did not create him, uh, and he says to his and he says to his uh, his wife says to to the departments like, please uh, exonerate him of all of his murders. He at, was uh, he was an agent. He was he was an agent. Oh, yeah. He was an American agent. 
Um, please exonerate him of all the murders and take care of his yeah. kids uh, because this was your fault. So let him, saying that let this him be recognized fault. as the hero that he was. And oh, okay. then, then the next page is the department sending a letter back and saying, no, nah. he's going to be buried as a, as a villain and we're going to open up a charity for the people he murdered. Right. And, they, and they'll like still that. pay for like funds for his kid. Yeah. Uh, oh, or wow. something like the agreement they made before he passed, but yeah, yeah he he was an agent. Oh I, wow! I, at the at first, when I first heard about the Superman theory, I was just kind of like, I don't know how I feel about something like this being in continuity. And as it was slowly being introduced to be true, or at least partially, I was just I kind of got more on board with them. Like, you know, this is actually kind of an interesting yeah wrinkle. It's, it's to like this a, it's a nuclear arms race between America and its and other 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 countries, which is like because in this world, nukes. Who cares about a nuke? We got a Superman. Right. Uh, I actually really love Joker in this comic. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, one of my favorite things is just like when everything's going wrong and the comedian's attacking all the villains, and he's just standing there as explosions are happening. He's like, this turned out to be such a wonderful day. <laughs> yeah. And like him as this side character who's just going with the weirdness of a whirlwind adventure being like, this is so great. Dude, take Isn't out, this great? Take uh, out this is how I love Joker. And just add more Joker and I'd be like, I'd be down. Yeah. Oh, we get yeah. the Court of Owls in this for a hot second? We got the Judge of Owls? What? Yeah. I've never seen the Judge of Owls that's, before. I was <laughs> like, looking over my Court of Owls omnibus yesterday and yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. No, it's like the judge of Owl speaks. The judge must be obeyed. It's like, whoa, damn. Okay. He has a rainbow mask. That's yeah. Cool. When I saw the judge, I was like, well, I want Yo, more Scott of that. Yo, Scott Snyder, you allow this? <laughs> I'm sitting there like, who the hell's the judge of Owl? Can you just imagine like Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Johns? Hey, Scott, can I can I introduce something to your Court of Owls thing? What is it? Judge of Owls? Yeah, sure, do it. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, You're court, welcome. Judge. Makes sense. The uh, one of the things I love is the first scene. It, it's the, the flashback scene between um, the marionette and mime. Where um, uh, Marinette's getting beat up by those school bullies, mm-hmm. and then Mime shows up and throws the bottles. Yes, yeah, and then yeah, it's yeah. like, like you could tell that this is the start of them become crazy villains. When she turns around, and says, "Kind of more bottles." Yeah, yeah. this one, yeah. like, oh, you guys are both nuts. Okay. Yeah, it's it's they're, cute, they're but very sinister. Good. Yeah, them them taking out the cops is the scene where while while it's having his letter yeah. to her read over is the ugh. scene where her dad has hung himself yes. is oh, oh yeah brutal. dark like i'm sorry like i'm better off like they they're going to always come after me they will come after you're you you're better off with me oh, dead marcos that's the um that's the mime's yeah. real name yeah. i forgot what their mi- names were just take the money in the till and run yeah well, like when the cops show up and they say um marcos your mom has nasty follow marcos runs and you find out later his Sorry, mom's dead. Sorry, you hear dead. about that nasty yeah. fall, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then later the mom's dead. Yeah, yeah because they didn't... Because uh, right when the cop, obviously you Protection know, the, money. Yeah, obviously you know the cops are corrupt because when they first walk in, you the first the first page of this issue is um, from... It's a Mar- flash forward Yeah, the flashback. It, it's Marionette's uh, point of view of hearing her father get beat up. And then when Marcos is first introduced, there the cops even say, "Let's go see if they're one if they want to join our little neighborhood watch or something to that effect." Essentially, like, "Hey, we're gonna extort this brand spanking new family here as well." Corrupt because gosh, what is this F-O. Gotham? <laughs> yeah, so that that's one thing I really. This book is like, man, this is a really good origin story for two brand spanking new characters uh, who feel like they fit in the Watchmen universe. Yeah. Dog time. This is where uh, we start seeing the comedian just be tossed around everywhere. Yep. Yeah. Like, he just shows up. Like, yeah. what are you doing here, bro? Uh, I love the Joker zapping the comedian at the end and then making fun of him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was cute. Just, like, mm-hmm. just the art, again, on the Joker is so good. His facial expression just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, he's it's so good. Yeah. Oh, Ryan. What up, dog? There's a icy smoke. There, when there's smoke, button. there's fire. When there's smoke, there's fire. Oh, I, I, yep. I thought about it. Okay, uh, let's move on to issue seven. Uh, issue seven, blind spot. Yeah. This was after the. This was now the beginning of the. This this major. is the big culmination uh, where Ozzy summons John and uh, leaves Batman and the Joker bewildered. Uh, yeah, I really like that sequence when John shows up and just takes a walk. Was with he characters. in the Green Lantern? No. No, it's that he touched it and okay. he used Bubastis and the combination of his him having touched that lantern to summon John. Oh, so he's just like okay, he just like summons him. It's a magnet. Okay. So yeah. it, he he even talks like if he resists this much pull, it'll it's gonna hurt. Oh, okay, got it. Um, so it, it just becomes a magnet to just pull him there. That makes sense. Um, and when he's just like, okay, we all need to talk. Uh, bye. <laughs> and that, I really that I, is cool. I really like jo- <laughs> Joker's reaction. Like, put on some pants for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or at least for mine. mine. <laughs> and then they disappear, and he's like, ooh, trippy. Yeah. <laughs> I do like I you know I don't think Joker should be in the in this book, but I'm kind of glad he is now. Now that we've been talking about it yeah. a bit, mm-hmm. he adds like a lot of fun. There's a lot of fun in in, in his character in his character here. Um, I uh, really enjoy the reveal of the duo's second pregnancy. Yeah. Um, and I'm also really glad that we got the reveal that Vite uh it doesn't have cancer. Yeah, and that that paid off so well. Like, oh, um, Reggie, I never and, had cancer. Yeah, and and that he's uh, he's full of shit. Yeah. yeah, that's that's when like I I uh, my opinion like I I like the book, but like you know I had my opinions on it. But, like that's when I turn. I'm like, yeah, fucking Ozzy, you <laughs> douchebag. Yeah, yeah, I love it. It's such a good twist. Vite Vite finally became who he was. Yes, all that's some along. good stuff. Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, John standing there and just like cancer. Mm. Adrian doesn't have cancer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That actually, you tell him the truth while we're floating here, because you know if you don't, I will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that actually reminded me of a bit in the show. Yeah, having watched the show after, I was like, oh, that that's funny. But it wasn't it wasn't one, Manhattan one, who did it though. One final comparison to the show uh, from me actually is, um, I when I was reading Doctor Manhattan, I couldn't help but hear Yaya's voice. Yeah, and uh, I think he did. I doing that and reading this, I think he did a better job of translating the way Dr. Manhattan speaks than Billy Crudup as much as I like that actor yeah. did in, and I don't blame him necessarily. I think they're going he for did in, different uh, things. The, the film. Yes. Yeah. And I think that this felt more true what Yaya did. And that's why I was hearing his voice so clearly yes. uh, really felt like it belonged to this. Yeah. I agree with that. I like the idea that, so there was a lot of rumor going around that, that Dr. Manhattan was going to be, pretending to be a superhero in the DC universe and that's what was going to be the reveal. I would hate it that. Um I kind of like the idea that it's not even that. It's just like he he just saw the world change so much that he's like I'm committing I'm doing an experiment. I'm I'm trying to see something. I'm in the middle of something. Get out of here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not going back, Adrian. No, cuz it cuz it's not he's not doing it for malicious purposes. He's just kind of like he's What happens if I do this? He's always trying to understand. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. Um, this comes up again later when he faces the heroes, and I really enjoy that bit too. Yeah. We'll talk about that. Oh, um, I don't. Uh, Rorschach, uh beats the snot out of the Joker. Yeah. When they oh come yeah back. he does. And uh, I really love the Joker using his own blood to draw a smiley face on Rorschach. Yeah. yeah. Oh dude, that was nuts. That's such yeah. good imagery. I liked it so much. Did you like it as b- much as I did? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. And this is where Ozzy's uh, malice becomes clear because he goes back to the ship and he he knocks out he steals uh, he steals mm-hmm. thunder the, the thunder and, and Saturn girl and he knocks them out and he's being 
much more vicious and he's got he's gone off the deep end mm-hmm. as it were i'll say yeah. two worlds um a mysterious uh, package this was also uh, the, this issue opened up for the first time us seeing john's blue text yeah that he's speaking yeah, mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh i was very excited that that like oh we're here okay yeah here we this go the, this is the first full first full appearance of dr manhattan yeah, yeah. and I, I think his his uh, how Gary Fames draws his introduction, his like first panel is really dynamic and really, and really, I just, agree. it just pops. It's really yes. cool. Yeah. Yes. I uh, love the color. Any, work in any it. other thoughts on this big issue where it's finally them coming together and John saying, no, I'm not going back. I'm in, I'm I just like the fact that, yeah, that like Adrian and all of them have done all this work and John's like, no, I'm busy. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. I do too. You have like, disturbed me in my lab. Yeah. Please leave. Right. Bye. Bye. It's like, screw all y'all. I'm done. All right. Uh, moving on. Issue eight, Save Humanity. Do it. This is where Adrian Veet, we will find out later that Adrian Veet finds out that the Superman theory is real. Yep. Yeah. In a sense. And this is also where the, where the book shifts into hardcore thesis t- thesis mode. Yeah. When? Because now it's about what's John doing. Because yeah. now we yeah. know he's been doing something. But there's also what's like. What's John doing? There's also like Black Adam and Condoc. Uh, like uh, in the background. <laughs> Doing stuff. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it was supposed to be. It's got the Batman stuff with the, with Gotham. Like, there's so many ideas that like oh, get brought up and then they get ignored for like, is, issues. Oh, yeah, and that bothers me because this is like. I, w- I will agree. This is where it starts to get a little muddled. Yeah, uh, and uh, honestly, I think this is truly because uh, the book came out earlier than it was supposed to, mm-hmm. and what the book became was not what he initially intended it to be. Yeah. And I think a lot of that had to do with he stepped down as chief creative officer and he didn't have a lot of say in the story, in the story line and the story going forward. And, and it's, it's really a shame because the idea of like of a Gotham that doesn't want Batman yeah. is a really cool idea that has been explored before, but not like to like doomsday clock levels where it's yeah. an event. Right. And like, I just think of that, and then I look at like, oh, Batman just got relaunched with James Tinian. And it's, it's also it's really too bad they call they 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 marketed the book as an event. That's because it's not. Yeah, it started that way. It was marketed that way. It was marketed that way, but I think always from the beginning it was falsely marketed as an event. Yeah. Uh, it, it Jeff Johns talked about it. You know, when they keep saying it's your sequel to Watchmen, he's like, no, it's just it's a standalone story that uses the Watchmen characters, and that's which is great. Yeah, which I'm is great. Glad that that was always his perspective. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's not. A, and it's not a, 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 an event comic. There's I, no big event that happens. In I this. wish it was just its own like black label book. Yeah, because like li- like it could it could be continuity or not continuity, but you can tell your story you want with Superman and Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, if you fundamentally like and Flash and f- who, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Um. Again, like if you want to tell a story, that's cool. But when you do what they did with it and they market it and they like. Like even though Jeff I, Johns didn't say that, I it's o- a sequel to Watchmen. I only disagree in what the core of the book story is, yeah. which is that he has to be messing with the main series Superman. This can't be a standalone Elseworlds story. No, that's what it I, has to be the Superman. And that's of the and that's well, we'll get to it when when we talk about the right, issue. right. Uh, uh, where are we at right uh, now? Right where we're at right now is that the sweet we're Gary on Frank cover issue eight, and yes, this is the Mary. Is this where we have a hundred superheroes on Mars? Um, not no, this is no, this is before. But uh, one of the big, Aussie. well, one of the big uh, things about this issue is when uh, Firestorm turns all those people into glass. Oh, he yeah. eats yeah. them all. That's uh, awesome. Uh, Ozzy has the file from the White House, and it, that's what we ultimately find out is pushing Firestorm into the limelight. 
And uh, what happens to Firestorm in Russia that Ben just referenced is beautifully mm. tragic. That oh, is yeah. such an incredible scene, and yeah, Superman being there, having to decide. Like, the whole the whole comic is really great at building the uh, anxiety of the moment because uh, it ends with the destruction in Moscow. So all those people are dying. They're all they're all a folly. One of the things I do want to just just bring up is that sure the tragedy is is really is is brutal, but him trying so hard to bring the little boy back yes is yeah. such a great three, three pages yeah like, i agree my god mm-hmm. when superman shows up and he's just like you think you did it once you can do it again you can do it again yeah. and he gives him a smile oh yeah this is also where lois lane gets that flash drive of the jsa and she's like who the hell are the jsa just society of america mm-hmm. yes oh yeah lex was like yeah i got a i got an assassination uh, attempt before before up. superman finds mm-hmm. ronnie he goes to condock yeah. yeah and he has a, a he conversation with black adam yeah uh-huh yeah. i really like that dude yeah. I, I again it frustrates me because i think the stuff with black adam and the i the but political stuff that it's trying to do with superheroes is truly fascinating. And that's what I wanted this whole series to almost be about, including Dr. Manhattan. But I feel like it's introduced so late and they do so little with it that it almost feels inconsequential to the real story. And I will and I will fully admit that there are between issues from this point on, between issues, there's chunks of story missing. Yeah. It, it feels it, like it. It sucks. Because it, it, it does feel like when we get to the next issue, specifically when Ryan just referenced the heroes on Mars, uh, that... It, that it feels like days after the the last issue, but we don't get those days a- those yeah. days after, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it does become a little confusing because then you start to get a little disorienting as a reader, disoriented as a reader. But like, wait, I missed? Did I miss something in the last issue? What yeah. what what did I? What's happening? And again, like none of it's like it's all written really well and drawn really well. It's just like stuff's like missing or it's just out yeah. of order, and I'm just like, I don't. What do you want me to feel? Yeah, because I'm, I'm kind of confused. <laughs> yeah, but I, I I do think that this that this book that this issue specifically is really great at building that anxiety that I talked about. Yeah, As, because when when the tanks start rolling over the glass people, when the bullets yeah. start Dude, flying, that's so sad. I'm mm-hmm. I'm like I'm anxious. I'm like, no, Superman, tell Superman them, scream, tell them, we could save them, give us a chance, and then yeah. like fake fake firestorm yeah. and all the Russian <laughs> Avengers are there. And, like, and then by the way, ba- I do really like that firestorm's nemesis is called Posar. Yeah, and then you got Batman trying to call Superman's like, don't pick a side, and then Superman says, dehumanizing many humans is wrong, dehumanizing anyone's wrong, and then it's like, oh, oh he picked a side. Shit. I appreciate Superman taking that side though. It's a great, it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the whole the whole part where Bruce is like, "Don't do this, Clark," and then it's is this uh, where, and it's all yeah. escalating so bad because Putin is this is Putin yeah. in this issue, right? Yeah, yeah I love it. Oh, Prince, I love it. It's Prince Markov, oh. but it's Putin. It's so Putin. <laughs> it's, it's, I love that a lot. Gary Frank says it's Putin. Yeah. Of course <laughs> it is. Hell yeah. It, yeah. He, he's drawn to be a, a short, stout Putin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I is, like that a lot. For me, this is the issue where the Superman stuff that I feel like I was promised when Doomsday Clock started finally kicks in. I mean, don't get me wrong. All the other stuff in the past issues were great, and they really built up this um, story. But for for me, Superman is obviously the focal or supposed to be a focal point of the story, and we're now getting him a good chunk of him in issue number eight. Yeah. So for me, it's like, give me more Superman. But at the same time, uh, all the Superman I, stuff in this issue kind of mix up for I, it because it's Superman being Superman. I would argue that the book was never about Superman the character but Superman the concept and the concept has been on display in the issues prior mm-hmm. as as a focal point. I would say only issue one yeah. doesn't have that and that's because we're mostly in the Watchmen universe. Yeah, right. he might not but everything be... else like everything about the Superman theory yeah. is, is like the whole thing is that it's running counter to the point of like hey we can 
we can disavow every single American superhero except Superman. Yeah. Superman is the line. Yeah. Superman yeah. is the pinnacle. And, then in yeah. and this, that is yeah. the concept that they're arguing about. And, then and that this is the issue, thing that uh, uh, throws Dr. Manhattan for a loop is he's like, why is Superman the one who's exempt? And then, yeah, uh, uh, in this issue, it's like the president is told, like, listen, this is the time you have to disavow Superman or, like, this country is going to go uh, to shit. So, like, you got to say Superman's bad. And I'm like, man, that's... That's that's crazy that we're at this yeah, point, and that's right. I think that's like we're like I I felt the most like emotional distress. I'm like, man, people are gonna turn on Superman. People are turning on Batman, like because because he has inadvertently created a near Watchmen level type crisis. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. Speaking the, of crisis, issue nine, uh, crisis. Yeah. Wait, how did issue eight end? Do you remember? It, it, Is, issue eight ends with the explosion in Moscow. Got it. Okay. Issue the, eight forgets about two Green Lanterns, and it bugs me. Four of them are there, but Kyle Rayner and Simon Baz are not. Oh yeah, you're right. Damn it, Jeff created Did Simon you mean Baz. Issue eight or issue nine? I think he meant nine. issue nine. Okay, you said issue eight at first. Um, well, I meant nine. Issue nine, yeah. On the so nine. issue nine crisis. Um, the heroes go to Doctor Manhattan on Mars, and we mean all of the <laughs> heroes. <laughs> Yo, I do love how Doctor Manhattan is talking. I, I want to say it's this one. I don't one. understand where yeah, they all go. This one, I love this panel so much. It's July sixteenth, nineteen forty. I moved the lantern six inches out of Alan Scott's reach. There is no ring in my hand. There never was a ring. There's, and he talks about how there's nothing but dark because he talks yeah, about yeah. how Alan Scott became uh-huh. the Green Lantern, and then he's like, "But then I moved it six inches out of his reach and killed him." Yeah, he yeah. died. In and train. now this Legion ring in my hand gone. Right. Is this is this the issue where where Saturn Girl disappears? No, that's no, a few inches later. Okay, because I um, messed up. Uh, yes, I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, this is uh, so. This is all the. This is very much focused on the heroes yes. confronting Doctor Manhattan on Mars. Why do they all go to Mars? Uh, Guys, I'm going to be honest. This might be my least favorite issue. Yeah, uh, I think it's very cluttered. Um, I think there's good stuff here, uh, but it, I, I do think it's very. Green cluttered. Arrow shoots Doctor Manhattan and makes an explosion, so, uh, and then they're like, "He's vulnerable." Yeah, that's the yeah, uh, no, uh, it's Ronnie. It's Ronnie, Ronnie who made him vulnerable, and then Green Arrow says, "Do you see that he's vulnerable?" Okay, I, I still don't like it. <laughs> uh, um, I really, I, this carries off some. This carries on some really good stuff with Ronnie, especially when when this issue does reveal. I can't say this is my least favorite because this issue does reveal Ronnie and Raymond's true origin story. You mean Ronnie? Ronnie and, and Martin um, Stein. Martin Stein. Not Ronnie Mar- and Raymond. Yeah. Oh, that Martin Stein's a douche. Everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> that Martin Stein is it is the director uh, yes, of the yes, department. That, I, that is that person. I do like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, That's I sinister. Like that. that that reveal was uh, gut punching. Yeah. yeah. Part of me also kind of like uh, props to Gary Frank for not drawing President Trump, but them actually, you know, putting President Trump in this book. Yeah. yeah when you hear the president talk, it's those words. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I, okay. I Patrick Williams did a video on 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 the president, basically like the presence of the DC universe, uh, up until the point where Lex Luthor was nominated president for the for the DC universe. The presidents in that world were just the presidents of the United States. Yeah, uh, I really wish they had kept uh, a real life president out of this book and it kept that th- that trend of just different presidents in the DCU, uh, because things like that date the book. Yeah, yeah, and I, I and I Putin, don't yeah. Yeah, well, I mean he's been in power forever, though. Yeah. Uh, well, there's also a joke later on where um, I think it's in the next issue where the president t- where the president tweets something about like the bigger they are, the bigger they fall, and then someone's like, "It's harder, Mr. I, president." I could agree, but I think that part of the reason, part of the motivation of wanting to push this story is that faced with things like 
our real president and Putin, um, it can be easy to feel a sense of hopelessness. And this is supposed to make you feel like this world has been pushed to that brink. And obviously, it would be even easier to push it to a point like this with those kind of guys mm-hmm. uh, leading the way. So I, 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 I get that it dates it, but I'm also like, I, I feel like it, it, it's very quickly and easily representing that like worse heads are even in charge of these government decisions. So you're not going to get any help there. Like these aren't competent people. These aren't people that you can expect to be good government officials. You already know it just from the, the language. It's like shorthand to say not a good leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, Guy Gardner's flex of in- of showing all the villains of school. Also, also, I think it's a deep value in the fact that like we recognize it at the moment that it's you know the language is what's you know indicative of what president is. But as you said, like I don't think that necessarily that's going to date the book too hard because mm-hmm. they don't show him. No, they don't. No. And uh, down the you know rows of history, it's not necessarily going to be directly associated with Trump, but it will be associated with someone who sounds stupid. Mm-hmm. Hey, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that there's a lot of great value. I'm very grateful that they didn't show him. So that you just get it I. because of the language. I think it's fine. But we got Putin. Um, I'm grateful that they did not go so far as to show him. My yeah, current you get cannon, Putin. My current hand cannon is that um, Gary Frank was like, yeah, I'm not even going to give him the satisfaction of showing up in a well, DC book. One of the things I kind of I kind of thought was funny was that even even Trump isn't stupid enough to disavow Superman. You'd think. Like he, like he, at the beginning, he's like, I'm not going to be the president to disavow Superman. And then he is. And then he yeah. is, yeah. But like the initial thought of like, even he's not stupid enough to yeah. do that. Hey, man, we're gonna go to World War. Even III he soon. knows that's that's <laughs> that's a terrible place to be. Okay, yeah. um, so let's start off. Uh, everybody's in a panic. Uh, they don't know that Superman's recovering. They they don't know why he isn't responding. Um, There's a Lex, warrant out for his arrest. Lex comes to Lois at the Hall of Justice. Hell yeah, yeah. where she's waiting by Superman, and he's like, "Here, take this gun. I need to show you something. Someone tried yeah. to kill me. This is really important. Uh, I need to show you how the universe revolves around me." Mm. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, that egotistical the, asshole! The, we get to see the javelin from Justice League Unlimited, which I appreciate. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like every hero, I'm lo- like these are these widescreen panels are really cool. But why do they all need to go? And this is uh, this is my least favorite issue because. Um, oh, re- really quick. Yeah, uh, I really liked uh, that Captain Adam was was the one to to hurt. Pl- Hurt yeah. Manhattan. That makes uh, sense because I mean, they're they're the equivalent. The, the short answer is they all needed to go because Superman needed to be alone at the end. Yep. Yeah, that's really the short answer. Um, I agree with you. It seems really stupid. I'll even say that um, something that bothers me is that our heroes sure just do seem super willing to jump into a fight from a guy who's non-aggressive. Yep. Yeah. So even though they yep. have reasons to be concerned about him, he hasn't done anything to them, and they definitely make all the first attacks and try and murder him right off the bat. This this uh, it looks awesome. Guy guy does murder him at first. Right. Um, this page where he reveals that magic is like the is doing what Justly Dark did, which Errors is there's in code and. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I like that a lot. I He's able to manipulate uh, that code. I, I had to note that uh, his breakdowns of both the ring and the magic is so fascinatingly cool, and I oh, like yeah. how he enjoys it. And when he says magic, he has like this slight smile. It's nice yeah. to like still be it's, able to learn. It's great. Yeah. To, it's nice to still be able to learn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's awesome. I think that's really, really cool stuff. That that's why I was referring to earlier that I really like Doctor Manhattan coming into contact with those things. Yeah, it is uh, cool. And him just like breaking it down. And he's like, he's so fascinated. He still wants to learn about this. Where uh, Ronnie um, finds out that Martin side lied to him. Yes. Uh, I like Guy uh, displaying all these villains that they've conquered to Manhattan. Superman Prime's uh, Superman Prime's in that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, I like that. And uh, John uh, 
John Jones uh, mistaking Dr. Manhattan for confused yeah. as he's trying to understand him. Uh, and he's like, no, I'm not confused. You're about to, you're about to see something. You're going to share it to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, we will, no, I'll wait till we get to the next issue. John, John showing Ronnie that Stein did plan the accident. Um, was something I didn't expect to see at it's all. It's messed up. No, neither did I. Uh, but I really, really liked it. Me and I really liked him taking it there. And he's it like, true? and Ronnie's like, uh, we don't even know what we're up, uh, who we're up against. He's like, no, Ronnie, you really don't. And then he takes him there, and it's like, oh dang, yeah, yeah. oh dang. <laughs> yeah, I really, really liked that that aspect. Mm-hmm. Of I the did story. too. That's kind of when it sold me. I was like, oh, I think I need to see a lot more of the Superman theory in the in DC Comics from the fo- from going forward. Yeah. Like sanctuary dealing with that shit, mm-hmm. I'm into that. People realizing like I was a government pawn the whole time. Mm-hmm. See, all that stuff's really a really dope idea. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Firestorm, like Firestorm's a well-known comic book DC character, but I don't think people like in the regular world really know much about Firestorm. Right. So this this seems like a cool idea to like, oh man, I was a lie the whole time. Learn about my story. Like that makes me want to read about Firestorm. Yeah. Me right. Too. For sure. Um, I will say I'll say real quick. Um, as I was reading this book, uh, it is a gorgeous book. And I'm looking at this page of Dr. Manhattan fighting 100 superheroes, and I'm just imagining Alan Moore crying. Oh. Because this is the anti... This this specific Im, uh, issue is the anti-Watchmen comic. I mean, Alan, <laughs> Alan Moore was crying the moment they announced this book. No, I, but there's a difference between, like, uh, the show and the comic is what I mean. Like, this seeing Green Arrow and a bunch of, like, a bunch of heroes on Mars <laughs> fighting Dr. Manhattan, I'm like, this is literally the last thing I ever wanted to see. Uh, and this is a personally me thing, but again, when I go to Watchmen, I don't go for giant cosmic brawls. Uh, I go for it would, interesting characters. It would bother stuff. me if this was issue 12, but yeah. it's not. It's issue 9, yeah. so it was never the point. I don't, then why even have it? Because he needed Superman to be alone. Okay, cool. That doesn't I mean, satisfy that, me. It, 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 is, it, is not, it is not a well-executed uh, uh, reason, but it is yeah. the reason. Yeah, I just um, I would rather. I will admit with that. I would I would rather because Doctor Manhattan is this super powerful. And badass let me guy. tell you. Let me tell you though, it would bother me a whole lot more if it was actually a fight. I agree. But, but it, yeah, but same. the fact that it isn't, it is just Manhattan because Manhattan's not fighting them. He's to- he's experimenting, redirecting still. them. Yes. And I and I I really appreciated that aspect of it, but it does still bother me that they are very quick to attack. Yeah. 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 I, I agree. I Especially agree with that. Like, I'm not saying it isn't problematic, but I am saying that like I, I I much agree with your point that I'm glad that it's not a, a flat out fight. Yeah. It is just Doctor Manhattan kind of in his own moment, and they're attacking him, and he's like, uh, stop. Yeah. yeah. On the on the flip side of that, I I I do agree. I'm glad it isn't an actual fight. Yeah. They try and then they lose. Yeah. And I'm yeah. glad it's not the point. Yeah. But and I mean and I do mean functionally both. It's not the point of the book it at this moment, and it's not the point of the end of the book of fight between him and Superman. Yeah, that's never been the point. Yeah, is a fight, and I'm very grateful for that. I am too, 100. Um, yeah. The end of issue nine is Wonder Woman making a call at the United Nations for peace, and Black Adam shows up, and he's like, "F that, mm-hmm. I'm gonna take over the world, maybe." I have. I'm making a move, Diana. So suck it. Uh, moving on to issue ten. This is my favorite issue of the book. This is my favorite issue. It's action. Um. This is the one that's all from Doctor Manhattan's perspective since he entered the. Yes. Oh DC yeah, universe. I love this. Issue. This um, is this is the book where I was like, oh, that's why Manhattan is in this book, because yeah. then I re- because Manhattan is the only character that DC has that can view the comic book as a comic book. Uh, this is this is the one where everything 
really coalesced and came to like this is it yeah this is the this is the story and i'm like oh and this is why i feel like this is more truly a sequel to specifically for john john's story of of him where you know uh, the show and the comic both have very different ideas of like what what did john go to do after he said i'm going to go uh adrian bye-bye um this is this is an interpretation and i think it's a very interesting interpretation that he steps into this other universe and he tries to understand it and he can't at first because he's trying to understand it in the form of multiverse and then he realizes that's like I just like the first moment where he's so disoriented and he meets Carver Coleman, which is we finally find out how he's involved in all yes. this. Uh-huh. And he can't see forward in time in this universe. So he focuses on Carver's life in order to reengage yeah. himself and be able to see. And then he and then he's able to see. Um, yeah, he. Uh, Jeff Johns writes such an intricate uh, story how it weaves together all the things like honestly uh it's so well executed yeah. this book uh for me for me when we first when he's like it's 1938 and the world is introduced for the superman for the first time and then the next panel is <sighs> yeah. it's 1938 su- there is no car yeah, yeah. it's just like damn it's like a big th- these things keep altering the timeline so i'm like so basically it's like i, I keep watching the timeline be altered uh, and Superman is always the constant in them. So I wonder what happens if I were to do it. So I remember when we were first talking about Doomsday Clock, there was an idea that p- potentially Manhattan has been the person altering the timeline every time. Yeah. People wondered if he's been behind the DC universe from the very get-go. He created all this stuff. The I really the like the that he establishes that, like, no, this universe changes and molds itself around a center of Superman, but it's always been these external forces I did it this one time. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so it, they introduced the concept of the metaverse. The metaverse. Which, I have the definition. Which I think is an incredible idea. And Ryan Higgins, uh, the Comic Conspiracy Podcast, mm-hmm. talked about it like, it's such a, it's such a, uh, oh my God, of course, idea that you're shocked that nobody's done it before. Right. Uh, I have the quote from Dr. Manhattan. He says, I realize that this universe is much more than it appears and it's all connected to him. Why is he the center of this universe? Forces such as the Anti-Monitor and Extant have been responsible for the shifts in Superman's timeline. Dark directions seem to constantly target the hope he embodies in an effort to redefine him. I grow curious. As others have done, I move to reshape this universe so that I might see how it forms around Superman. I change the past to challenge the future. And as I watch reality come crashing down, I realize that this universe is not a part of the multiverse as others believe. This... The multiverse reacts to this universe. There have been endless parallel worlds, none, 52, dark multiverses, all created by changes to this universe. This universe stands apart from the multiverse. It is the metaverse, and is it, it is in a constant state of change. I think that's incredible. Oh, yeah. It, it, John, John's basically just established the idea that you drop a pebble in the water in the ripple effect. This is the pebble. This world is always the pebble, and the worlds around it just form it's and awesome i i think it's so good i do too and then when he's when and then you know going back to some of the stuff that he talked that he talks about here with when he's it it's uh they're waiting for superman the jsa is waiting for superman and then nobody's ever heard of superman uh yeah and then nobody's ever heard of the justice society right he asks carver coleman he's like have you ever heard of superman he's like no and he's like oh, i don't under this is before he messes yeah. with it and he's like i 
I don't understand this universe. What is this? And he's so perplexed and confused. And it's a lot of fun to watch this character who has been like a god representation in his own world step into this one and be like, I don't understand. I need to understand this. One of my favorite things about this issue about this issue is all the different times when Superman quote unquote becomes Superman. Like uh, ni- the nineteen fifties yeah, so the nineteen fifties yeah. where his pa his mom and pa die at the same time. Yes. And then it's October nineteen eighty six, his parents are alive. John Byrne run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, his his parents die. Or the the panel where he meets the Legion of Superheroes where they're trying yes. to vote him into the Legion. Legion. Oh my God, yes. yes. I love you, Legion. So good. Yeah, that's right before he brings up the metaverse. Yep. Uh, and yeah. then and then he removes the lantern and alters Superman's timeline once again to to do his experiment. And he says, without his parents or the Legion, Clark grows more distant from humanity. I understand him better. Yes. Uh-huh. I relate to him yes. more. Yes. By making then him we get less the, the new 52, who he's been. The new 52 Superman. Because yes. yes. that was, uh, that was the is, whole point that they did that to Superman, to make him more relatable to readers. Right. It is five years ago, and I feel the power of changing Superman. It is intoxicating. Yes. I have altered the metaverse and in turn the multiverse. One year ago, the me- the metaverse became aware of my hubris. I know what you did! Uh-huh. And then that's the only time we see Wally I West. realize yep. that the metaverse is not passive. Like an organism fighting to survive, there are aspects of it I have underestimated and innate hope that fights back to the surface. Yes. Yes. I, I And then we see that Carver Coleman, in fact, does <clears throat> die at the end of the, the filming The Enjoyment. Spoilers, it says Mama. Yeah. Um, is this also the the backup material? Oh, so the backup material is the is his is mom's Carver letter. Coleman's letter yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. Learning all the the piece of Carver Coleman, him telling him what's going to happen to him down yeah. the road and seeing his future, and that's that's been driving Carver Ooh. a lot. Uh, is is excellent stuff. I like that. That's uh, an additional piece of this, but the breakdown of the timelines of Superman that he's observing is so, so yes. good. An- another, I, oh, sorry. Another like, a, like a reader. Go ahead. Another line I love, it's the last uh, few lines of this issue. On November 2nd, I allow Adrian to walk free. I am a being of inaction on a collision course with a man of action. In this universe of hope, I have become the villain. And yeah. then Clark yes. opens his eyes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he says just before that, uh, it is April 18th, 1938, I have recreated the metaverse, and it has turned against me. I see a vision of Superman in the future, he has found me, and he destroys me, or I destroy the metaverse. It's, mm-hmm. ah! It's yeah. so good. This, it this, is. This is, the, from the from the Gary Frank cover that I got of Carver Coleman reading an all-star squadron, yeah. uh, all-star comics with Dr. Manhattan on it, to, to the end of the issue, it was just, I was enraptured with this issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, I feel bad for who, the people writing New 52 Superman because, like, if I had known from the jump my Superman was supposed to be... Well, of course. The, yeah. <laughs> Dr. Manhattan messed with me so, <laughs> to, okay, all right, to so make I, this. I would have written him right. more in a pointed direction. Sorry for me. I just gotta, I'm just going gonna, gonna to throw it out yeah, there because yeah. it's just me. Um, Dr. Manhattan wants to leave the universe for one a little less complicated. This seems a little complicated. Would you not agree? Well, that's true. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's okay. That, that just he comes to this universe and instead of creating a new universe like he was going to, he just fucks with this one on on an un so many times because he doesn't understand it once. He once. he messes with it. He once. Mess, he, okay, messes with it once. Uh, and he messes it with once because he begins to understand it. Yes. And he's like, I want to try that. It just. Uh, I think the execution of this comic is really, really good, and it's objectively a really good comic. Um, I said it weeks ago when I first talked about it. Using Doctor Manhattan and Watchmen to fix DC's mistakes really bothers me. 
just on a level of someone who really loves the original material because they're like, hey, this is an entire period of, of comics that, that our fan base doesn't like. Well, what if we say Dr. Manhattan's the reason that it sucked? Then it's fine, right? But I, I think it's not necessarily... It's. I don't think it's John's wiping his hand hands away. I think it could be seen as like Didio was like, yes, let's do that because then we will be blameless. Um, I can see. I can see that. Yeah. But I. I think the intent to use Doctor Manhattan is purely because of his perspective on just. And he's the on, only person powerful enough to do this. Well, I think. I think more than that, it's just that the way he sees, the way he could see the DC universe would be the same way that we do, and he's the only character that can do that. I guess I'm just looking at the end of Watchmen, and he's like, I just went through this crazy world with this really dark, depressing world. I want to escape from this and do something a little different. So I'm going to go to this different world and make it more dark and depressing, which is the exact opposite of what I wanted to go do. That's just that's that's the problem I have. And again, I think this book is a really well-made book, but it it's tragically, for me, on Dr. Manhattan, uh, at least in that aspect. Uh, him under- trying to understand this world and change it and stuff that stuff's awesome uh i just like i just it's it it's hard for me not to feel this way loving watching as much as i do that's all mm-hmm. i feel uh and again I like that. i think the book is is fantastic um the watch dr manhattan when this book came out in 1986 i don't see that dr manhattan then going and doing all of this that's why i appreciate the show so much because i feel that is a again like it's your interpretation a true sequel to that show i don't feel this is what dr manhattan would do at the end of the watchman comic that's me i mean i i think that uh john it clearly happens i think so like john is uh i think john is in, in a place of as i said at the beginning like unresolved uh isolation and confusion uh personally when he reaches the end of watchman okay and when he steps into this world uh, like I guess that's it, it's open to your interpretation if you think that he has any say over what universe he stepped into next. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think it's open to interpretation whether or not this is the next place he stepped into or whether he stepped into a simpler place before he stepped here. Yeah. Because we don't know Dr. Manhattan's lifeline sure. or where he was before this. But I do think that from the moment he steps into here, this version of the story where he's reorienting himself and he's trying to understand it and he's perplexed and confused by this i don't feel that in any way betrays who he was written as in the original comic that he's uh fascinated and trying to understand it and then in trying to understand it becomes more and more interested in just the the mechanics of it so on, a, killing on a smaller level a, like a clock like the mechanics a killer of a clock. clock. A killer right. Clock. I mean, like this is this is no different than uh, I feel than in Watchmen when he he ignores uh, things that are emotionally important to Laurie because he's more interested in smaller things. Uh, he gets more micro while other things are macro. Yeah. Um. And and in doing so, he winds up wanting to experiment on in himself, having watched this uh, verse change so many times. Um. And I mean, like. If you buy into the idea that in him watching this, uh, because he exists throughout all of time, uh, that he has, in a sense, watched the universe do this over and over again and been an observer of it, and then decides to run his experiment, I think that there's a lot of like progress of, of what he gets so fascinated and he gets enraptured up to the point of his own involvement, which I think doesn't betray who he is in the original if that makes sense. I, I That helps a little bit. Uh, he kills Pandora. He kills Alan Scott. I don't think those are things he would do now. 
Kim killing Pandora, I will say, is definitely... Uh, That's a Jeff, fan service moment. I think it's definitely Jeff Johns being like, oops. Yeah. And <laughs> again... you Pandora again? In DC Universe Rebirth number one. Yeah. That's right. And again, like, it might be a fan service thing, like, hey, guys, you know, like her, let's get rid of her. You're still having Dr. Manhattan kill her. Sure. That's not the same as keeping a secret of trying to save the world. That's him killing and, someone because of his experiment. And again, we, you know, going back to what this book doesn't do is it doesn't really explain why that needed to happen. Mm-hmm. Why did Pandora need to die? Yeah, what? What's? She's the comedian. I mean, was, I mean I'll, I'll, I'll grant, I'll she's grant the you that. She's comedian of the universe. I'm, she found out and had to die. I'll, I'll grant you that. I'm only making a. a uh, defense of this yeah. No, yeah, I will, I will, but I will he, agree. he moves the I, ring and he makes and he kills Alan Scott. That is, that is not a heroic thing that I think he would do now. Techni- technically, he doesn't kill him. He just doesn't let him save himself. The ex- I mean, the experiment is: what happens if I do this? Right, and then murder, the, and then the JSA, <laughs> do- and then the JSA doesn't happen. Yeah, and then because of that, uh, again, Superman like all, is affected. I, I, I really, really like this issue and issue, and like just seeing Doctor Manhattan text dealing with past, present, future is is a thrill to have. Like I, I you guys know, I love Watchmen. I love Doctor Manhattan so much. It's just I, I don't. I this is this is the issue where I'm like, I don't buy this. I don't buy this is what John would do. Uh, and again, it's it's up to everyone's idea of who John is, this fictional ass character. Um, but this is the issue where I had the most problems with. But you went through Watchmen. Why are you killing people and doing this weird experiment? You wanted to have a peaceful, civilized, like not complicated life. And this is, if anything, the most complicated thing you could possibly do is rewriting all of history in the metaverse. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a little complicated? I'm just saying, like, that comic ends a certain way, and this is not the way the comic is. Mm-hmm. That's the issue I have with it. That being said, this is a dope-ass issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't necessarily disagree with that. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's, it, it, it is, it's kind of like when you do a sequel. It's like, you know, Men in Black 2. Well, how do we get Tommy Lee Jones back? Just bring back his memory. Like, you know, it, it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. sequels often will have to be like, we need to ex- ignore an aspect of the previous one no, in order yeah. to make the, the plot move forward. So, I mean, I can forgive it, but I definitely see what you're saying. Yeah. That's all. Cool. Um, I'm happy. The art remains really good. Of course. Uh, the misleading of the blue lights uh, yeah. for Manhattan when it's the cops before yeah. it's actually oh, Manhattan. Oh, yeah, when Reggie, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then transitioning to seeing uh, him looking at Earth from Mars and then it being the Werner Brothers, Warner Brothers logo mm-hmm. as it <laughs> comes around. God, those transitions are so good. There's a lot of good ones, yeah. Uh, him filming the adjournment, mm-hmm. Carver Coleman. Yeah. So good. This uh, issue's, this like issue's this called issues. action because Superman's a man of action and it's action comics, but it's also action because they called action when they were doing the Carver <laughs> Coleman <laughs> film. And I'm like, yeah. All that Carver so Coleman stuff, like with uh, that stuff I do like with John, like trying to have a connection and like this is the anchor, like you were saying. And I'm like, ah, like, oh, John, I got the part just like you said. And he's like, yeah, you're going to be broke soon. Wait, what'd you say? <laughs> like, I, all that stuff is, is super fun. Or you're not going to be here next year and he's like, what do you mean? He's falling apart, John. You can't just say that. You have to explain. No, I don't. I've talked to Manhattan, bitch. (laughs) I don't got to do nothing. Yeah, I like this issue a whole lot. It's definitely my favorite issue of the whole whole series. Oh, uh, it has one of my favorite little, like, uh, again, like, I think there's so much done well in the art for the facial expressions of a lot of characters, but especially Dr. Manhattan. When uh, Carver's first season, he asks, are you an angel? Yeah. And uh, Dr. Manhattan, like, contemplates it with a serious Mm. face, and then he turns, and there's, like, a melancholy smile uh, because he's kind of sad that this is the truth, but he's kind of happy that like someone thought of him this way. And he says, no, 
Mm-hmm. It's like, are you God? But then later, it's like, are you God or something? Right. Uh, yeah. Man, what was it? What was it? Uh, oh, I had a, I had something I really liked, and then I forgot about it. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. You guys go. Uh, yeah. Uh, the I I really really like this issue because it's getting right to the heart of the whole thing. Of uh, Doctor Manhattan has a fascination with the idea, the concept of Superman as an operative of hope that exists at the center of a metaverse that that itself seems like an organism. Yes. Yeah. I love that he yes. describes it that way. That it is itself like a, a an entity that is fighting against uh, external forces. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's incredible. It's yeah, always it's constantly fighting against the absence of hope. That's such an mm-hmm. interesting concept of the universe itself. Yeah, uh, I, I very much. I yeah. Uh, uh, can't moving say on to issue eleven, a lifelong mistake. Ooh. This uh, issue, I believe, opens up with a uh, nuclear war is about to happen, and I'm s- I swear I missed something. Yeah. <laughs> Because I was very confused. I was like, wait, how did we get to nuclear bombs? When does Kondok go to the White House? This issue? Uh, uh, Kondok was at the uh, a White House at the end of issue. Oh, no, they get to the, the White House in this issue. Yeah. A lot, yes. lot, of, lot of fast things going on, guys. Got Dr. Manhattan. You got, oh, uh, you got this, Gotham. This is, the one, this is the one where Imra, Saturn Girl, disappears. Yeah, this is, talks, this is one of the... Ozzy talks her into non-existence. This is yeah. one of my favorite yeah. moments of the whole comic. This I, is messed up. I really like the idea that she existed... Because she believed that she still existed, and then once she actually acknowledged that she no longer exists in this timeline, then she she's gone. Different legion. That was this, yeah. that was heavy. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a, that was the dusting. I that felt was that. sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I really liked that because um, she was one of the first legion legionnaires that he met. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I, th- this is this is where where the issue. Lex, Lex takes weird. Lois and shows her all the photos. Oh right, all the yeah. catching, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is where we see Lex like uh, seeing Wally and Barry together. Oh, he just happens to be at their reunion because <laughs> he was tracking temporal uh-huh. whatever. Yeah, uh, uh, okay. Alfred also re- reads Rorschach's journal. Oh yeah, Alfred's dope. He brings yeah. he brings Reggie some pancakes. Yeah, yeah. Yep. that's real cute. Yeah, he's out to. We find really him. need your help. We're yeah. sorry, we put you in jail. The the whole art around uh, Reggie being haunted by the image of Rorschach, which uh, it forms as like the fire. And it's kind of uh, Byron, and then it's the Mothman, and then it's Rorschach, and then it's mm-hmm. the mask right in front yeah, of him. Yeah, yeah. So good. Uh, I really like this 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 spread, uh, where it's the just extremities. Bunch of he- the extre- yeah. yeah, the bunch of heroes as he's oh, talking yeah. about um, uh, where where uh, where Ozymandias is like. I saw you guys have so many heroes. And there's so much chaos. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just kind of nudge the Superman theory just a bit more to make it seem a little bit more uh, uh, outlandish and, and real. This is also the first issue, I believe, where we see Dan Dryberg and um, and Laurie and Laurie. Yep, with yeah. their blonde as, hair, with blonde hair as they take and their them. new secret identities. Yeah, yep. Hollis. Oh, after Hollis Mason. Yeah. What's up? Right, because it's mentioned that uh, that John uh, saw Ozzy knows that really it's because the kid. Is going to be important to someone he, who was special to him at once. Mime and Marionette's kid. Yeah. Yes, my Marionette's It's going to be important. So if the so if the uh, oh, sorry, real quick, I, I don't think it's an issue. It's a previous issue, but um, uh, Mime learns that she's pregnant again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we Marion, that. and then and then, but but Marionette, uh, sorry, Mime, he discovers, da da, like yeah. I yeah, got yeah. her pregnant. It was me, and he does like yeah, yeah, a yeah, flash, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, that man, was that, a, that's silent character. That was so when uh, um, John, uh. Um, that was back at issue yeah. seven. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was a so, way back. So, uh, but we mentioned it. We mentioned that that pregnancy was yeah. reveal was pretty good. The supplementary material on the, on this one is is kind of alright. I, I really just like the last page of it. Is this Bubastis one? No, no. That, that was way earlier. I don't remember. I, I read this all at once. Yeah. Although I do really like that one. Yeah. 
Um, but this is a. Uh, this is the uh, the two flashes, the flash of two worlds picture was also shown. And Lex says this in his notes. I believe our universe is ever evolving, that I have lived past lives alongside Superman and I'm locked in an endless battle with him and that I might never win, nor will he. My goal is simple. Find John and learn that I can uh, learn what I can about this endless loop between Superman and myself and close it. I really like that. Yeah. I really like the idea that he's so vain to think like, because the world, the metaverse revolves around Superman, and by extension, me. Lex Luthor. Uh-huh. But he's so vain to be like, it all revolves around me. This whole thing revolves around me, yeah. uh-huh. Lex Luthor. I like that a lot. Yeah, I did too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember. Uh, uh, this is we got a lot of like, uh, the, war stuff. Isn't there like a lot of superheroes fighting and shit? At the end of this, yeah. Mime and Marionette reappearing. Yeah. They drop in the comedian because he's still being dragged around. The comedian should not be in his book. Washington, D.C. confrontation happens. That's right. Where Superman's woken up, and so he's headed straight to the White House, and he's like, I've missed some stuff. We all have soups, yeah. uh, but I know that uh, this is this is wrong, and it's Black Adam marching on the White House with Kondok, yeah. and uh, Superman is the lone hero fighting to defend them. Yep. Yeah, and this is this is when Manhattan's like, soon he will see me. Yep. Yeah. Uh, soon we will yeah, and it's counting blood on his hand. Oh, I really do. I really do like uh, after after Amra disappears, after Saturn Girl disappears. Um, uh, she says, "Long live," and he says, "Our worlds." Yeah, uh, this one will become my tomb, but that tomb will be a monument. Yeah, and then he he hears uh he hears uh Johnny Thunder crying. And he says, "Oh, quit crying, old man. You're from the past, and the past won't be erased." Yeah, yeah. I like that. Uh, so then the countdown. You're a good two, Aussie. Yeah, yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. The countdown to John and Superman meeting face to face as the Doomsday Clock. Slowly goes to and then we start to see on the back of the cover is what that blood is actually. It's not spark- blood. It's Superman's cape. It's cake. his cape. Oh, I I thought it was. Um, I thought it. I I saw it. I saw it. Um, I when I, cause I was reading this, I was like, I saw the blood. I was like, oh, it's just like Watchmen. The, the back cover is the right, blood. Of course, it's, it's the blood from the Doomsday Clock. Of course. of course. And then the second we get to eleven, we see this. I see the triangle of his. This like, oh shit, it's his cape. That hey, is so good. Yeah, yeah. That is such a good um, misdirection out, out from the rug underneath. It's like, haha, it's escape. We got you. Yeah, and it, it doesn't Superman. even. Twelve doesn't even fill it up all the way. It bugs me. It yeah. is Superman. It is me. It is us. It is the world. It is time. Yeah. I really like seeing Superman, and Doctor Manhattan, just in a, in a panel together. Yeah, it just looks yeah. cool. And again, it's not a drag out brawl fight because it wouldn't be. No, it's like, hey, no, because hey, what's up, dude? What are you doing? Here's, here's the thing, Manhattan. Hey, man, fight. that's a lot of yeah. dick. Yeah. 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 Hey man, put on some underwear. Yeah. I meant to bring that up earlier when they're just talking about like good grief, he's naked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Props yeah. to DC, second yeah. second wing of the year next to Batman. <laughs> yeah, uh, so wrong. we yeah. get to issue twelve, and issue twelve opens yep. uh, with John uh, remembering it's August nineteen fifty nine. I have fallen in love and grown distracted. Mm-hmm. I think and, this is uh, it's it's his history. I think this is my. What was the what did I say was was my other favorite issue? Ten. Issue ten. No, no, ten is my favorite. Uh-huh. What was my other one? Mm. Uh, Rorschach's. Was it Reggie's? The issue uh, yeah, four. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's probably second. This would be close. Yeah, agreed. Um, because this one, honestly, I cried a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The the we get the flashback to when the photo well not flashback but john experiencing the moment when the photo was taken yeah mm-hmm. and so weird for john experiencing two timelines now yeah yikes um 
I mean, he's experienced many apparently yeah. inside the metaverse. Uh, and this is uh, him. God, hello, Superman. Just coming from Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. So hello, good. Um, and it, it's them, uh, you know, having it out, but Kondok is still coming after Superman. And then uh, other uh, forces are coming to Doom like, Patrol. The, the people of Russia and everything are uh, coming. The Doom to Patrol are on the Doom on Patrol Mars. were on Mars, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, but the Why? other forces of like Russia, the people of Russia, yeah. and all that are coming to fight what the what, uh, Sorry, what was their name? Like, what is the Russian superhero name? The, the people's heroes. The people's oh, heroes. Was, yeah. That's like the most communist ass name. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, so we, we get like Australia, New Zealand superheroes are coming to to Superman's aid, mm-hmm. and like the idea that uh, you know Superman is is. He look. He can take them all, but he's like, there are civilians here. Let's we yeah. let's not do this. Uh, his kind of plea for a towards Manhattan. Drag out fight happening in Manhattan. Just chilling there. Go yeah, on. he's just watching the yeah. whole thing. Is like this soon, is interesting. Then we get Reggie die. staring at a store, and some guy just bashes his head in with a pipe. Right, and Alfred comes to help him and gives him the mask. Oh, the yeah. first uh, splash page. Oh my god, my pets are going crazy. Batman shows up after Alfred finds Reggie, uh, trying to say he's sorry because. He understands that he tried to warn him, but he didn't listen. Sorry, I put you in I jail. do like the idea of how they're trying to convince him to be like, you can change what the Rorschach yes, mask means. you can means. change its meaning, yeah. Um, taking, kind of like adding the legacy idea of DC Universe to Watchmen. Uh, I, I do enjoy how this issue begins to be like, this is how the DC Universe would influence Watchmen's universe. Like it's not a, it's not a one way street. Mm-hmm. It's it becomes a two way street that yeah. that one would influence the other. Right. We didn't talk about it too much, but um, Reggie's dad being the the psychologist yeah. who talks to Rorschach, mm-hmm. and how Reggie thinks that his dad was like a friend to Rorschach, but in reality, Rorschach kind of destroyed his father yeah. and right. made him lose hope. Right. And when Reggie realizes that, like he, he he had this whole thought of who he was and who Rorschach was and stuff, and it's like, that is super depressing shit. Yeah. And that is the stuff that like I like the most about this book. And especially uh, like almost like the redemption of like the Rorschach mask for him. And like, yeah, you can do what you want with it. Right. And I think that is super good. And that is some good stuff, Jeff and, Johns. And, and before he comes to that, he's giving a speech about like being dragged into the darkness and how, how can we fight against it while it's being paralleled with Superman being the last bastion of hope. Dude, just like people to, are, to so people many bad guys. Happen, while Dr. Manhattan observes it. Yeah. Um, in the midst of that fight, uh, there's a part where there's a, a woman and a child uh, cowering by a trash can and mm-hmm. a car gets thrown at them and Superman catches it. I'm like, hell yes. Yeah. yeah, he There's does. Superman with and a car. And he turns and to Manhattan and uh-huh. he's like, help. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I need you to help these people. He's like, no, I don't help you. It's not my job, bro. I've already seen it. I, I don't do this. And Superman's like, I just can't do it alone. Oh, this, remember the Sandman guy? Oh, Sandstorm. Wesley yeah. Dodds. Sandstorm, who's, in a, who's a kid? Oh, Sandstorm, sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In conduct, yeah. It's yeah. so cool. I like that character. I've never seen him before. Lady yeah. Clayface, I haven't seen in a long time, but that was cool. Yeah, the the, the random use of certain characters is cool to see. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of cool. And Superman's confused how Dr. Manhattan can just stand there and do nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he explains that my world once uh, uh, had a chance at peace, but after I left, it lost, it fell into war. It's burning even now. Yeah, um, yeah it is. And then he explains to Superman that he is the one behind 
the loss of friends and changes in his life, mentors he's never known, and specifically he's responsible for the death of his parents. This is the confession. Yes, and, and this and is the moment like, we're I, all waiting I for. I changed it. your life, Superman, out of cold curiosity. Will you destroy me for it, or will I defend myself despite my sins? That's some, again, as much as I don't like that this is even happening, this is some really good shit. Uh-huh. Right. This is like excellent, excellent writing, and like it's not a real fight. It's like... It's like I, a I brain did it, fight. I did it out of cold curiosity. What will happen now? And then Superman punches Posar from yeah. who's coming behind up from him. behind Doctor Manhattan, which is what he's been seeing this whole time. I really the line of the dialogue when he says, "Why would you defend me?" And Superman says, "I don't know what to think about all this, but I do know that right now, right now, you have a choice to make." Hell yeah, Superman! I really right. yeah. I I think that's really good. Where he's just kind of like. Look, when this is all over, you and I can sit down and figure, and 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 then I can discuss. But we have things this. to worry about. Right but right now. now, this is the problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Manhattan kind of realizes that. Oh, I understand now. Right. Well, yeah, also because Superman- he brings up uh, Jane in the photo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because uh, Superman notices that Manhattan has been making the photographs as he's been walking around. Like, like not even get, on purpose, on accident. We get a yeah. whole like uh, recap of of him and Janie little moment uh, from when he disappeared uh-huh. into becoming Doctor Manhattan, and he, he says she was. Uh, she was important, yeah. Yeah, and and Superman says maybe the darkness you see, maybe it takes everything you have to save the world. Maybe you have to make that choice. Yeah. And then uh, Doctor Manhattan has a moment of clarity and goes, "Yes, I understand now. Everything ends, uh, and he brings the entire universe to an end." Hell yeah, he does. Yeah, and I there's love a the coloring. Yeah, and there's a beautiful image if you scroll back up, Sparks, um, of Superman just like fading away and his like his, his symbol, symbol remaining yeah. being the last thing you see before yes. it goes to black. Yeah. I love that too. And then like uh, 38 pages. Of I darkness. meant to <laughs> I meant to say it earlier, but the beginning of the uh, issue starts with a quote: "In an effort to understand the nature of Superman in the metaverse, I reached into history, and now this world has turned against me like an invading virus, sending me toward an unavoidable collision with its greatest antibody." Yeah, that's yeah. so good. That is good. Yeah. That's yeah. so good. And yeah. then after those big Ages of and panels of just pure darkness, probably the easiest scary Frank has ever had to draw. Yeah. It's we see Krypton exploding and it begins with a child. The yeah, metaverse I, forms around this one and only sun. And I it's really a rocket flying to, from Krypton. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Out of the darkness comes the explosion of Krypton. Yes, mm-hmm. like that is the, the big, birth, big bang. That is mm-hmm. the birth of this, of this universe. Is yeah. the birth of Superman. Right, and so seeing his rocket. Not ju- like through the dawn of time, like cavemen pick up a pick up a child. I want to want to I want to know what Superman caveman was. Yeah, Black Superman Neanderthal essentially. <laughs> right. Like, damn, that I mean that's that that's so interesting. It's, and then it, there's seeing like, how his how his uh, life is influenced by the JSA. Mm-hmm. Whereas whereas is we've seen the scene before when he says that. You know when Clark is like, I don't know if I should ask Lana to the dance. Uh-huh, and right. He's like, uh, you know, they, they, the Jonathan says they've never seen anything like you, Clark. If you did, if if they did, a lot of them would be afraid. Mm-hmm. And then when Manhattan's like, it's January sixteenth, nineteen forty, I moved the lantern back. Right. And he's like, when I was a boy, my father told me about. And it's a completely different scene that like inspires the hope that that hey, we mm-hmm. had costume adventurers before. Mm-hmm. We can do it again. People are going to be ready for you. And then we bringing back his time as Superboy. Saving his parents. Yeah, yeah that's a good scene. Like, because so we get good. that scene with Alan Scott dying, and then him moving it back. It's like they've seen people with extraordinary abilities before. When I was a boy, my father told me stories of the Justice Society of America, wartime heroes who made us feel safer and inspired us to do our part. But that was decades ago. So if you're telling me that you're ready to get out there and show everyone what you can do, well, 
the world is ready too, Clark. Hell yeah, yeah. this is good. Yeah. I really love and, seeing him save his parents. And so oh, we I see, love that. We see all that coming together. We see uh, Saturn Girl and Johnny Thunder disappear. They've now remembered their pasts. Johnny Thunder, by the pasts. way, super interesting that Johnny Thunder is like, yeah. you forgot. You became the genie. You became the yeah. You became the thunder. thunderbolt. You're the like, thunder. That was that was yeah, cool. That yeah, that was really good. All right, now now can we, now okay, we're here, and I want to talk about the moment where I started sobbing. If you don't mind, when it's when it's Avengers Endgame. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <okay>. <laughs> so <laughs> when so when Gre- uh, Grife, there he is, a little telepathic push will clear will clear them away, and just like, you remember us now, don't you, Cal? And he says, Imra. Uh, smiling he remembers his oh. o- his old friend and then jay garrick's just like sorry we're late son and it's like well better late than never god that I love beautiful this. splash yeah, it's page. one of the more <laughs> extraordinary splash pages god i love that splash seeing page. the legion back seeing the jsa back this is like i mean i don't know why mr terrific is there but whatever but obsidian is alive and, well, and mr terrific's part of the jsa or was the Mr. Terrific is still alive though he knows he oh. was about that stupid ass robots stars and stripes hell yeah yeah about so like so I'm watching so seeing this like like Star Girl Hawkman Adam Smasher like characters I haven't seen in oh, Hawkman's not right but like characters that are back are alive Legion's uh, back Bendis yeah <laughs> uh, back and they did that too. <laughs> I, d- I do appreciate this, the Sook designs, though, for the Legion. I, I appreciate that bit of continuity. But this moment, uh, seeing the JSA back yeah. made me sob. Just seeing this, that this is the, the panel. I was like, Johns knows how to put the JSA and the Legion and squish them in and make it so awesome. It was just so nice to be like... Be- because we talk a lot about like periods of time where you prefer the comic books, like you say, like before Secret Wars was like your your peak mm-hmm. for Marvel. Mm-hmm. Before the New Fifty Two is my peak Marvel. It's yeah. my pe- peaked Marvel. It's my peak DC. Yeah. So like seeing this page, hey, ours is around the same time period. Yeah. Just different companies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so seeing this page, I'm like, it's back. Yeah. The period that I remember, this is it. It's yeah. back. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it as that fight happens, it's the promise of rebirth. Sorry, yes. Doctor Manhattan yeah. says, "I see tomorrow." the man of tomorrow mm-hmm. uh. and for the first time i am inspired yes so i want to quickly i also want to talk about like the at now we get into the point where he's looking into the future and looking to see how the metaverse preserves superman of different worlds uh-huh. so the new 52 is still a world out in the mul- in the multiverse yep. because the metaverse preserved it right um there's like earth 1985 earth 2 he like takes yeah. us, he yes. takes us through a little brief recap mm-hmm. history of how things have worked before so now one of the things that i think has been taken wildly out of context mm-hmm. is the page where where it it quote unquote teases uh events to come yeah um I think people are taking that out of context because they're not looking at it in the greater picture. They're only taking that small panel. This and is the Bendis era. <laughs> yeah. He's got the Nick Darrington co- costume. Yeah. Um, th- because now, because then we get, it is January 2026, 20, the timeline is restored, and Earth 5G is born. It is June 17, 2026, Superman goes on a quest to find Bruce Wayne's lost daughter so she can save Bruce's son. On July 10th, 2030, the secret crisis begins. Like, you're looking at these events that are that are up to 2030, this is not real things. These aren't real teases. 5G, maybe. Yeah. But these aren't real teases. I think, I think the first ones are. Yeah. Uh, which is like uh, the 2025 Time Masters event. 
Yeah, possibly. The crisis. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that w- because those ones come so early and the year 2020, which is this year, yeah. uh, which will be the, the timeline being bombarded by the reckless energies of the old gods. Yeah. But I, I think when we get to like people, are, people were online were like complaining about uh, about secret crisis being teased. And I was like, that's not a real thing. It's just Jeff Johns having a bit of fun. Until it is. Hey, Brandon, tell us. Did you notice is. that when, I mean, in that thing, it teases, did you notice that uh, Hal Jordan has his Green Lantern emblem uh, materialized as a construct? Yeah, it's my favorite okay. It's my favorite way that they draw Hal Jordan. Okay. Um, it has, I just portrayed. does that now. I was like, oh, hey, you like that. I, again, Gary Frank, for some reason, just won't draw. Oh, here's Wally West, by the way. Wally West gets a little panel. Oh, he's in the book? Yeah. He's in the book there. <laughs> uh, Jeff jo- uh, Gary Frank just doesn't like Kyle Rayner, I guess? I don't think it's... Uh, he, he's told what to draw, not who to draw. It's like. so weird, though. Yeah. Um, but the best part about this last monologue, uh, the thing that, that if I think... A lot of people wrongly took the, took what I was just talking about out of context is is how the world how the metaverse will continue to mold around Superman as he goes as he looks into the future in 2038, saying Superman appears for the public in first time for the first time in 2038, and then how and then he he kind of estimates uh, John uh, Johns is in a way estimating when the next uh, rebirths or the next uh, retcons will be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 2038, 2000, the, the, uh, t- leading all the way up to the 31st century. When, when when Superman ideals will be more our own. Yeah. And yeah. It won't need that anymore. Yeah. yeah. Like, I love that it goes so far in the future where the rocket arrives again in the year 2045, delivering the cancer to their only child. They find the rocket with their three-year-old daughter, Clara, in the year 2162. In 2965, Superman appears in Metropolis for the first time. The rocket arrives. A child is loved. Superman is made. Made. Uh, you, you, you stopped at the best part. Oh, uh, I, I, know I, the, now I now understand, understand Superman's, Superman's true purpose. purpose. Yes. I think that's really good stuff. I think mm-hmm. Manhattan's dialogue mm-hmm. here, uh, his kind of like smile yeah. is is wonderful. Subtle smile, yeah. And, has how, and now he's just like, okay, we're done here. And he just takes all the Watchmen characters and it's just like, we're leaving. Except for you two. You can stay. Yeah. Manhattan, uh, Marionette and Mime. Uh, oh, yeah. This is when uh, um, Community becomes relevant for a hot second. Oh, because he shoots Ozzy? Yeah, he shoots Ozzy and only to fall off the... <laughs> the is it the even relevant, though? No. Nah. No, it's not. No, you're right. The, it was, well, could, okay, it was at this point when I realized... When it was at this point when I was just like, Oh yeah, he's in this book. Had comedian in this yeah. book. Yeah, I think this is also the point where I was like, "Why was he here again?" Or, or, or like when shit. when when Rorschach when Rorschach is just like, uh, "I don't want revenge. I want justice. You you're not gonna st- you're not gonna die today." Oh, there is one line of Lex Luthor that I really like, and it's when he's taking uh, the comedian Eddie Blake back to his own world slash time. He's like, "I don't use that language often myself, but it's appropriate." You goddamn asshole! And he just sends Blake back to the building where he falls off. You don't have to call back to Watchmen, because Lori Blake, when she shoots him, she calls him a goddamn asshole. Oh, um, symbolism! No, I really like I really like Doctor Manhattan it's talking poetry. to. It rhymes. Poetry it rhymes. I really mm-hmm. like Doctor Manhattan talking to Carver Coleman. Don't be afraid of what you feel. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that changes his life to to so, come out. So he's leaving Mime and Marionette behind uh, because he's saying their son will need an anchor. Uh huh. Yes. 
uh, yeah, I, re- I really liked how Carver Coleman's history also is different. Me too. How he lived up until 2005. The JSA are around. And then the reveal mm-hmm. of the parent Kents being alive. No, it's yeah. so sweet. So Old sweet. And still there. And so sweet. Yeah, I really like it. And we return to the Watchmen world. Yeah. Even just whole... Uh, did we? Yeah, we mentioned uh, Carver Colden's whole thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Like he lived and passed away in Just now, where were yeah. you? He was looking at the book. I was looking. <laughs> I'm looking at the thing. He's like literally ten seconds ago. Yeah. Hey man, we get into it. Um, it is ten seconds ago. Ben is reading through the book. <laughs> he is not listening to his friends. Ben's captured by um, Doomsday Clock issue twelve. Guys, explain to me what the fart's going on with this kid. Uh, same thing that's going on at the end of the TV series. Which kid? Which kid are we talking about? <laughs> Bro. <laughs> okay, this kid at the end. Yeah. My marionette son. Yeah. Yeah. The same thing that doc- happens at the Watchmen at the end of the Watchmen TV series. Spoiler alert. Does a does a kid talk to Manhattan? No, is there's a new power there's a new powerful being in the Watchmen on. universe. He passes, passes powers on to Mime and Marionette's kid? Yeah. yeah. Why? So he, so that he will Superman. I'm just so that he will become the 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 Watchman version of Superman. Oh, okay. So this. Okay, I understand now. They are. This is the. Wa- okay. I yeah, because it. because mm-hmm. he's saying because. Did you think this was in the DC? Universe? I don't. I I don't. I think maybe because it was like five in the morning when I read it. <laughs> Got you. Because, uh, no, yeah, no, no, this is this is. That's this Dan is them and, and their family. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I don't know why. Yeah, that makes sense. No, we're good. No, it's all good. Because Manhattan, you know, Manhattan being a. a, a well, what I really like is that. Uh, sorry, real quick. A character of inaction. Uh, needs to need he knows that the value of his powers with a person of action mm-hmm. will be more beneficial and being, than him being raised by two serious actual yeah. heroes so yes. what were you going to say Sparks? uh it's also that he uh has been ever since he became dr manhattan separated from his own humanity and it isn't in, in the logic of the doomsday clock it isn't until the moment that he's inspired by superman that he reconnects with that and in reconnecting with that is when he reconnected with his font his love for jane Mm -hmm. uh and in remembering that he remembers like a life that they could have had with kids and uh his his ultimate his ultimate reconnection to that is him taking on having a child and passing that along uh, which is something he yeah, never had the opportunity uh, to do. Yeah, yeah, like oh, I left your wallet. I left, well, I left your watch in the lab, and she's like, oh, don't worry so much about time. Oh man, that's some right. good shit. Aww. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then he passes on his powers to Clark. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and that's that's the end of the story. Yeah, every child comes with the message that God is not yet discouraged of man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Carver Coleman's star on the Hollywood. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. so I good. I love that. Good stuff. I really appreciate that. I, I just, I really like this. I like it a lot. I, I like this book a whole lot, and a lot yeah. of it is my bias towards Jeff Johns as a, as a, as a whole, because uh, I, I think, I mean, he can't, he can do wrong. Uh, I've I mean, everybody does wrong. Yeah. yeah, but I think this was, this is some of his best work. Yeah, it's definitely like it allows him. Not that like writing regular like Superman or regular Batman, you can't be impactful or anything, but like <laughs> when, when, when you give it this kind of treatment, you're like, hey. Go mature, go hard, go bold. Like, don't be afraid to go rated R. Like, when you're allowed to just do what you want, like, it shows. Like, there's some good shit in here. I also really appreciate that this that this uh, book gave way to an interview where he revealed that they are almost done with uh, Batman Earth One Volume Three. Hell yeah! (gasps) Yeah. Anyway, Earth One line not dead. Yay! Yay! Hell yeah! Um, Uh, The three Jokers coming out maybe this year. Also, we're getting a Green Lantern Volume Earth One Volume Two. Yeah. Pretty stoked about that. Hell yeah, baby! Yeah, um, I think that this, I, it's a, it's a shame that this book didn't matter like it was supposed to. Yeah. Um, but taken as its own, 
it's solid. Yeah, it's an mm-hmm. it's a it's a cool story. As, as a central idea of Doctor Manhattan steps out of the Watchmen universe, comes to the DC universe, is confused and perplexed by how it functions, recognizes that Superman is the center, tries to understand the concept of why is Superman what he is, what what even if I alter that, what does he become? Mm-hmm. Um, and analyzes that and ultimately uh, sees that the universe itself responds to that action and sends Superman as its best antibody, which I love that description, yeah. mm-hmm. after him. And he still Superman, won't fight him, though. Superman is the thing where he says, where he brings up like uh, an opportunity for him to make choice uh, because this is, uh, the other thing like uh, that is that this is the first time that Dr. Manhattan has not seen what comes next. Yeah. Since he's been Dr. Manhattan. Right. He does have choice. He's never really had choice. Mm-hmm. He's always been living with whatever he knew was supposed to happen because he's already done like it. A sad yeah. This is the one moment where he's had true choice. Mm-hmm. And Superman t- has that opportunity to say, like, recognize what, what is this? What is Janie? Yeah. Why does this matter to you? Mm-hmm. Perhaps you give everything to save the world. Maybe you do become a person of action. Yeah. And I love the idea of him being inspired by him because, like, John Osterman's never a character who had someone like that in the world yeah yeah uh to to make that and that's why he's such a person of uh passive inaction is that there's nothing that's motivated him to use these powers for a particular reason right yeah. exactly but now there is yep yeah um yeah i really i i just really appreciate that i also i also just appreciate that there's care and love and, and the treating of a lot of these characters especially the watchman ones yeah um you do got to tread lightly on a lot of this but I think he he threads that needle very well. Yes, this this almost corrects their before Watchmen idea because that was fully like, hey, let's tell about the comedian in the past. Let's do the Silk Spectre in the past, Rorschach in the past. Nobody wants to hear that. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares about that. Uh, this is done with care, and it's like, hey, we know this is important. Don't worry about it. And I was worried, e- even reading it, I was worried. But uh, now that it's over and I can look at it all just right there, I'm like, this is really great. It's really cool. Uh, yeah. I still don't agree with some of the ideas, but like that's just that's like a personal thing. Um, it's one of the best looking books ever made, like for mm-hmm. real. Like Gary Frank, like it, there's a reason this book took such a long time because when you do nine panel grids every single page yeah, for twelve issues. Kept... Sorry. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna make this book uh, come out uh, when you want it. When you want it to come out. Right now? now? No. No. Good. How about now? Let's do How it. About now. six months ago. Yeah. Is it already out? Yes. Um, uh, have we made money? Is it a movie? It's it's really it is really cool that we can have. Like uh, a quote unquote true, untrue sequel to Watchmen. We can have something like the show and the comic, and they are both made with intense care, and it's not just for money. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, I also like that both of them, in their own ways, are expressions, specifically Doomsday Clock, is an expression of an antithesis to Zack Snyder's vision of Watchmen yes. and Zack Snyder's vision of Superman. Yes. Yeah. Doomsday Clock's a big old middle finger. Oh my God, to he's touched <laughs> both of them. I just, re- oh, oh, yes. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. It, this is a, totally a book that says, hey, Zack Snyder, you totally misunderstand Superman and you totally misunderstand my fear of like Superman and Dr. Manhattan like I shouldn't have worried because the whole up until then I never saw it but I was like dude is the last issue just gonna be an actual like cosmic fight between these two gods and thank lord it wasn't thank the lord it wasn't like they never touch each other I love that so much me too Uh, I always wanted it to be Dr. Manhattan trying to understand the concept of like what is a Superman Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um 
and why do, why does that is so important? Yes, and I and I think it's great because my favorite times with Superman are always like I find my favorite comics of Superman are when they explore him more as a uh, symbol or a concept than as a character. Yeah, uh, because I think that that is the more impactful thing and how it affects everybody in the world um, and why superheroes as a medium has come to be explored. Even as Watchmen itself is a critique on superheroes, Doomsday Clock winds up bringing that around in a way where I think it treats at least the core superhero that inspired all that with reverence, which I don't think Alan Moore would like a lot of things in Doomsday Clock. But the way that it handles the uh, moment between Superman and Doomsday Clock is something I think he'd appreciate yeah. as a person who had his own final stamp on Superman. True. Uh, yeah. And uh, I think understood that Superman is kind of an undying ideal. I mean, there, I'm sure there's a lot of things in the TV series that Alan Moore wouldn't be down with. Oh, no. I'm no, not yeah. saying like that, that the TV show is exempt from it either. Yeah. It's yeah. just a little more exempt because Batman's on it. <laughs> That's all. That's yeah. all. He, he his uh, Alan Moore cynicism is well documented, but it's also not unwarranted because it, he got shit definitely. on almost more than any other comic creator in history. The only reason why they did before Watchmen, by the way, is apparently because they offered him to do Minutemen, but he didn't want to do it. Yeah, mm. I'm not. I mean, he he hasn't touched. It. The only thing he's gone back to is the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen because. I guess like even that bad movie can't keep him down. <laughs> I mean, he would have he would have gone back to Watchmen if he owned Watchmen. I yeah. think. Yeah. But he since he didn't. Dude, honestly, if like I mean, you got you guys know the story, but for the people listening, if you don't know, the original Watchmen is supposed to be Charlatan characters like Blue Beetle and the Question and all these characters, and Alan Moore wanted to destroy them. Mm -hmm. He wanted to do what they did in Watchmen, which is turn them into bad people, into rapists, murderers, and DC's like, "Excuse me, no." Yeah. Do your own thing, and then it turns out... Well, they out had also just bought the Charlton characters not too long ago. Yeah. So they were like, uh-uh. Not yet, bro. We just got them. Uh, you're doing a very 2010s thing. We're still in 1980s. Yeah. Can you not? So he's like, cool, I'll do my own thing, and I'll get the greatest comic ever made. So like, in an alternate world, this is a DC comic book sequel, yeah. where it is Blue Beetle, and it's like, that's a fun world to think about. I think... Shit, I, yeah. man. That's get, everyone thinks that Rorschach is, is Batman, but he's actually supposed to be... The question. question. Yeah. Uh, Captain Adam is... Doctor Manhattan, mm -hmm. yeah. Night Owl is uh, Blue Beetle. Yep, yep. Who is the comedian supposed to be? The Punisher. <laughs> yep, my favorite Charlotte <laughs> DC character. Yep, um, that's it. It's a good question. It's probably some like goofball. Or, I mean, it could just Harlequin. be Joker or something. Yeah, I I, I desperately wish that. Uh, this was more in step with the DC timeline Me because too. because like yes, it could work as a standalone, but the fact that it it, 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 it has to be it has to be the Superman of the moment. It has to be him. It can't be like, oh, this is just happening on that other Earth, but it's not affecting the... This has to be happening here. You were reading Detective Comics and I wasn't. Didn't they mention something about the unrest in Gotham like two years ago, right? Yes. That sucks. Around the I, time that this book started to come out, yeah. uh, there were protests in Gotham. That sucks because I think that is such an interesting interesting idea. And having Condock be the Krokoa of DC where any any metahumans could come here and then we're eventually a superpower. That is such a fascinating idea that we're never going to probably see anything with yeah. and that bums me out because that's the stuff that i really I have wanted a, to see i have a theory is it a superman theory? about how this could all work uh yeah <laughs> um and uh i don't know that they'll go this route they probably won't but um what i think is that everything prior to the moment that john does that would now be considered not what we're reading in the main comics and like you'd kind of you'd have to go Star Wars Legends with it, where, like, it's canon till they say it's not currently <laughs> canon anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, now the things that have come around are, are being dealt with. Um, but the thing is, like, there's no point in exploring the Superman theory anymore now that this story's done. Yeah. Or you'd have to come up with a good reason to yeah. still do it. I'm okay with not exploring it 
uh, for a while, but I really, I really like it. It's just uh, such a good idea. That as the, an idea, you, you just can't leave that alone. Like there's such, there's such a oh, only if John wrote it out can you leave it alone is yeah. what I is what I mean. And like it, it's because it fits in a funky place in the timeline because John Jonathan Kent is ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Alfred is alive. Yeah, Alfred's straight up dead right now, you guys. Uh, <laughs> and then, and then uh, John changes things at the end, and so it's like, what are are we now post Doomsday Clock in the comics? And, but and at some point, we weren't, and, you and what go, is still canon, what isn't? You want to go a little further? Justice League introduced the JSA where they didn't know who they were, and uh, Bendis just introduced the Legion of Superheroes, where Superman's like, "Who are you?" It's and it's. And it's this. It's, it's supposed to be the original it's Legion too. Legion. Yeah. It's not the new Fifty Two Legion. It's the original Legion. So yeah. it's so confusing. So, yeah. it, but by this logic, um, it could be like Bendis just didn't read the end of Doomsday Clock, and now has to be like, I mean, and I guess honestly, like it's not. It, he shouldn't be deterred from a comic that's supposed to be out from two years ago. You know what yeah. I mean? He has his story. He shouldn't be waiting for Doomsday Clock to finish to tell his story. I mean, but there, that sucks. If you want to go, like, a lot of the behind-the-scenes issues I do think uh, hurt Doomsday Clock oh, uh, yeah. and within within his narrative of, of being part of the DC Universe, and a lot of it is. Not a lot of it, but a good portion is that Bendis wasn't working at DC when Doomsday Clock started. That's insane. And the final pages of this have, like, a splash page of all, like, what Bendis is writing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Legion and all this stuff, and then Superman and Batman, I'm like, this is the Bendis era that they're talking about, yeah. and he wasn't even here when this book came out. That's so, so nuts. So, so that, so I think a lot of that when, when, because of the delay, uh, I think they were just like, well, we just paid two thousand million dollars for Brian Michael Bendis. Uh, we need to give him everything he yeah, wants, and he wants to do Legion. He can't wait two years to put a book out for wait mm-hmm. for this for yeah. Doomsday Clock. Like sh- he should have. He's like, hey, I want to do Legion Superheroes, and then we're reading Doomsday Clock. He's like, oh. Now Bendis, Bendis, I give an excuse to. Snyder has no excuse for introducing the JSA before this book came out. Dude, I'm sure he doesn't give a shit. Probably He's just not. like, well. Justice League is my own weird thing with Perpetua. What are you talking about, Metaverse? Perpetua, baby. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> Comics are fun, you guys. Yeah. Don't make sense of them. Uh, yeah, it's it's a shame that something that was supposed to clarify the DC Comics universe makes it messier yeah it clarified the new 52 at least it did it did that's about um, it and it's still unexplored yeah, could you imagine Earth- like a, a new 52 like number one comic and it's just like oh this is a continuation of that universe i think it's no one's gonna buy it i think it's so funny i'd buy it i want to know i, I, I mean I, it depends on what character it is depends on who writes it <laughs> yeah i'm curious not nah, i would if they were if they wanted to be if they wanted to go full on like marvel like parallel worlds like the ultimate universe like like you want to do like just like six issue minis set in this world. But the, I'd prob- read that. the problem is, like, half of the line is new stuff, but then the Batman and the Green Lantern are still continuing from the past because the writers wanted to k- still do what they're doing. Yeah. So it'd be Batman from now. It'd still be funny to read, though. It would be funny to Especially read. Especially if they were just like, let's just go ballsy. Yeah. What would the New 52 screw up now? Remember when Superman was an asshole? Oh, let's go back to that. I think it's really funny that you can go back to the New 52 line and it's like, now you can look at it through the lens of, oh, yeah, this is when Dr. Manhattan, like, fucked around. <laughs> yeah. That's, see, that's the kind of thing that makes me mad. Because I'm like, hey, remember when comics sucked? Yeah, Dr. Manhattan's fault. I'm like, ah, no, it's not. Yeah, Superman. F- no, it's not. It's bad editorial. Superman I do appreciate the story storytelling, though. No, I do, too. And it, it being now in 2020, it's funny. Well, okay, okay. <laughs> but so, when I'm reading comics in 2012 and they're bad, I'm like, oh, gosh, why is this bad? One of the things I love about like Jeff Johns is that this isn't new to Jeff Johns. Mm-hmm. He's done this his whole career. He's done all the rebirths for all the characters. Like, seriously, yeah. this is this type of thing of like, 
um, he's rebirth man recontextualizing events for the past to, to that's his jam that's, true. that's all he's done at DC I yeah I really I really like the idea that is put into it of I made a Superman who was less connected to his own humanity I made the and worst Superman yeah. and therefore he connected more with me mm-hmm. and I found myself able to relate to him better because I myself am disconnected from my own humanity True. and I thought that was a really cool way to, to put a spin on something that, that like wasn't connected to it before but if you're gonna do it like putting that touch on and it's like oh well yeah yeah that's really great yeah and and uh i just i just love the idea of dr manhattan studying it long enough and then going oh i get it i'm inspired by superman yeah Mm -hmm. as everyone should be Mm -hmm. yeah because there should always be a superman and i think that's awesome i agree okay we did it you guys it's it's real late this episode's real long hell yeah i love it let's do our book club no. Uh, it is Ben's book club, however, next week. Do you know what it is? Shit, no. All right. It's for- okay. I didn't know whose book club it I was. I totally forgot. We've been book club list for a while. I had a, we'll, I we'll had a book club. I had a book club clinic. It's okay, Ben. We don't even know what we're doing next week. <laughs> um, uh, but we uh, we have a couple of episodes up right now. You can watch our, our Star Wars Downright Nerdy episode. Oh, yeah, baby. Uh, that's up on, on YouTube and the feed. And we have a Best of the Decade episode if you want to check that out. Hell, yeah. We have no idea what we're doing next week, so stay tuned. Uh, I'm sure there's something we can figure out. Uh, until then, we do have more shows up on our, fa- on our fake nerd page, our YouTube page. I mean, that's not wrong. Yeah. On, a, on our YouTube page, link in the description, you can watch our show Fake Nerds Watch, where we just wrapped up The Mandalorian. Uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Uh, the second part will be soon, and uh, as I said up top, uh, I'm going to be starting at Star Trek Picard. Uh, fake nerds watch downright nerdy. Engage. Was that two weeks? Two weeks. Yeah. Nice. Um, and our, we have a show Basement Arcade. You can check out Sonic Mania. Sonic's back, baby. That's yep. the only one out right now. Yep. That's one yep. we got. All so far. Um, link in the description for that. We are a Funko affiliate. You can use promo code Shop Ten for ten percent off your purchase. Uh, buy a Funko Pop. Do it. Who doesn't love a Funko Pop? Do it, sucker. That Hall of Justice Funko Pop looks real cool. Hall of Justice? Yeah. Oh. It's got a little I want, Batman. I want a Dr. Manhattan glow-in-the-dark Funko with his dick hanging out. <laughs> oh, my God. I was you about know to say they have, that, they have that, but then you added the dick hanging out. They don't have that. That's a Comic-Con exclusive. I was about to say they're <laughs> not going to have that. Uh, never say never. Oh. <laughs> you can find our Patreon. Or it doesn't need to be detailed. It's a Funko. So okay. It could just be a line and some balls. Listen, they have they have the dead body of Laura Palmer wrapped up in plastic. They can have some dong. All right. Funko's gone places. That's a Twin Peaks reference. Okay. Thank you. Uh, you can find our Patreon and Public. all in the links in the description. Thank you to everyone who listens. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, thank you, Jeremy Vellucci, for our uh, musics and our, our intermusic inter- stuff. Thanks, Jeremy. Uh, you can find him at Jeremy Vellucci Keyboards. Uh, he also does a show called Suburban Proctologist. You can find that on Facebook.com slash Suburban Proctologist Official. Instagram at Subproc Podcast. Thank you to Mike Matola. Uh, our, good, our good friend Mike Matola did our logos. You can find him at Mike Matola. Uh, we are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Fake Nerd Podcast. FakeNerdGuys at gmail.com if you'd like to get in touch with us personally. I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, ben, where can I find you? You can find me on the internet at BenMagic27 on Instagram and Twitter. You can also find me writing for OldSchoolGamerMagazine.com. My latest article about um, old school retro gaming collecting uh, for on a budget is up. The second part will be up later this week. Link in the description for that. Ryan, what do you got? <laughs> 
What you got? What quote oh, you got? No. What you got? <laughs> what tweet her, you got? This is for Rachel, you big fat white nasty oh. ass shelling ass bitch. Why you take me off the mother effing schedule with your trifling dirty white ass racist ass bitch? You big fat oompa loompa ass bitch. <laughs> you can find me at DJ <laughs> oh Tony God. Stark at everyone. You have. How long have you been waiting to use that? Facebook deleted my post that I made of it. How long? It how long have you been waiting like, for that? Like two minutes, because I forgot oh. I was gonna do it. Oh, okay. Sparks, where can we find you? <laughs> Uh, you can find me uh, rediscovering the ideal of hope at Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter, S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, rate and review wherever you get us. We greatly appreciate it. Until next week, guys. We're tired. We're going to go to sleep. Stay fake, Oompa loompa, fat bitch. <laughs>